Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. It is the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. And we are coming at you Monday night, January 18th, 6 o'clock Pacific. San Diego Supercross, round two. The whale's vagina has come and gone. And uh, we got lots to talk about. Looking forward to having you guys on. Thanks for listening. It's been good. It's been fun. Got the BTOSports.com tweet at Talon segment. Race tech suspension email segment. The NFAB question of the day and NFAB JGR check-in. Some bad news for the JGR guys we'll get to in a second. We have the X-Brand goggle tear-offs submitted by our friend Corey Moser. And uh, lots more to come on the show. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's been, uh, it's been a good time, and uh, we appreciate everybody for uh, tuning in. We have a great show lined up tonight. It's been uh, it's been fantastic uh, lining up guests for tonight's show. Lots to talk about. Lots going on, and we have uh, some great guests. Like I said, Ryan Dungey's on the San Diego Supercross winner. Jake Weimer will be on. Uh, Jordan Smith of the Geico Honda team, and uh, they'll be online at uh, different times. We'll have Jason Thomas, of course, on. And uh, we couldn't have done this without BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy. Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels. Uh, Ryan Dungeon uses W Wheels for his wheels need. He took the win. Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics and Ride Engineering, all on board with us tonight as well, too. Uh, Nitro Circus, they're checking check them out. They're starting their European tour probably about now. And uh, NitroCircus.com for more. Those guys at Nitro always have something exciting going on. I saw the show here in Vegas month or month and a half ago, and it was uh, balls. So please uh, check it out if they're in your area. And also, too, if you're going to go to Amazon, go to Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. Click on that. Takes you to Amazon, and then we uh, we get a little slice of that, and we can keep the show going, and we're pumped, uh, pumped to have you on board. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. Anytime you got a question tonight, call in. We're going to give away some gear alloy uh, shirts and hats. And uh, we're still going to talk to you. We didn't have a winner for our Gear Alloy wheel segment last week, so we are going to do another one this week, and we'll talk to you more about that. Uh, you can listen live on the PopMex app under the Info tab, and you can listen live on TuneIn. All right, with me in studio, I'll probably get to, the, I'll get to this guy first because uh, uh, there's a lot of people in the studio tonight. He is the only one with a 125 Supercross championship. I uh, won it in 2002 riding for the, for the Factory Connection Honda team. He's a past studio co-host. He is now working at Yamaha, uh, former national number 11, permanent number, and uh, we love to have him on. Who can forget his days at MDA, MDK KTM, too? They were phenomenal. Travis Preston. Thank you for having me, Steve. Thanks for coming back in. You know, hey, thank, don't thank me. Thank you, Yamaha, for giving me the day off. MLK day. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Uh, I had a dream that you would come in one day, and it, it really worked out. <laughs> I, I, I think this could be my last time. Really? Oh, you, know, yeah. th- you know, things yeah. are going good, right. and I'm busy. Yeah. So this, I'm not saying it's the last, but it's a possibility it could be. If you have something to tell Travis, something to ask Travis, call in the night. 
Tonight's the night. Yeah, tonight's the night. Um, and we're going to have the Gear Alloy cold call also coming up. So uh, we're going to call a little friend of yours uh, Great. coming I'm, up. I'm looking forward to that. I know you are. Um, thank you for coming in. You're working at Yamaha now, like full-time job, Monday to Friday. That was very tough getting used to. I've I bet. spent my whole life... Uh, you know, racing motorcycles and not having a yeah. real job per se. So to actually be at a place at 8.30 every day and sit inside of a building with <laughs> people that you don't know and you hang out. It's amazing. You ha Did you know this? You have to spend eight hours at this place every day, day after day. It's freaking sick. No, and people do no. this for like all their life. An extended period of time. Yeah, extended period of time. Thank you. It's hard. Ladies and gentlemen, factory rider life. Yeah. Travis Preston. So I'm struggling, but it's getting, it's getting easier right, and easier. Right. Uh, also in studio with us, uh, he's uh, been around the industry for a long time working for Michelin uh, tires now and uh, Starcross 5, of course, is announced, but uh, we're having him in anyways, regardless of this Starcross 5 stuff because he's an awesome guy. He's been around the races forever. Uh, 125 main event participant in 1994 Charlotte. It's 1995 Charlotte Supercross. Randy Richardson, what's up, Randy? Welcome. Uh, glad to be here. And um, uh, did you know you had to go to a place for eight hours a day? Well, <clears throat> it just goes to show that uh, a lot of us have been in a corporate world and go eight hours a day our entire lives, <laughs> and occasionally get to ride dirt bikes. Others are. <laughs> You know, can race and win championships, and then eventually go to the to the office place. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a role reversal. Now, so, yeah. last time we had you on, Preston, you said you had made a lot. You put away a lot of your money. You were smart. So, do you still have it, or did you blow it all on? <laughs> did you no? Did you blow it on cocaine and hookers? And now, or are you saving uh, it for later in your life? Are you saving it for later in your life? Like, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, we have to start this right now, this early in the show. I feel like this is stuff we bring up later in the well, show. Well, you. You seem rather pained by this working experience. <laughs> so, like, did you blow all your money? No, um, I went through a pretty nasty divorce. Yep. Okay. So, a lot of my money, money? my my, let's say, liquid assets, <laughs> uh, went to that evil person. Okay. So, um, I was left with not so liquid assets. <laughs> what What would my show? What would my little studio show uh, slash show look like if Pookie left me? Like, I could have some problems. Because yeah. I hear about these, I hear about these divorces with riders. They don't go well. Where's no. the dogs going if that happens? No. I don't know. Third guy in studio, DirtRider.com, DirtRider Magazine, still effing over X Brand, the one and only Chris <laughs> Kiefer. What's up, Keith? Hello, everyone. It's great to have you in. Thank you for having me as well. Thanks for coming up. Thanks for dragging Travis up. Whose idea was it to bring him up? What? what? He actually popped me the question uh, really? last week. He's like, "Hey, are you gonna go?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is the w the week I'm going." He's yeah. like, "Can I go? I think I have it off." And I'm like, "Heck yeah, let's go." Oh, wow. Look at Preston. Yeah. I'm on board with that. As you can tell, I'm not happy now. <laughs> he, hey, well, he was rethinking his decision yesterday when he came over. He's like, oh, man. He's like, I don't know. That's going to be a rough time. He's we, like, I got to get up and go to work Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. We, we immediately got into your finances, so it's not going well right away. Right, it's already not I think good. he's looking for Uber now for a ride back down to California. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and also, too, I want to get you in because Randy's going to WPS, uh, Home of Fly Racing, uh, tomorrow for a sales meeting. And so you develop some, you helped him develop a little bit of work on the Starcross 5 tire. So we're going to talk about that a little bit too and get the, we have some specific tire questions for you too on the uh tweeted talent segment so that'll be good ryan dungy jake weimer jordan smith good show i delivered the guest that's a good show thanks to dungy mm, I, I question that no yamaha riders i feel like when i come on the show i feel like that's when the kind of the big pete you know weimer dungy chad reed yeah. that's when the real players come on i feel like when i come on 
Okay. Yeah. So I think you right. use yeah. me for that. You're saying champions said, bring champions. Um, Maybe. You know what we need to do tonight? You know it would be really funny, and it might be depressing, but it would be hilarious for me. We <laughs> should ask Dunge some questions about Travis Preston. Now, he became a – when did he turn rookie? Uh, 06? Uh, he was young when Travis was champion. Yeah, no, I no, know. No, he, no, I know. And that's what's going to make Travis – this is more depressing. It's going to be great. Because <laughs> us you three – You really don't want me to come back. Us three remember Travis Preston, amazing rider, champion. I mean, we yep. uh, your career is very fresh in all of our minds. You were a great rider. Not what? as good as Timmy, but good. Um, one thing we could ask him is, what's one vivid memory you have of Travis Preston racing? What's think, the one thing? I think thing? we know what it'll be. It'll be the into the into the stadium, into the finish line structure by Sorby, right? Or it could be the, the, the say after James, you know – him and James got into it in what in Canada, up in uh, Toronto. Oh yeah, but he—I mean—he was almost racing at that point, wasn't he? his first year? Was two thousand eight? And what, what year was that? That was two thousand seven. So he'll remember that. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see. Okay. Let's see what his Travis yeah. Preston memories. Or what if he goes? I don't really have any. And then I'll just feel stupid. <laughs> so great. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be actually that would be the question that would be the answer I'd want to hear. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, hey, so we've been having these producer tryouts the last few weeks, and Travis yeah. and Talon have been coming in. We uh, we had them each sit in with Tits, our old producer, uh, and learn the ropes. And then I said, well, you know what? I really can't decide. Mm-hmm. Let's bring them in one each again. By their on them without Tits, mm-hmm. you know, no Tits, which would sadden you. <laughs> I need Tits, right, right. And um, and we still couldn't decide. So we brought him back again. Uh, so tonight, it's uh, it's Talon's turn. Talon, welcome back to the show, Lone Wolf. Yeah, I'm back again. Steve still can't make up we his We can't mind. decide. Now, Travis, last week, he brought banana bread. Nothing. Yeah, I thought about bringing something in, but then, you know, a few of my friends said it would just seem like I was blowing you way too hard if I did. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, no. It's, Before you get a job, there's nothing wrong with oral sex. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> it's during that's not good. But before, it's, it's game on. Um, it's okay. So you, you're back in? Yep, back in. 702-586-757. Talon is in. And uh, keep trying, bro. Keep shooting for the stars. Maybe you'll All be right. the lucky one. Name I think you're just waiting to not pay us. You're just using our money for <laughs> come, your bar tab at the races Come September, I'll be like, you know, guys, I'm still not sure. How come we don't have rotating producers? I thought about that, too. Yeah, I don't know. We have rotating co-hosts, rotating producers. Well, would they want to, would it be weird? I don't know. I don't think it'd be bad. Every other week, that'd be all right. Also, too, Travis. I would rather be in every other week than not at all. I, I, uh, I forgot to tell you this, but um, uh, Travis, we were having some connection issues with our, our commercials between the, your, your laptop and the, and the mixing board here, and a cable showed up yesterday, a brand new cable that Travis ordered and oh, sent to me man. for the new computer <laughs> sign-up. Just went and ordered that cable. Now, I don't want to... Problems when I was here, though, I would have never known about the problem. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, anyways, I feel like this Travis guy, his name might be okay. Yeah. But maybe he's trying to mask something, some deficiency he has (laughs) by this banana bread and buying you shit. Okay. Randy, what do you think? (laughs) Now, Randy brought the the blame pie. Yeah, that was good. I like that. That's strong. He's just being nice. Yeah. Yeah. He is. That's just genuine, right there. Uh, hey, uh, Travis, I know you're no longer with MDK to KTM, but if you did, if you were with them, remember when your chain was falling off and your swing arm wasn't lined up and everything else and you were dying all the time? Yeah, I remember that. KTMPartsExpress.com, you could have went on there, Pulp Amex saved you 15%. Uh, they've been in business for over 35 years and the experienced staff there will process your order with speed and accuracy. Their goal is to get you the parts you need when you need them, Travis. So you could have, you got chain guides by the dozen. I wish I would have known that yeah. in 2009. Yeah. They're the number, number one online source for genuine KTM parts and accessories. Our warehouse is stocked with a huge inventory of genuine KTM parts. 
Use the code POPAMEX to save yourself money. Check out sponsor deals on POPAMEXshow.com. Uh, All of our guys, a lot of our guys have codes and things like that, and you can uh, you can save money. And what the fuck are you doing? You can just go on there and save money. We're happy to have you. So it's it's fantastic. Uh, all right, and we're going to, like I said, Ryan Dungey, Jake Weimer, Jordan Smith, all on the show. Chris Kiefer from DirtRider.com, Randy Richardson from Michelin, and uh, Travis Preston from Yamaha. So uh, let's get right into San Diego. So, um, well, no, let's get into this. Um, and you you guys know this. Uh, the news came out yesterday, uh, and I talked to Jeremy Albrecht about it a little bit. Justin Barsha crashed on his mountain bike before round one and uh, pulled his thumb back. Have you ever had that, Preston, or ever done dealt with that? You know, you pull your thumb back, stretch that ligament out? I did that on a KTM. <laughs> All right, there we when go. my chain came off in the whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, he's, he tried to ride Anaheim 1. It didn't go well. He didn't really tell anybody about it. Told his team, but not the media. This week he goes out and gets, uh, I think, got 11th again. And now he's having surgery. He's out for the Supercross season, or most of it. And Filthy Phil's going to fill in. But... Kiefer, um, if you're JGR, like, what a blow. Like, this is your number one guy. He's pay- You're paying him a ton of money. And, you know, he's looked upon as a championship contender. I mean, look, last year he won a bunch of nationals. Right. And just, boom, that's it, mountain biking. See you later. Yeah, but that's just, you know, you can't make the guy not live his life and not train to, you know, do what he does. You need to do that stuff to ride a dirt bike. But yeah. it just seems like it happens to Barsha a lot where he misses a big chunk of the year yeah. with some kind of injury. Yeah. But on the flip side, you know, I didn't think the 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 alternate rider thing would work out, but it, it's kind of been working out for JGR. And yeah, yeah, good move, right? Like, if you can find a guy like Phil that's who's good. happy to yeah. do that, and that's good enough to to put it in the main yeah. and yeah. do pretty well because he's yep. capable of doing top tens, right. right? So he's very upset with the eight hundred this week. He said that he just cleaned him out for no reason. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't see it, so I can't really say. But he was once again the MCR and the JGR. They're coming together again, so no blows were thrown this week. How about penalties, fines? Was anything issued? Like no, that? nothing was issued. Um, but blow for blow for JGR Yamaha, uh, Preston. I know you know big Yamaha guy. Follows Yamaha. How long success. is he out? Most of the Supercross season. Most of Supercross. Yeah, I, I think that surgery is going to be you know eight weeks, ten weeks, or whatever. So. Ligaments. Yeah, they got to go in and shorten the ligament, touch it back to the bone. Got it. So pulls pulls, pulls back, and uh, so that's a big blow for those guys. You got to feel for those guys, and then Pike. Their other guy that, you know, can make podiums, you know, had a tough, rough week and then got suspended for San Diego. So they're off to a flying start. It's, it's really good. It'll, it'll turn around. I think Weston will do good, you know. Yeah. It's like we were talking about earlier. You know, the top eight are really good. Like any of those guys in the top eight can win. But I think Weston's going to be in the top five because he's going to be really hungry to do some damage. So I uh, it, it sucks. We're going to have Ron Dungy on a little bit. And he rode terrific to win San Diego. But doesn't it? feel like everyone's just happy about chad reed you know like it's just we you know it's a great story exactly right i think there's uh so many fans are glad to see chad come back and, and yeah and get on the podium like that he's rode great uh i was hoping to see him close up right at the end yeah i thought he would you know riding d- on d- the, his fitness must be pretty yeah. good like and we know dungeons riding off his san diego energy that he has mm-hmm. i was thinking that yeah. he would close in at the end i was bummed he didn't but yeah um, he's like a sneaky trainer. He's like a closet trainer, Chad is, mm-hmm. because he does a lot of work, I think, and he doesn't really, you know, here I'm grinding no, it out, yeah, doing this no, shit. There's no Insta-bangers yeah, about he, uh, he, putting in work. And yeah, when yeah. you look at him physique-wise, he doesn't look like he's shredded or anything special. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then again, you look at the lap times, and, and I followed the lap times during the race, yeah. and he edged in 15 to 18 and then made a mistake on 19 and kind of put him back. But he was within two seconds the whole race. Yeah, yeah it didn't take – it was a rather simple track, Preston. Um, pretty basic track. So it was hard to make up time. 
that's, I think, a good question I want to ask these guys is, from me watching on TV, the track looked like it didn't separate like it did at A1. It just seemed like everybody had a tough time passing. Yeah, and it looked like it was like one line. There was like one good line. And if you, if you went outside, there was such a big difference from outside to inside, kind of like when Cooper passed Zach. I mean, Cooper was three to four bike lengths back on the step on, step on, step on, and then cut to the inside, and boom, he's already on him. So right. I think that was the only really passing spot and the whoops. But So well, speaking of the whoops, I yeah. felt like, you know, there was a point in the race where I think Chad or – Chad got down like 1.5, yeah. 1.6 yeah. away from Dungey. And then I don't know if he switched his line or what, but that corner before the whoops, mm -hmm. you know, Chad is very strong in the whoops. And he, he was, was going yeah. to the inside. Right. Well, and I felt like the fast line was going around the outside and building speed. And Chad did that uh, the last two laps. I hate when I have to talk. I think when I have to tell former champions how to ride, but go on. Okay, go on. <laughs> okay so, well, I'm telling you, I think no, that's, no, that's no, why Dungey was taking. You're absolutely right, but here was the Cooper thing. Cooper was taking. Chad was sweeping the turn, and he was gaining on Dunge, but it was ending on the left side. Dunge, a couple times when Dunge lost time at the races, and I don't know if they showed it on TV, he was slowing down and cutting to go to the right to set up for the left at the end, and his back end slid out a couple times, which cost him time. and that's So it was one of those six on one, half dozen on the other. Do you know what I mean? Dunge was losing a bit, trying to get to his right, and Chad wasn't even trying to go to the right. He was just sweeping Cooper, the turn. Cooper made a very good pass in that same section. Cooper, off of that jump yeah, before, the triple. the yeah. guy went to the inside like Chad was doing. Yeah. Cooper went way to the outside, then down the whoops, Cooper went, on the right. went way yeah, over yeah, to yeah. the right. Then in the next corner, Cooper squared up underneath him. Right. I think that was the fast line. Do you think it has something to do with just the Yamaha press and just able to just cut in wherever you want it to? I mean, I think a lot of – no, I wouldn't say Yamahas that. Yamahas don't corner anyway. <laughs> uh, Yamaha corners well, as we can see by Cooper and Chad's bike. It, <laughs> You know, for for me, honestly, watching that race, I was yeah. really happy because I, I that's the first model bike where I actually was working with it from when it first started. Oh, stop it! So to see that bike now yeah, on yeah, the track, yeah. and I always felt that that bike would do good in okay, Supercross. Can we, can we finally tell you, talk to you about? Will, you, will he be honest about the first gen backwards motorbikes? Yeah, he will. They were garbage. Not garbage. Garbage was too harsh. They w they were twitchy. They wouldn't turn. They would do unpredictable things. There are other bikes better than that bike when it and came out. And now you guys, you included, have done a great job. Yeah, it, I I just feel like you you have to set up every bike differently. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that bike just needed to be set up a little bit different. And then guys like so you're saying a little bit of fault laid with teams and riders for not really working with what they had. I think so, and yeah. because the bike was so different and it was so new, they mm -hmm. were trying to adapt old settings that mm -hmm. work on other bikes, and the bike was just different yeah. when it required uh, different settings. Trying to use a basically like a conventional setup on a very unconventional right. design of the bike, right? Yeah. Completely new design, yeah. so you're trying to use old setups on it. Um, it makes sense. It's good to see Reed, though, in second. Um did you think, Randy, well, I, did you think he would win can podium this year and win races? I mean, what were your expectations coming in as just a guy on the outside watching, you know, old man Reed? Well, no offense to Chad, but me being an old guy, mm -hmm. I'd love to see him win. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. a fan of the guy. Uh, he's uh, what's so impressive. He's been invested in himself over the past few years. Now he's back on a factory ride. Mm -hmm. I, I felt for sure we'd see him on podiums this year. I, I didn't think it would be this early. Yeah. So that's cool. I think I'm with you. I thought we'd see him podium. 
not second race in. And look, yeah. and hey, and fitness. Now, we, like I said, we know Dunge is good, and we know he's gnarly. Chad kept him honest the whole race, you know? So that was impressive, I thought, right out of the gate. Now, Chad made a comment to me after NM1. He was on this very show a week ago, and he said that his old trainer uh, wasn't working very well for him, and he's glad that his main competition has his old trainer. That would be Roxon. So Chad just putting it out there. Roxon responded on Twitter the next day, and it was good fodder for the show. So it's pretty interesting to see. Um, but yeah, Travis, that, that uh, it was a great ride by Chad. And uh, but again, we're gonna have Dungeon on here in a little bit. He was perfect. He was perfect. Like if he made one mistake, Reed was gonna get him, and he didn't. And you know, I mean, I have four Manitoba titles, but you know, you you have a little bit more than me, but. When, you're, one the, title. when yeah. you're the leader, it's you know it's easier to be the chaser. You know what I mean? Yeah. The lap, yeah. the, and even when it comes to blue flags and lappers and all that stuff, Chad can just mark himself, see what Dunge is doing, and for Dunge to hold that for I think 18, maybe 17 laps, 22 all over him, and he knows it's Chad. He knows it's right on there. You know how you guys are when you're out there on a track. That's impressive for Dunge. Yeah, like, I feel I'm, like we're all talking about Chad and right for I'm so, not but. surprised. I'm not surprised by Dungey's performance because he's so calculated. He's so consistent. He he has a plan and he's very good at staying focused on his plan and he doesn't let small distractions interfere. Yeah. He's one of the he is the best rider in the lead. Nothing really jacks with him. Mm -hmm. Not like 3 4 years ago Villapoto was around, it jacked with him. Now that kind of Villapoto was out. I think he's so confident now because mm -hmm. he's raced with those guys. He's like, no problem. I, I don't care who's behind me anymore, you know? And also he sees that, that people have problems. It's a long season. Mm -hmm. And he sees people get hurt, people do this. So, yeah, well, you, you might not come out of the box winning everything, mm -hmm. but he knows he's going to be consistent through well, the whole series. We got uh, – it's, it's, we're two, only two rounds down. Roxon's gone 6-5. Tomac's gone 4-4. Four, four. A couple guys that we think are going to challenge Dungey. And I, I don't – I have the points here in front of me. Like, like I'm not going to – panic here and freak out but no panic uh, button. uh he's 11 up on rock or tomac and uh 15 up 16 up on uh on rocks already yeah that's you know it. that's no that's already a no joke two rounds down and as far as the competitors that's the worst person to give that kind of a right head start too because uh, like you said dungeon rides with so much maturity yeah. you know, race maturity and it's what second year third year with with baker yeah, second, second year. Second, second year. year. So yeah. he has confidence to what yeah. you're talking about. No Villapoto. He's riding on the confidence from last year. Mm -hmm. Another year with uh, with Baker, you know, doing that right. program. So he's just building, building confidence and continues you, to ride with a lot of race maturity, I think. When's so. a lot? No one goes, oh, man, Dunge, you never know. He <laughs> makes a lot of mistakes. You know, you just. When you, when you watch him ride, too, it's not like I'm blown away. Like, oh, my God, he's hauling ass through here. It just looks so smooth all the time. I'm telling you, I tweeted this a few times, and I think people are going to get tired of it because they're going to read on my column on, on Wednesday on Racetracks Online. That rhythm, the 3-3-3-2, three, 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 mm -hmm. dudes were over-jumping, top guys, clipping. I never saw that dude make one mistake in that rhythm. Perfect. Mm. All day long. And every practice, every race, everything else, and you guys know, like a little clip. That's a, a quarter second. Yep. An over jump quarter second or whatever. The guy was perfect. He's so precise. Yeah, he was perfect. And and I saw everybody else make mistakes in that section. So He's I mean, got the whole thing. He's a good looking dude, too. He, he reminds me, really, of a young Tim Ferry. Easy. Like, you know? A young? How young? Yeah, 25. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Something like that. Um, Travis, I guess with your full-time job at Yamaha now. Yamaha R&D, by the way, not race team. 
Not race um, team. Yes, R&D. You're no longer uh, – you were working with Jacob Hayes, I think, last time you were in here. Doing yes. riding schools, working yes. with Jacob Hayes, doing yes. that kind of stuff. I guess that's all on the back burner, right? Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I worked with Jacob up until I started at Yamaha. Mm-hmm. And then I kept in contact with him through the rest of the series. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, I just kind of lost lost contact with him. So it was it was kind of strange. Uh, last text I actually got from him, he owed me some money, and I still haven't seen it. So how long and, ago, how, and how I long haven't ago heard was that? from him. I think it was November. Huh. Yeah. Randy, can you believe that a rider owing some money and then just sort of not replying? Well, I was thinking, hey, like, may, that's maybe really... the mail, maybe the mail slow, Randy. <laughs> I mean, you, you you live on the East Coast, right? On the East Coast, yeah. And and there's always that Christmas rush. You know, it's difficult. Some things deliver late, so. Okay. So I'm still going to wait for the check. I'm not giving up. Um, all right. You can, yeah, don't give up. Don't, uh, don't give up. Um, <laughs> how much does he owe you? What are we talking? I mean. Can we, it, can we talk about it, that we, no? we, we, we can talk because, it, it, because it's not a lot of money. It's yeah. $4,000. But Hayes won the, won the title. No, Can- Regal, Regal Canada. won the title. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Like Canada money? To oh, I, I, oh. I, yeah. Yeah, there's some, a lot of money he wrote in Canada. So That's right. Regal won the title when, he, when Hayes lost his mind. Maybe when Hayes lost his mind in Vegas, I watched it, he also lost any thoughts of Travis Preston in the, like, you know how uh, a guy wakes up from a coma? He doesn't know who he is? Doesn't know what's going on? That, that's why I'm not giving up on him. That's why I think. He I, hit I'm, Regal. I'm, He's coming through. He's he coming. Hit, that's why he I, hit I'm Regal. He lost his mind. He doesn't even remember you. Possibility. There could be a movie here. Lost like, my phone number. Forgot I existed. No, yeah. Didn't even know he, you worked with him. Didn't okay. even know you. Doesn't even like. Tr- Maybe some pulp fans need to remind him at a race. Jacob. Yeah, like where, where you know the check in the mail. Hey, did we, have we talked to Travis lately? Every, yeah. yeah. Call Travis. Jacob. Travis Preston. He helped you. I know you lost your mind in Vegas. Remember Preston. Remember. Whew. Remember, uh, remember the time was that MJ? when we used to <laughs> Kiefer. <laughs> hey, what are you doing now with Dirt Rider? What's going on with you? What's happening? Well, we're in the middle of a, a couple project bikes right now. Okay. Uh, middle of a boot shootout. Um, oh, the boot shootout. Yeah. Got a bunch of boots that uh-huh. we're going through, so that's a lot of riding. Um, and actually, we're planning our off-road shootout that will be coming up here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of off-road stuff now since all the motorbikes are kind of out. So we're kind of seventy uh, percent off road, thirty percent moto stuff right now. All right, all right. Yeah, people are looking forward to that boot shootout or something. Somebody yeah, it's a lot of it, it's know? a lot of a lot of work, and it'll be uh, well, make sure you're detail. Wearing, make sure you're wearing the appropriate gear with the boot that you're. Yes, yeah, I'll be sure. I'll be in a lot of di- a lot of different kinds of gear, but uh, you know, right. FXR gear will um, be there. <laughs> let's get to some phone calls here before we got Ryan Dungey on the San Diego winner. Um, Thomas, what's going on? How are you, Thomas? Thanks for calling the show. What's up, Steve? What's going on? Um, I'm doing a project bike CR250, and uh, it's what for, year? It's, what year? It's a 03 motor, 02 frame, 07 swing arm. So it's kind of a all parts hybrid bike. But uh, it's just going in my dad's pool room in his uh, in his house. So it's not like it's going to be ridden or anything. And I want to do a cone pipe, and I've been looking on the internet, and I can't find anything in the U.S that still makes cone pipes. I didn't know if you guys knew a brand or not. Does it Bills make cone pipes now? I know yeah, they make... No, they, uh, the only Honda pipe they make is for 85. What year is yours? I'm sorry. 03. The, Bills will take a uh, a rack pipe and put rings of weld on it to make it look like a cone pipe. It's not that bad of a look. 
I tried to get them to build me a cone pipe for my project Yamaha bike, and they basically hung up on me. Um, I yeah. asked Mitch to also to build me one, and that didn't happen. It's a shit ton of work, and yeah. like I wouldn't blame any dude for it. Would be a lot of money, dude. I don't know how much money you have, Thomas. Um, it sounds like you have a lot because you have fourteen bikes into making one, but um, it's a lot of work, man, and a lot of money. But if you have enough, I bet you somebody like Bills would do it. They, yeah. they need the bike, though. They need I'd call down there and try. Yeah, they need... They need Call Jeff. Is it Jeff? Yeah, yeah. My, my dad called them, and they said no. Mm. Oh. Okay. Well, no, you know what? You, I mean, you say, how much? Call back, a price. Call back and say, Travis Preston said you would do it for me. Um, another question, too. <laughs> just keep, just keep living your life, man. settled on, the, um, on just the FNF uh, Gnar, or what is it called? There's an gnarly, there's an gnarly pipe. Yeah, yeah. gnarly. gnarly. Yeah. Now... See, we want that look for it, that factory look, but we don't want to have to WD-40 scotch bride it upstairs, like, you know, on the carpet and stuff. So do you think you could clear coat that, and would it last? If you're never going to ride it, I don't think you would never need to put WD on it or anything. Pipe will just stay perfect. Well, I live by the beach. Okay. Um, Can you clear coat a pipe? Sure, why not? Yeah. I just just strip it down, have some weld, some beads around it to make it look like a cone pipe. And then clear and then clear it and it? hang it up. Yeah, because you're never going to start it, never going to ride it. There you go. Yeah, uh, live by the beach. All right, cool. All right. Um, yeah. No, thanks, man. For sure. Thanks. All right, see you. CRB, is that who this is? What's going on? What's Steve? up? What's up, bro? Not much, man. Calling about the gear alloy contest. I was yeah. talking to Talon a ago. He said that you guys were putting it off because y'all didn't have a winner. We didn't have so anybody. To, yeah, we didn't have anybody. Well, to, I had to go back okay. to last week's show at two minutes and ten. Uh, two hours and ten minutes into your last week's show, you specifically said if there's no winner or if there's a tie, y'all will do a draw. And if the third, I guess the third variable was you'll go with the closest. Well, I had Dungey for first, Tomac for second. So I had first, third, and fourth right. And then I had second and fifth, which is Reed and Tomac had those switch. So that's pretty fucking close, man. It is, but we had a guy... If if you want to go by that, and we maybe we will, and it's no shocker that a contest on the Pulpomex show is, is screwed up. This is what happens all the time. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's my own fault. Don't get me wrong. Um, I blame Talon though. Um, I we had a guy get the top three right and then miss four or five, so he would get the tiebreaker on you. Oh, yeah. I think it should be just a showdown between him and I. Well, no, because I think he, we should, he I think got we should do a draw. Well, I, I don't know, man. Eddie no, Ray said we should I, roll it over. It's it's uh, I don't know. It's vehicle I got, wheels. I got pull, yeah. Hey, listen. Okay, so, send them each two. This real quick. This is <laughs> send them each two. It's week. done. <laughs> yeah. How about we send you two yeah. two wheels? You want fronts or rears? <laughs> yeah. Or lefts or rights? Uh, Hold on. Forward in his giveaway set. Testing your supercross knowledge. That's what we're going to do. So what we want to do is Pulpamex Show contest at pulpamexshow dot com is the email. Give us the top five. In the 450 class for this weekend in we San know, Diego, and that's it. That was it. I was just, yeah. just praying. Just yeah, you know, I guess just another letdown. Huh? Oh man! Hmm. Yeah, Look, he's just good. getting the, the heartstrings. Well, no, but I mean, there's a guy that would beat you if we really did it. He had the top three. He I got Dungy, Reed, and uh, Asili. I guess I just need to come back next week and a little stronger. Huh? We're gonna just give, more, yeah, we're gonna give more away, bro. So don't worry about that's, it. Yeah. That's a, that's all good. Well, all I appreciate right. you guys uh, taking the time to listen to me, you know, gripe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Um, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Ryan Dungey coming up here on the show. I mean, I, the guy had used my own words against me. It was very, you know. It's like a lawyer. I thought it was a good solution to give two yeah. each. I did. I like that one. Happy. Yeah. 
let's get we're get Ryan Dungey on the phone. Tell uh, Chris, uh, what's up? Welcome to the show. You got a question for uh, Travis Preston and Chris Kiefer? Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're on the show. What's up, bud? Yeah, it was a uh, uh, it was a, a, a question for uh, Kiefer and you, Mathis. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Not Preston. All right. Okay. So. Um, Okay, I'm a big guy. I'm a really big guy. So the question's for Mathis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, it's about that, you know. It's about us being big guys. And I was kind of curious. I mean, we I had actually proposed this to, uh, to uh, Ping about something that might get you riding again. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah okay. I don't like it riding here. I've explained this over and over. It's not fun out here. There's no moto tracks. The first, the f- no, 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 no. Don't misunderstand me. It's about uh, um, getting some guys together that are a little overweight. Oh, like a fat guy riding club? Yeah, something like that. Or not a riding club, but maybe a contest or a club or oh. something where we can we can get together. Like a bunch or of guys. Or put something together that would... Uh, inspire okay. uh, your fans and some people to lose some weight and uh, okay. start riding uh, again. All right. Hey, Chris, we got Ryan Dungey on the line. we got to get right to him because he's limited oh, time. Oh, the disc for Dungey. Nice. But um, stay on hold. We'll get to you. We'll get to you if you can wait on hold. Okay. All right. We don't get back to you. We'll get back Just to wait you longer. about this fat guy riding club. Uh, Roost MX, guys over Roost MX, been in business forever. Pulp Nation saved you 20% at RoostMX.net. And we're pleased and proud to bring our first guest of, of the night on the show. He won San Diego this past weekend. He is the points leader now in the Supercross Series. And uh, he's on the cover of Wheaties Box. Ryan Dungey, what's up, Ryan? Hey, what's going on? How are you, man? Good, good. Everything's good. We're just... Uh pretty mellow night just hanging out and good to be on the good to be on the show yeah thank you um okay so travis preston's in here and we were sort of talking about his career and everything else and, and you know we're all older and we remember when travis was was winning championships and everything else but what's your memory of travis preston as a rider ryan dungy what, what, do, you, what do you remember about travis preston you know that's that's kind of funny you ask because the you know when he was i think he was yeah he's still a privateer we met him at millville because we went to the race, and he was the first. Um, that was our first year we went to the Pro National. I'd never been before, or, or I've been to the Supercross, but it's my first Pro mm-hmm. National I've been to. And I was a kid. I, I was young. I mean, I think like eight or nine, maybe. And he was still uh, an amateur. And I remember he was the first rider we had met. And then I kind of kept following him, and I, I kept seeing him. And his name kept popping up. Well, I mean, and then it wasn't long. And then he won a 125 Supercross title, and then he, you know, it was on. Yeah. You know, went on to do good things. So it was kind of interesting. You know, he was the first professional rider I, I kind of ever met. So wow. There you go. Amazing. Yeah. Do you remember this, Travis? I, <laughs> I, I do not remember. But what I do remember is Ryan posted this photo, I think, on his yeah. Instagram. And, you yep, know, instantly yep. I got like 900 followers. Right and, and, and I think before he posted that, I had 1,200. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that, that was the that was the. Yeah, me and my brothers, we all met him. I didn't know who really anybody really was. Yeah. So, yeah, he was. That was the picture. So it's pretty, pretty funny. You know what's funny? Pop. Yeah. You know what's funny? I uh, the first time I ever met Stanton, he was kind of a dick to me. And like when you're a little kid, you remember those things, you know. And I met Dubok, and he was the coolest dude ever. Right. You know, I'm 14, 13 at Millville, same thing, first national. And you know, then I got to know Jeff and everything else, and he was a super serious dude. But that kind of stuff, Ryan, that stuff sticks with you, doesn't it? Like it just always, you remember these things. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think Travis can tell you. You know, as a little kid, you you, you meet these guys, and it, and that first impression is kind of the the biggest one. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I I try hard to, you know, I know time's limited on race day and stuff, and they, you know, it's almost a kind of a more of a stressed out environment, the whole team and so forth. But I try to keep it pretty mellow, and and you know, it's good to hang with the fans and kind of mm-hmm. just you know relax a little bit and and try to yeah be an inspiration for the new kids coming up. You know, I. I don't like uh, it when people think it come off the wrong way because usually it's probably, I don't know, what are you thinking about your bike or you're thinking yeah. about other things yep. or it's, it's race day. You know, you're, you're trying to, that mental edge. So, yeah, mm-hmm. the first impression is usually the, the biggest. Yeah, it's funny because, like, you could sign a 1,000 autographs at the race. And, Preston, you remember this too. I'm sure the 1,001 person is going to be like, ah. Oh. But, you got, I mean, you guys all have jobs to do. Like, somebody is not going to get signed. Like, you know it happens. Yeah, it's it, it's a de- it's a tough thing to handle. Right, right. Like the, yeah. the thing is too, like I've I've dealt with a little bit of Ryan in interviews and stuff, and it's the way he goes about saying, "Hey, can you hold on a second? It's not just like, "Hey, wait a minute." Yeah. It's just like, just you know, I got to get a couple of guys down first, and I'll get back to you. It's 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 how you talk to people, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bet you didn't know this, Ryan. Uh, Travis yeah. Preston here at one point quit racing after Chaparral and was going to go get a job before he won the title, before he got on Factory Connection Honda, and he won the lottery, and he bought bikes with the money, and then he got a, like a whole second career. You you won the lottery? Yeah. <laughs> well, you did. I mean, <laughs> no, it, it, it wasn't $58 you know, million. Dollars. It was a scratcher. Yeah, it, it was just 16000 so it was just enough oh. to get bikes and get things rolling yeah, on again. on a scratch so. and win, right? Yeah. 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 And then, Heck yeah. No, I, I, that, that, those are things I didn't know. I kind of... I learn a little bit more about you from from Frankie. You know, obviously I've been. Oh no! <laughs> God, he knows everything now. Oh, I'm so scared. No, no, Frank. He no, he's got nothing but good night, nice oh. things to say. But it's uh, well, I just you know what I mean. He's like, yeah, man, me and Preston used to do this and all that. You know, I, your name gets brought up quite a bit. You know, Frankie, he's a he's a good guy. So, who would Frankie rescue in a fire, Tedesco or Preston? If you only could pick one red, wow. one guy to rescue, Tedesco. you think Tedesco for sure because I think he met his wife through Tedesco. Oh yeah, then yeah. <laughs> okay, ask him that, Ryan, next time. Yeah, yeah, he did. He yeah. I mean, I think he would he would risk his life to try to go with both of you guys. He's got a big heart. <laughs> he's crazy. He's just yeah. He's yeah. A, I'd rescue he's a teddy bear. I'd rescue Ferry ahead of you. <laughs> well, you. No, well, we know that. Okay, Steve. all right, all right. Okay, uh, Ryan, uh, congrats on the win. Uh, a two-one in two races. A nice start for you. We were talking before we got you on the air. Like you knew it was Chad behind you, and and he was pressuring, not pressuring you, but he's right there. You couldn't make a mistake. You're the leader, so you're the first guy the lappers are seeing. You know, Chad can measure himself off of you, and I think it was like 17 laps, 16 laps of. Just this guy on a blue bike pressuring you. It was a. It, it was not an easy win. No, it's not. I mean, one, you know, obviously with Chad, it was even question if he was going to race this year, and and then two, you know, there he is right behind me putting the pressure on, and that that did it made it difficult, you know, especially because I know he likes San Diego. I know he, that's a venue or that area. You know, he's had some good results there in the dirt. He seems to he really rides those conditions really well, especially when it gets slippery. So, um, you know, kind of. Knowing he's behind me, I really try, you know, obviously you try it a little harder. You, you make mistakes in the conditions like that. So mm-hmm. like, all right, I need to keep keep the roll. And I, I started inching away. I, I, I could kind of sense or hear him behind me at different points of the race. Mm-hmm. And then, then I'd, I'd lose my rear, make a mistake. So it was very hard 
um, you know, he was he was right there the whole time. You know, I couldn't really afford to make a big mistake. I mean, I'd lose my rear here or there, and, and right. boom, he was right on me, you know. So, yeah, I mean, for, for him, I mean, right. he's, it's impressive. He's, you know, obviously, he's not an old, you know, I've said it before <laughs> already, but it, he's not old by any means, but he, he's, he's older as far as the sport um, age limit goes. And, and yeah. you know, for him to still have that intensity and that, that race fitness and, and and so forth, you know, especially on the new bike, it's really good. But but um, it, yeah, I was I was uh, yeah, he was it was impressive with his riding right behind me for sure. And you, of course, you can hear that distinctive Yamaha sound, right, on the track. Guys have told me. Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean the the air filter. I mean you right. Yeah, or horsepower. In front of them, <laughs> yeah, when you're in front of them, it's ten times louder than any other bike. So you just all you hear is on the gas. It sounds like he's panic rabbit, but it's just the intake. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're like, so that's how I kind of gauged. You know, when I was landing off a jump, mm-hmm. the, the the lap before, I you know when I was at a point, I could hear him, and then it was just a little bit more. I mean, we're talking like tenths ahead. So yeah, but yeah. So yeah, it was it was tricky. It was a very tough race, and those conditions, it, the track got super slippery. So um, it was almost it was like ice. I was talking to Prater today, and I said, "Hey, did you bring in new dirt?" And I know they got some rain and everything. He said they brought in twelve hundred fifty yards of new dirt, which is you know not even half of the dirt. But I thought it looked better. I don't know, maybe not though. I didn't think it was. You keep saying slippery, Ryan, and obviously I'm going to go with you. You won the main event. I was eating in the press box. It looked better than that. But so yeah, you're saying it got slippery, huh? Well, I, I should say that the corners, a lot of the corners had some good, some good, um, it was almost kind of loose. You could kind of steer with the rear, but okay. um, it was more the flat, like, you know, coming around the mechanics area and, and a couple of those areas, like the, the three tables in a row. And right. just, it, it was half was slippery, I guess half was wet. We got a, I was there the night before and it got like a little soaker. So it, like a nice, a nice rain kind of came down. So it kind of didn't make mm-hmm. it muddy. It just kind of, kind of absorbed it in the dirt, but as it got harder and then as the moisture kind of came out in the night show in those harder spots, that, that was the slippery spot. 702 586. Oh, go ahead. No, no, there uh, was good traction in a lot of places too. 702 586. Paul, you got a question for Ryan Dungey, defending Monster Energy Supercross champion, Red Bull KTM, presented by RoostMX.net. Uh, go ahead and call in if you got a question. Yeah, riding uh, at the Baker's Factory with JA. Um, how is that? You know, he's, he won, uh, he won Anaheim. We know he's going to be around this year up there. And, uh, how is it dealing with the stresses every day, riding with someone that's on your level and, you know, racing the stopwatch and who's the man every day, day in and day out? Yeah. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, it's, um, you know, I think in the beginning it, it, it took me a little bit, it's a different situation. You know, my whole career I've gone, I don't want to ride with anybody. I want to do my own thing. I want to show up and nobody knows where I'm at. That's kind of how my mentality <laughs> yeah. was, you know, and I, and I, you know, and, you know, there were some good points, but there was also some points I lacked in, but with Jason and, and obviously, you know, obviously we're in the 450 class and so is Marvin, you know, I think there, there's a lot of positive to take, you know, Jason's a good rider, hands down. I mean, it goes to show he won the first race. He's got speed. He's going better. It's the second year, you know, so this off season was good. You know, I mean, for us, it was like, we're, you know, uh, all three of us in Florida, you know, it, it was like we were racing every single week, you know, I mean, without the stress of the racing, you know, so the practice was good. We got the intensity, you know, I mean, some days Jason had a little edge on me. Some days I would have a little bit more and, and mm-hmm. it just kind of was like that. But, um, you know, I think there's good respect between us. You know, I think, I think the thing, the worst thing I could do is say, Hey, you know, 
you know, now my mentality is, look, I, I think riding with other people, you know, with at your caliber is good. You know, it, it, it makes you practice like you race and you bring out that race intensity and you can bring that to the race. So that, that, that preparation is good. But, you know, yeah, am I making him better? Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so we're both making each other better, you know. And, I mean, I think the biggest thing is when we step on the track is, look, there's respect. We're both going to go for a win. And, I mean, there ain't going to be any, you know, I think we got enough respect between us that we're not going to get dirty. But I think, you know, you know, and a guy in, in our position, you have a lot of respect. You know how hard how hard we work, the the time we put in, and and um, you know. But I will say, I wouldn't I wouldn't have had such a great preparation in the off season if it mm-hmm. weren't for riding with other riders at um, you know that right. the same at the same level of intensity as as I have. So or you know together. So you know, yeah, it is is it. It, it's a it's a give and take, you know. I mean, is it worse? Yes and no. Is it better? It's, I think the the good far outweighs the bad. You know? Right. Well, I but have the a question. Baker's factory is good too. You know, we got a good crew. We got good tracks. We got a track worker. Yeah. Corey. I mean, I mean, it, it's a good setup. You know, I mean, to yeah. be able to practice every week, you know, and, and a setup like that is, you know. Yeah, and how about uh, how about Paul Lynn in there for a little bit too? That'd have been kind of cool. Goche, nice guy. He's a good dude, and he's riding the outdoors. I understand. So yeah, yeah, yeah I didn't really know. Uh, I didn't really know uh, Gutierrez. I, I don't even know how to say. His yeah, I think name. you said it right. Yeah, yeah, you said it right. Yeah, so yeah. I got to kind of know him, and dude, he's actually a world, you know, one of a kind, good guy, and mm-hmm. all around good dude. And so. Uh, yeah, I got yeah. Uh, two mon two two mon ami, two French friends now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, I, I have a question that's way better than Chris's. <laughs> so we're gonna get down to the nuts and bolts of your operation, okay? All right. I want to know. We all know how important the bus driver is. Yeah. yeah. I hear that you have the best in the business. So can you please fill us in on the role right. Mr. Chavez plays in your racing program? True. Yeah, I mean, dude, I that's uh, you know, I think if there's one person that really gets overlooked a lot, it's uh it's Eddie, you know, I mean, dude, that I mean, he drives to every single race. I mean, putting thousands of miles on on the motorhome and just, you know, how hard that is, it takes a toll every week, but you know, that it's important, you know, for him to be able to to have everything right and to be there on time. I mean, the guy has had, you know, it's been over four years, I think close to five now, and, and he hasn't let, let me down yet. You know, he's always come through, and he's always on top of things. And he kind of learns, he kind of learns, like, what I like, what I don't, and he pays attention to those things, you know, and he really loves his job. I think the one thing I learned from Chavez, you know, that, that a lot of people don't have either is they really, he really appreciates, he's really thankful, and he's really, you know, grateful for, for, for everything, you know, and makes the best out of every situation, you know, and, and having people around you like that is, is important. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that people who don't like to do their job and it's just a pain, they're just here to make a, make a buck. It's like, that's not very fun. You know, and Chavez is the other way, you know, he's really passionate, he enjoys things. He, you know, he makes the most of his time on the road. If he's, you know, he's a big thing the cycling and just all around good guys. So, yeah, that's, you know, a, that, that's, I was, I was wondering, Ryan, give him some more work. So we keep his ass off the bicycle. Right, cause it's tough to keep up with yeah, him. At home. Cause I get pissed when he beats me. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, Dude, I tell you, I, he come to the gym with me. I invited him. He's gonna come ride with us. I think this Wednesday. I hope so. Oh wow! All right. We went to the we went to the gym uh, and 
dude, he blew me away. There was some things, there was some, it was tricks, some tricky combos that Eldon had us doing. And dude, he knocked it out. Like just, he, he's a pretty tough guy. Don't let him fool you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, Bus he drivers. Is. He's strong. Are you need to? Uh, you still got a motorhome, or you got a Prevost? Did you step up to a Prevost or a motorhome? Oh, dude, I drained the whole bank account. I know, but <laughs> Stewie's got a Prevost. What the hell's a Prevost? It's a bus. It's oh. the bus. It's not a motorhome. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the custom Mac Daddy of them all. <laughs> yeah, it's shocking. Stu has one, but um, the motorhomes, from what I know, like Chavez, I don't know his driver at all, but I guarantee you that thing breaks a lot. They all do, man, and uh, well, you know. Yep, and that's the thing. You know, I said I would never buy a motorhome. Well, I had, you know, Target, actually, I have to give them a lot of credit. You mm-hmm. know, being a sponsor of mine, they they look for ways. They, how, how can we be better, you know? And then over the years, you know, basically they they supply me this motorhome, you mm-hmm. know, and it was up to me to go out and buy it, but but, but Target helped out, yeah. helps out with the whole thing. And so I didn't really want nothing crazy fancy. I just wanted something like, look, you know, we're going to be out in the dirt. You know, the more expensive, the more things are going to break. I want, you know, so I, w- I went for more durability than, yeah. than comfort. Um, so. Chad, Chad has no motorhome. He's struggling. Oh, he's struggling. He hates it. He's <laughs> in the open. He's just Dude, like, uh, all the, he's here just, I am. Yeah, he's just around. Yeah. He does, he's not pumped right now. Very, very uh, angry. Um, well, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. The biggest, the yeah. biggest is, is just the outdoors, you know, when yep. 45 minutes from a hotel. That, that And you have to be up at. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're riding on the track at eight. You have to be up at still six forty-five, and that's staying at the track. So, right. imagine if you're at a a hotel, you're at five o'clock wake up call. So it, it's a little things. You know, it's a it's right. a it's definitely. Do we need it? Probably not. It's yeah. more of a luxury, but but it's uh, you know it, it you know in the end of the day, you gotta enjoy it a little bit too. You know, for sure. Let's take a couple calls here for Ryan Dungey of the Red Bull KTM team. Brought to you by uh, Roost MX. Use the code Pulp Nation. It saves money. We got uh, Nathan. Nathan, welcome to the show. What's your question for Ryan Dungey? Hey, Ryan. Uh, congrats on uh, so far a good season. I was uh, wondering, back in 12, you signed on with KTM and Roger, and you've worked with him in the past, and no doubt you had confidence in him. But you, but obviously the bike was brand new. They just came, you know, came to the, to the big time. And I was wondering, in the progression of the bike, between then and now with, you know, arguably the best bike out there, at what point in the progression were you finally like, you know, I'm on good equipment, we're there, you know, the bike has finally made it. You know, where was where was that timeline? You know, well, I would have to say, you know, fast forward and like probably um, last year when they came out with the, the brand new 450. You know, I had been on the first 350 for three years, that when I came onto the team, you know, they, they had built the whole bike, you know, just, you know, they, I mean, in less than a year, which yeah. would just be super fast, but you know, and that was the whole, that was the whole thing with KTM though. You know, it, it, it hadn't been proven to here in America. We want to make it a top racing brand and, you know, maybe the bike had some flaws, but what bike doesn't? And, you know, we went to town, we went to work, we did a lot of testing and, you know, there were some tough points for sure, but Hey, you know, it's what makes us better. And, and then, but the one thing, you know, that was cool was the turnaround, the, the quick progress. You know, three years later, we had another brand-new bike. And, and, you know, from all the data and all the R&D and all the testing and all the notes, you know, they were able to come up with, you know, all the engineers and everybody in Austria were able to come up with, with all right, a, a new bike, and, and you hope that bike's better. And, and it was, you know. So they did their homework, and that was probably the moment. And it took about, 
about six weeks into uh, last year's Supercross season until I finally got a setting that I, and then I didn't touch it through the rest of the year. So that, that was probably the moment that, that I was like, all right, you know, like I'm good. I, I like the bike and, and, you know, we had some bigger flaws earlier with the other bike, but you know, mm-hmm. you, you get through that. And, but like I said, that was the whole goal was putting KTM and that, and that's, that's, that's a, on the track, winning races, championships, that's, that's off the, that's, you know, the bike getting better. I mean, it was a whole process. I mean, they, they, I mean, in five years, you know, crazy. About, yeah. 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 So yeah. you, you know, the whole story, but, um, to make it just short and simple, you know, I mean, you, you, yeah, every team, that's the goal is to get better and stronger your bike to ride it harder and faster and more competitive. And, and so, um, it's got to make it feel around. a lot better knowing that you built it from the ground up though. You know, you didn't just jump on something that somebody else, you know, set up, you, you had a big hand in it. So huge kudos yeah. to you guys. Well, yeah, I just thankful to be a part of it. You know, I mean, to have the people I have around me, you know, that, that, that was the biggest. So yeah, you, guidance and, and, you know, um, go ahead. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Nathan. Stay on hold. We're going to get you a gear alloy hat and shirt. All right. Stay, awesome. Thanks, man. Stay on hold. Last question here for Ryan Dungey on the Pulp Mix Show. Uh, Isaiah, you want to ask Ryan Dungey about some training? Yeah. How are you, Steve? Good. Thanks for calling, man. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, a um, couple questions. Uh, maybe you won't be able to answer both of them, but the first one is I do a lot of training. I'm pretty motivated. Like, I'm motivated. I ride my dirt bike every day. I, I love it. The hard thing for me is doing the gym work. I hate doing the me gym too. work, and I'm like – uh, I, I, I know it's going to help me, but what makes you motivated and what advice do you have for me to stay motivated to keep working in the gym? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, uh, to make him a champion. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what makes everybody like it's, yeah, it's tough for everybody. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the hard work. It's the discipline. It's, it's, uh, you know, not everybody, you know, although, you know, you got to do things you don't want to do at times, but you know it's gonna knowing that it's gonna make you a better rider and, and, and doing those things that are gonna make you stronger. You know, you look at the the long run and where how am I gonna get to that point uh, of whatever your goals are. But at the same time, too, you know, when nobody's looking, you know that that that's usually where a lot of the riders, I think, maybe a lot of people in life. You know, they don't have that integrity to, to push through it. You know, they, they almost need to, you know, need somebody there to hold their hand through it all, you know. And I think those are the moments you, you prove to yourself, you know, when when it's 5 a.m. and you don't want to get out of bed, but, but you do it because you know it's going to make you better. You know, I mean, those are the moments that are define you, you know, and, and that are going to get you. You know, you got to work hard to, you know, you, you got to do your part, too, you know, and put in the time mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and for preparation. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Isaiah. Yep, thanks, Steve. All right, uh, Ryan, a couple more questions for you, and we'll let you go. Did you try the WP Air stuff this year, or did you just stick to what you uh, what you know and what you like? Yeah, I, I guess I haven't tried the Air stuff, um, the shock or the forks. I kind of just, we've been yep. sticking with what we, uh, we're going to give it a little bit more time testing before we uh, before we get our hands on that. Okay, and uh, last question from Chris Kiefer here. Yeah, just real two questions real quick. I know if this has been mentioned, but... Um, on the Wheaties box, is there a reason why you have jeans on, not the whole Fox kit, or is that something that Wheaties wanted, or what? Yeah, I think um, you know it was something that 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 Wheaties decided they wanted to do, and and you know at first I I thought the same thing, but I think for a lot of riders in the moto industry, you know, does it look different? Yeah, I mean, but but you know, I think the bigger picture we got to remember is you know 
one, it's a great opportunity that our sport is on the box, but at the same time, too, you know, we're, we're targeting, we're trying to target a, a different audience, too, you know, and, and around the around the nation and the, and, the, and the country. So, you know, I think for, for people who aren't so big of Moto fans and, and don't really follow the sport as much, and, and you know, it, it it's probably a better fit. So I think, I think uh, Wheaties, you know, it was a decision that, hey, they wanted to go with, and that was fine, and and geez, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, it's cool. It's whether pretty... it's jeans or right, right, or not. I, I would, uh, I would take it. It's pretty awesome. And last question, yeah. And then, um, go ahead. You watch cycling on TV, I'm sure. And you know, as we, I'm a techie guy, and I'm sure you are when you watch other sports. And I'm really interested in you know the breakdown of you know your training and all that as you as you race and you wear your heart rate monitor. Do you think that we'll ever, you know, come to a time where we can see the information from your race as far as your heart rate max and all this stuff that can be shared to the public? Or do you think that is such a secretive thing and, and, and powerful to you guys in your own camp that you can't share? You know, I think um, I don't I, and I don't know this 100 percent for sure. This is something I, you know, for Eldon more probably, but I don't think people seeing your heart rates, you know, I mean, yeah, they see what kind of engine you have as far as your physical internals mm-hmm. and your heart rate, but I don't think seeing what your heart rate, you know, again, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but if somebody was watching the race, seeing your heart rates and everything, I, I don't know if they would be able to really study and say, oh, I, get, I, I know exactly what he's doing, but I think it's something they're already looking into and, and trying to, to probably proceed with, but another company that is uh, like starting up is it's called it's called Lit Pro. Um, you know, it's where yeah. I run on the top of my helmet in the open in the open uh, stadiums. You know, without a roof, mm-hmm. so you, so we have signal. But we're, they're starting to get all the lap times on there, our heart rate data, and everything. You know, it's actually a, a fastly evolving company. So with Lit Pro, they got, they got. I mean, even um, amateurs can get get the, get their hands yeah. on this stuff, yeah. and and hobby riders too. You know, so. Um, you know, I think if there's going to be a technology that's going to take it to that level, it, it's them, and and it's just maybe a matter of time before, um, you know, we start seeing that on the races. Because yeah, I mean, things are going to evolve and things sure. are going to get better. Technology. It's just cool time, for like the definitely. real world guy to see it too. Like you know, if you're you're maxing heart rate 190 something when you're racing, you know, us us guys at home that ride, you know, just ride on the weekends, like man, it's insane how how gnarly you can keep your 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 high heart rate for you know that long. It's just it's pretty yeah. Hard. Yeah, I mean, and too, how overlooked that gets. I mean, we have a helmet on; nobody can see that physical suffering. You, you tell, you show somebody. Look, that guy's at 188 right now yeah. on the track, and you know, and adrenaline's pumping, all these things, and you know, more data. Then they're like, "Oh my gosh, you know, this <laughs> this is a physical sport," you know. So I think that that's the thing that gets overlooked a lot from a lot of people who don't, you know. And if we can get that more engaged, then I think people are going to find a new respect for 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 our sport. Well said. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Congrats on San Diego. Got the red plate. That's what you want. And uh, great riding. Thank you for taking the time for us tonight, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. And thank you. See you soon. All right, thanks, good. Uh, Ryan Dungey, everybody, brought to you by RoostMX.net. Uh, Pulp Nation saved you twenty percent on there. He's become the a rear wheel kicked uh, out. <laughs> Talking about his rear wheel kicking out. What did I tell you? The rear wheel kicking out. He already Chad, forgot. Chad was gaining. I'm sorry, I, I lost you because I was thinking, I, I was listening to Ryan talk and I was imagining a very special day for me and Chris was when I saw Chris at sunrise a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And, oh yeah, here we go. I mean, 
I've known him. Let, let's say Chris has evolved as a rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wasn't maybe his biggest fan of his riding technique oh. two years ago. Mm-hmm. It's good to know. When I saw him at the track a couple weeks ago, it was reminiscent of a Ryan Junji. Oh, wow. wow. Super smooth. Wow. Tons of corner speed. Jeez. Very accurate. Very precise. Praise from a champion like yourself. So I, I was super Thank proud you, of you, him. And, how about, and I felt like I should have told Ryan that. How about I let you down as that a That would friend. actually embarrass me really? a little bit. Yeah. No, because I feel like Ryan would appreciate that. How about the fact you weren't a dick to a young Ryan Dungey? That, that, you See, know? I know. Maybe if you would have asked him, I probably was. No, he seemed like I was, was Moto Triple cool. X. I might have been drinking. <laughs> no, I know. Fighting people. Watson. Yeah, Watson. Bleaching his Who hair. Knows what was going on? Yeah. yeah. I was white tipping it. Well, well thanks, to, <laughs> thanks, thanks for Ryan for coming on. A great interview, and he wrote good in San Diego. I'm glad also, too, that he verified all the things that I talked about and saw and wrote about. Uh, all right, everybody. We're going to take our first commercial break here. Uh, listen more. James Listen more is in the studio, by the way. Canada's own. Travis Preston, Randy Richardson, myself, Chris Kiefer. There are so many race wins. Like in this square right here. Like if you count Manitoba, how he, much? Pie, how much in the in the in the percentage pie here thing? Well, I mean, I got a lot. Who's got more? I mean, I don't know. Like <laughs> Preston never. Do we count 125 Supercross? Even it's a regional series. I mean, do we really count that? <laughs> hey, I count my one main event. Yeah, I count okay. my one main event. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll take a commercial. Talon is here. Ow! And we'll be right back after this. And you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. 
Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Race Tech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. and. What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So 
they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Bent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. 
the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Mick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cams, unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 W-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-
Let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need, cool colors, better strength, they've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? 
I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. I want to go to the ocean and send a postcard of my loneliness. Forgetting you is so elusive. I'd run away, but it's always this. You're the only one I love. It's always been I was conscripted in the merchant marines Shag out in the service of sales and machines Just to stay alive Oh And my sister keeps it simple She's a shipboard cook She can drive a line If you take a look She's kind of worried though Oh I keep hoping you will find me Everybody, Papa Mix Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Keep for a good song. That's really good. Third Eye Blind's awesome. Hey, the code has changed at BTOSports.com. Stop tweeting me and asking me. Just listen to the damn show. Papa Mix 10 is the new code at BTOSports.com. Randy Richardson from Michelin Tire is in. Starcross 5. MichelinMotorcycles.com. Randy, the new tire. Austin Stroop uses the new Michelin. Yeah, with uh, Custom Power Sports out of Ohio. He's, yeah. Uh, he picked up a ride with those guys, and that's a dealership that buys and sells a lot of our products. And yeah. they uh, use the Starcross 5 on their Arena Cross team. Yeah. So that's Star cool. Starcross 5 that taking over the world, Kiefer. Yeah. And we're going to get into a little bit about I want to find out from you, because you were out in the desert with Kiefer testing the new Starcross 5s. High we'll get to the bottom of this. In the high des. In the high yes. des. That's right. And um, Travis Preston, the 02 125 Supercross champion, is, is in studio. Yes, I'm here. And MDK, yes, he is. And MDK KTM rider. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing that up? Did you ever get their money from them? 
I who, did. who owes you more? Uh, Utopia, <laughs> Utopia, MDK, or Jacob Hayes? Now, I took Utopia to court, and it was, you know, because Utopia tried to um, delay, 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 mm-hmm. which I think, you know, lawyers do. That's the move, yeah. And I think it took me about four years, mm-hmm. and I ended up getting all my money. Mm. And then I think, you know, Utopia had to tack on, you know, another 10 or 20 in lawyer oh. fees. Oh, fantastic. So, okay. yes, I, you know, and I think it's up to riders to, when you have a contract or an agreement, uh, I, I asked some other riders to join me in the lawsuit and they didn't. So I went about it myself and I won. Is they st- are they still in business? Kiefer, give me the first thing that comes to your mind when I t- okay. read off our sponsors, all right? First thing? Yep, first thing, okay. right away. Okay. BTOsports.com. Gear. Fly racing. Tight. NFAB Jeep and truck parts. Rails. Race tech suspension. Plush. Vortex racing. Sprockets. X brand goggles. Haven't worn them. <laughs> Hot cams. Uh, Mid range. Gear alloys. Uh, wheels. Works connection. Frame guards. Michelin Star Cross 5. Ooh, I got a lot of that. First thing comes Traction. Atlas neck brace. Don't wear it. FMF racing. Power. W wheels. Sick. Guts, wheel, guts racing. Grip. KTMPartsExpress.com. Orange. Roost graphics. Brap. Ride engineering. A control. Nitro circus. Flipping. All right. Uh, we've got a lot of calls on the line. Coming up with Jason Thomas, too. Also, let's get let's knock some of these questions down right now. Uh, Gene, you got a question about tubes for Chris Kiefer? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up? What's your question, man? Yeah, so um, I know Kiefer answers a lot of technical questions, so I wanted to ask him. Um, I've been running cheaper tubes for the past few years, and um, – Unfortunately, again, a lot of blowouts, probably as a result of that. I can, I was always running like 11, 12 pounds per air, and traction was always good with that. But I was getting a lot of flats, I mean, like probably two a month, and my friends would always make fun of me. So finally, I started running about 14 pounds of air and wasn't getting flats anymore. Well, I should say I'm not getting flats anymore, but traction kind of suffers with that PSI. So I wanted to ask Kiefer what he thought the best tubes would be so that I could run a lower pressure, like 11 or 12, and not have problems with blowouts. Well, I'm sure Randy can answer too, just like I will, but I'll start and Randy can chime in. Um, For me, obviously, tire (laughs) is key also. I mean, you you have wear on your tire, you have more of a chance of of pinch flats and getting a flat. So tread on a tire is important for one. Number two, you know, stock new bikes come with cheap with cheap tubes. Obviously, you run 12 pounds. You're most likely going to get a pinch flat. Um, I try to run not the super duty thick tubes because um, unsprung weight is also an issue. Um, but just uh, MX, you know, heavy types of tube, just like, uh, you know, Michelin makes them, Bridgestone makes them, Dunlop makes mm-hmm. them. They make a MX heavy duty version. I think that's fine. And Okay. It depends. Obviously, you go by the carcass of the tire, how much pressure you run, um, because obviously, you know, if some some companies, you know, have a four ply, three ply, that that runs huge as far as tire pressure. Randy? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And and a quality tube rather than just a low price point tube makes a big difference. And uh, and to what Kiefer said, like our our new Starcross Five, we went from a three ply casing construction to a two ply. 
to have a, a lighter weight tire. The casing plies are, are more dense, so there's still a robust sidewall. But I would recommend a quality tube that has a high you know, butyl content, so the butyl rubber is what holds, holds air. So uh, the cheaper the tube, the more likely it is to, to get a pinch flat. Um, you can run a little bit higher air pressure, uh, you know, like you said, 13, 14 PSI. Right. Um, going with, and, and our tubes, we have a, uh, like a standard reinforced tube is what I'd recommend using. We okay. also have, to what Kiefer was alluding to, like an ultra heavy duty tube. We have one that's four millimeters thick, but that's, that's a beast, you know? And, uh, rather than doing that, I would use one of our bib mousse solid foam insert, and then you never get a flat. Yeah. What did, uh, yeah, what, did heard... what did Kelly Smith and I use when I took him to the win at High Point for Michelin's first ever U.S. Uh, win? You used to look at Preston Starcross. Uh, disgusting. You right never now. fail to bring up your accomplishments. <laughs> no one else does. <laughs> Who's going to watch out yeah, for I mean, me? Your, your, your timing is on point. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Then, point. to be honest, it would have been uh, Starcross MS2. Yeah. So the MS2 then, and uh, with Michelin tubes at that time. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling. All right, thanks a lot, Steve. Thank you. Uh, Thank this you guy's got a thanks, question. Man. BPM, you got a question about Tim Ferry? Man, I uh, he was on hold. No for wonder five he was doing minutes. this shit. <laughs> I actually got to hang out with uh, Tim a little bit uh, at the practice day at Loretta's a couple yeah, years back uh, at the practice track. I like to hear that. <laughs> yep. And he and he heard my electric start two stroke and he was shitting bricks and it was awesome. Yeah, uh, Tim, I raced the I raced the old three hundo. At uh, the oh. XC at the Loretta's, and he was oh. kind of tripping over it. Yeah. Hey, Timmy's and Timmy's not real good at new like technology. Was, yeah. No, he sounded like he was uh, kind of interested in it, and he heard me raving some laughs, and he sounded cool and everything, but I was running the MS3 at Loretta's. So now that we got the Michelin guy, I'm more interested in asking him a question. Go right ahead. I, I'd rather hear about Tim Ferry, but I understand. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. So, Tim obviously loved the Electric Star 2 stroke. He was kind of shitting brakes when I passed him, but. Yeah, we got that part. Regardless. Okay. What was it that uh, made you guys spend, you know, more money, if I will say, towards uh, motocross? Because, you know, you all spend a lot of time with uh, on-road and trucks and stuff and uh, road racing especially. What made you all uh, spend more, you know, time and money, if I will say, with uh, the off-road effort? Okay, it's uh, basically our you, – you spoke uh, highly of the Starcross MS3. So that range, MS3 and MH3, uh, we've had for some time. It's been eight-plus, maybe ten years that that product has been unchanged. So we just developed new product. I have a fresher offer. Um, we improved performance and uh, kept the longevity. And just to reintroduce a new range to the off-road segment. So. Mission Starcross 5 now, pushes the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels, no matter the conditions or terrain. Whenever I was a dealer, one of the uh, Michelin reps came and saw us with, I believe, a WPS rep, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And uh, I asked him, uh, why do you not push a factory effort towards the teams like Pirelli and Dunlop? And uh, his response essentially was, uh, Michelin generally wants to do things the best, uh, and we don't get into things half-assed, if you will. And uh, what it, I'm kind of wondering what uh, all efforts are going to be to uh, push towards the factory efforts in the next few years. Yeah, we uh, and and if and if it was if it was with a Western Power Sports sales rep, uh, that probably would have been me. That's a sales account that I take care of. So I could have could have been that I was the one that spoke with you. Um, no, and right again, on. Yeah, yeah. So again, for Michelin, did you talk about Mike Brown at all? This guy that you were in with. <laughs> 
Uh, no. I okay, think, and he, uh, he's a lot like uh, me with Ferry, but with Mike Brown. My, but, my, my wife so talks about Mike Brown. He may have. Did you go to Cycle Shack North in Conroe? Not sure. Well, I, I, no, this, this side doesn't. But if you talk about Mike Brown, it was Randy. Regardless, regardless, okay. though, yeah. uh, yep. you know, what, one thing you said was that uh, y'all don't do things half-assed, and if y'all are going to do things at a factory effort, y'all are going to do it right, just like y'all do on the road race side. And so, you know, yeah, I totally respected that. And now y'all have these Starcross Fives that mm-hmm. are coming out, and y'all are obviously changing some shit up. So it's got to be great, and uh, I look forward to that. But I uh, just wanted to hear uh, what y'all's uh, future plans were. Uh, I'd imagine y'all are wanting to go towards the factory effort. We, uh, to be real clear, we we currently do not have any involvement in supercross and motocross racing and and we plan to maintain that commitment <laughs> so so <laughs> that's a big that's, commitment that's that is really so there's nice no difference in buying, there's no, no so there's so, no difference <laughs> in buying a factory starcross five and if, if let's just say uh you know because is pastrana still running those tires yeah he does yeah yeah he and, does and yeah. so he's running the exact same thing that Somebody could go buy. The they, street, right? they ex- I shipped him some earlier this week. Exact same tires from our warehouse that we shipped to Western Power Sports and Parts Unlimited that end up in dealerships. Exact same tire. We don't have any, uh, you know, currently any prototype development tires like that. So we and we're not involved with any high level race teams at this time in, in Supercross and Motocross, and and do not have plans to go back to that. You, you'd mentioned road racing. We will be back. Uh, for MotoGP as a spec tire for MotoGP in 2016. So that's big, right? That's, uh, yeah, big that's big. Yeah. That's big, big. So right. Colin's but, been testing. Colin's been testing a lot for you guys, as mm-hmm. I know. Correct. Yep. Cool. Yep. Uh, thanks for the uh, thanks for the call, man. We got a ton of questions. Right on. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, PC, you there? Yep. You have a question for Randy from Michelin? Well, not necessarily a question. Oh. All right. I just want to say, you know, I've been running Michelin tires for probably 12 years at least. And I've loved those tires forever. And, you know, like the guy going back to the tube question, I've run the heavy-duty tubes, too. And it's been years since I've had a flat. I couldn't tell you the last time I had a flat tire. Um, but I've gotten a lot of buddies to switch over to them. I've always thought they wore a heck of a lot better than a you know, a Dunlop or a Bridgestone. I've got three bikes out here with them on them right now. Cool. Are all these and guys that, calling in to try to get free Starcross fives? I feel like. Or, okay. I, I can assure you that none of these guys, you can tell by the accent, they're none of my goofball buddies back home for sure. <laughs> so this is not staged. Uh, that's what I'm saying. No, it's good no, to but, hear. It's but, good to uh, hear. Yep. No, thanks for the thanks for those good words, and 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 that's what that's kind of how we've maintained. Steve and I were talking about earlier how we've maintained uh, really strong sales with off-road tires without having any racing involvement. It's people like yourself that have have tried the Michelin brand. You're happy with the performance you're very happy with the longevity and you continue to buy the brand and tell others about it so it's uh it's uh that word of mouth and and stuff like that is is advertising in itself and so. stick to the show later because we're i want to talk to Kiefer and uh, randy about a little bit of the starcross 5 development and what kind of chris felt about the new tire strength weaknesses what randy was trying to accomplish as far as michelin and everything else so stick to the show and uh we'll get a more into this new tire so thanks caller yep hey i want to say my vote is for Lone Wolf. Okay, thank you. All right, bye. That's taken. Um, JT? Chapman. There you are. Jason Thomas, everybody. Fly Racing Zone. Hey, Jason. Hey. hey. JT, what do you remember about Travis Preston's racing career? Uh, he was a lot faster than me, mostly. <laughs> Teammates at Husky. Yeah, yep, that's yep, right. That was Probably not a highlight for either. Oh, episode. really? It was a highlight Whatever. for me, Jason. Hey, do, you guys, do you guys know? Um, yeah, you won Houston. Houston? 
Yeah. yeah. Houston. Yeah. Um, you know, I do these oral histories of 1110 mods and oral history of Motor Triple X. Have you seen that? How were those Deodore boots at Houston? <laughs> oh yeah, you were supposed That's to wear right. those. Got... Yeah, we were sponsored by Deodora, and yeah. I was wearing Alpine Star, and just huge ads everywhere. Me wearing Alpine Star boots. And did you guys ever get any DKNY stuff? Never, never, never. Not one stitch of clothing. No. Nope. I got a sticker. I put it on right on my shroud. Um, I want to do now the Motor Triple X history, oral history of Motor Triple X caused a lot of problems. It okay. Did it? Y- yes, it did. And I just did one of 1110 mods, that and that caused a lot of problems. Yeah. I heard that. Okay. So I'm working on another one right now, and I think it'll be safe of problems, clear of problems. I think it's pretty good. But I would like to do the Husky years. That's that could be time. problems again, though. I'd know. like to get Rookie, Die, Lammy, Preston, JT. Araldo. I'd like to get Araldo. That'd be good. I'd like to hear what he has to say. Die was there, too? Yeah, Die was oh, there. Oh, that's right. Lammy's Little mechanic. Goose, yeah. yeah. Little oh, Goose. Shit. So, anyways, everything good at Fly Racing? Uh, JT, Randy Richardson heading up there tomorrow. So, Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, our national sales meeting this week, so there's uh, a lot going on for sure. But, yeah, all good. So, yeah, uh, no. It's an important week. Um, all right, let's uh, – got a lot of calls. Uh, we got a lot of people in the studio. Let's go with this. Let's do uh, the NFAB question of the day while we're doing this right now. Cause I got some- this broadcast to bring you this important vote. <laughs> Oh, man. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your Twitter questions are in. Talent. There you go. There you go. Poor Talon. Multitasking over there. This is the lone wolf. N-Fab.com, uh, proudly built in Houston, Texas. These guys are uh, on the JGR Yamaha team, and they're uh, a big part of that. Jeep, truck, SUV parts. I got a set of steps on my ridge line. I've never been happier. My life, my entire life changed when I bolted on these steps uh, from NFAB. So, what are you laughing at? When I pulled up, I saw that thing in your driveway. <laughs> I just laugh when I see that thing. It's been fun, Travis. Thanks for coming on tonight. Right, I guess we're leaving early tonight. Here's the NFAB question of the day. JT, did you get a chance to watch the race? I did today. Um, watch the, yeah, I watched okay. it on Saturday night, the whole thing. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You weren't even there. Right. Okay. So yeah. uh, so we've all watched the race. Now, Vince Freeze, Weston Pike, we went into this last week. I don't, we don't need to get into it again. What was the over-under on number of times they showed that on Saturday? Ten? I'm going to say seven to ten? Yeah, what, I'd say close think? up to seven. Okay. Right. The NFAB question of the day is this simple. Do you guys, and I'll start with you, Randy, um, do you have a problem? Pike certainly does. He mentioned it. Um, a couple of people in the pits have mentioned it to me. Um, do you have Pike suspended for a race? F- five grand fine. Vince was actually spoken to, and he's on sort of a semi-secret probation, whatever that means. Do you have a problem with an incident on the track that they did and punished for, and then now they're showing it on TV as a way of promoting it? What's your take on that? That's the NFAP question of the day. To me, I think it's the difference of the two entities of the AMA fining him and saying that they're going to regulate the racing. They're not going to have that. So they fine him. But then for Feld, you know, they utilize that to promote it. and uh, Entertainment. They, yeah, entertainment and uh, creates more interest in the sport, I guess. So I think you have to look at it from which side. But Do you have a problem with it? Do you understand they, people in the pits maybe saying some things to me? No, I can stand that. I can understand that for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, same as when – Years ago, when it was whoever owned it then, when they had, they would always uh, run videos on commercials of yeah. Bradshaw and Matasevich swinging mm-hmm. at one another. Right. 
know. JT, what do you think? What do you take on it? Uh, I would tend to agree with Randy. I think, uh, you know, on one side you have a, a group that's trying to, you know, kind of keep things under control, and then the other you have a promotion company on the other side that's trying to sell tickets and uh, grow awareness of the sport in any light, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I just think it's different perspectives. And if if someone that sells thinks that that's going to sell tickets and get them on the homepage of MSN and onto Sports Center and all the things that it did do, they're going to do it. You know, that, that's just fact. Do you feel like these guys have a have a um, a gripe, a, a fair no, gripe? No, because you can't punch people in the middle of the track. So <laughs> regardless of what they do with it, you still can't do that. Okay. All right. Travis, what do you think? I don't know, Jason. I feel like maybe you can. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can, but there will just be consequences. Yeah. Okay, is that only in Canada? <laughs> now you know it's 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 very hard because i feel you know jason and chris and being being a racer and having something wait, like wait. that me racer too yeah manitoba i, yeah. I, I forgot right. um you know your your emotions run very high and i feel like that was definitely a intentional move by Vince, so yeah, but the the promotion of it, you know, I mean. yeah, yeah, and you know, and what 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 I noticed about it was is when when the when the commercials start for the opening thing for Supercross, it'll show Jason Anderson winning. The second clip, I mean, they couldn't wait to get to it, is the <laughs> yeah. picture of Pike swinging. <laughs> right. I mean, they couldn't, it, and it, yeah. they just kept showing it second, second, right. second to Anderson winning. So yeah, they're they're definitely promoting the shit out of it and. I feel like it sh- it shows mixed messages. Okay, Kiefer. Actually, I have to agree with JT. Um, everything that he even said, though, was, yeah, he, even though you have him on the shootout. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I agree. It's two different things, right? AMA. You can't do that on a track, no matter what. I mean, period. You can't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. So, on the flip side of that, you're gonna. It kind of helped Weston anyway. Yeah, it didn't help him money wise and racing wise, but. His name's going to grow. I don't think in the long term, at the end of this year, we're going to be still talking about it. If he does good, I think it's only going to help him more because more people are going to know him, right? And Vince, on the other hand, 9, I don't... 9,500 followers. I don't know if he's going to benefit from it. I think he looks like the asshole in the whole thing. Weston, I think, looks like, yeah, he should do that. He is, you know... Pookie was very upset that Freeze never swung back. She's like, come on, bro. Yeah. But that's smart by him, because he knows, just like last week you, you guys talked about... Do you think he knew about, that when he was getting pummeled, though? Absolutely. No, no. He did not know that. Oh, my God. He was scared to death no. that Weston was going to beat his ass. Nope. That, <laughs> dude, that He looked like a little girl running away. Okay, let's ask to, JT to, a man who me. has actually gotten into it with Freeze. JT, do you think Freeze thought that I'm just going to take it and get Weston suspended more? Yes. I think he was scared to fight back because he thought he would get in trouble. Yes. He knows I, he's I under a microscope. Because I've, I've gotten into it with him so many times that <laughs> you know his mentality. to shy away from that. Like right. he, he doesn't, he's very, very high on his uh, Mortal Kombat skills. Uh, <laughs> so I, don't, I just don't see him running from that situation. I just think he was scared he was going to get in trouble. Honestly, that was, that was my take of it. Just like JT ran into him, like, I was on the starting line with the whole thing on the two-stroke race when he punched the kid and dropped his jaw off of his mouth and cheekbone. And, like, he didn't shy away from anything. I know he's been in trouble with AMA. So he knew if I do anything, I'm effed. This is it. Yep. Well, see, to me, that yeah, shows Yeah, but it's you. kind of defending yourself. Like, how could you get in trouble it for that? It doesn't matter because he knew he'd be effed. Yeah, but, dude, you're just defending yourself from these blows that are raining down on you. 
If he would have swung back, he would have gotten suspended. I, I firmly believe that. Well, I, really? th- okay. I thought he was just making a legitimate pass. What's the big deal? If he did nothing wrong, yeah, you see why not defend himself? I right? like that. I like that. Preston. I mean, this yeah. was an innocent guy. He's trying to make an innocent pass. If he did <laughs> right. something so wrong, right. why can you not defend yourself? Because he knew that pass was dirty. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. No, you got a good point there, uh, TP. All right, let's get to some phone lines here. Uh, Brandon, you got a foot pick question? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Thanks for uh, calling. What's your Travis Preston memory? Travis Preston, uh, Stu in the, um, <laughs> the finish line. There you yeah. go. That's oh, one. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you were just reaching down to simply check on a wounded rider. A rider safety. Yeah, no, it's actually a rider safety. safety. Are you awake? Are you there? <laughs> I was concerned yeah. for my right. competitors. This is, pre, yeah, no. this is pre-neck braces, too, yeah. by the way. By the way, like, was that a huge deal? Because I feel like right now in 2016, that would have been the biggest deal in the world. Did you get fined for that? For for checking on another rider? I don't know. Did you? I should have got an award. <laughs> <laughs> they give little purple hearts on their jersey? Yeah. <laughs> like an yeah. asterisk volunteer. Like it's, like, it's like you rescued a Vinob. Like yeah. It's like going back for a... For, yeah. You know, a I don't leave a man down. Right. Everybody's going to leave that track. Never leave a wingman. Ever. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Anyways, Brandon, what's your question? All right. I uh, got a 2016 KTM 350, and I've been going through foot picks, springs like water. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if there's any sort of upgrade for like a different spring. I've gone through it. Spike has like 15 hours on it, and I've gone through like five footpeds springs. I have no idea. I had the if same problem. going to be a recurring thing. I had the same problem with a 90 KX250. If that helps you. <laughs> <laughs> they were so bad. They were horrible. They were so I spent bad. so much. I spent so much uh, team green bucks on that. Dude, and how many oh times did you strip out the subframe bolts and everything too? They were so just many. terrible. Anyway, so Keeper many. seems like he knows, feels your pain, Brandon. I've lost a few too. Um, funny you say that. So yeah. where you're losing them, the, where the spring wraps around, like by the by the mount. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That that back. spacing is big. It, it's almost a little loose. You have to like before you install this the new spring. Get a pair of, uh, you know, anything, you know, pliers or something and squeeze it just a little bit more so it has a little bit tighter of a tolerance. Because what happens is when you go through a rut and that foot peg comes up, it moves that spring, obviously, a little bit, and then it goes, bing, and just pops off, and then you're done. Okay. So that I haven't seen any aftermarket springs, but there's just something you can do to, you know, I've kind of made that, you know, at home, just kind of squeeze a little bit tighter, and it actually helps. Okay, cool. Thanks, Brian. And, uh... Just a quick sponsor plug for you guys. Just wanted to shout out Atlas Blades for uh, saving my brother's life on New Year's. Oh, so. oh that's cool. Fantastic. Yeah, there's a, there's a you know there's a lot of debate about the neck braces, but there's no doubt that uh, some guys love them and uh, and they work great. And um, you know the Atlas brace I think is a uh, if you're going to try one, it's the least restrictive one. It's the one that fits good. Everything else. So yeah, thanks to thanks to those guys. It's a good product. So. Yep. Thanks, right. Thank you, man. Uh, Jason Anderson wears uh wears uh, Atlas. So. Uh, all right. Okay, Chris, welcome back to the show. Sorry for putting you on hold for so long. Um, this is, uh, this is you want to get into like a weight loss contest, uh, Fat Guy Riding Club-ish? Oh, my God, really? How long do I get the award for the longest on hold? No, a guy, waited, a guy waited last week three hours. So Three no. hours? So, yeah. so what, have I got like two and three quarters hours or what? Uh, <laughs> they, thought, uh, oh, weight, yeah. they thought weight was not an issue for you. What? What did he say? I don't know. I can't deal with that, though, right now. Uh, let's go, Chris. And four. Chris, what's up? How are you, man? Chris, you I'm there? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. Hey, um, I want to ask JT uh, some arena cross questions, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. Let's get JT's call dropped. Let's put you on hold, get JT on the line. Uh, Lone Wolf, his call dropped, and uh, 
we'll get him no. back on. And uh, let's get to some more phone calls here. God, what's it's with on the phone fire? Call? What's with the phone calls tonight, everybody? It's like you're calling some show or something. Um, what do we got? Live listeners. Uh, All right. Derek, what's going on? You want to talk to Preston and Kiefer? Derek, you there? Yeah. Yeah. You got it? We got it. Yeah, you got a good crew in there tonight. I thought this would be probably the best crew to ask. Um, I'm working on one project bike right now. It's kind of a pain in the butt. But the next one I wanted to maybe do is I have a 13 Cowie 450. And, you know, I'm not a real big fan of the forks, as I'm sure Kiefer knows. Um, Racetech, racetech.com. You can change your, your forks into spring forks. Right. But I, I've got in the shed, my old bike was a 08 YZ450 with the S. Oh, I hung up on the guy. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm by accident. That was by accident. Call back. Call back, bro. I forgot. Chris, uh, you, JT's on the line. You, you got a question about Arena Cross. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, uh, JT's on the line now. All right. Hey, JT. How you doing? Uh, you know me. It's Chris Hunter. Um, What's up, Cog? Just good. How are you? Um, good, man. Dude, with, with oh, is this Cog? Arena Cross is, is laying out this year. Remember Cog? Preston, you, yeah, don't remember, you don't remember Cog? What? No. Oh, Cog was a mechanic no, for a couple of couple of years. Worked for Danny. Worked he was for Button. A team manager for Tough Tough Honda, bro. Tough team manager. Oh. Okay. Right. That means no. That's me. But <laughs> JP, what's your thoughts and feelings is how Arena Cross is laying out? I mean, it has changed so much from the days back when you and I were doing it. You know, what, what's your thoughts and feelings is how they're funneling all the guys through the program. I mean, even a guy like Benny Bloss. I mean, the Horizon Award winner. Yeah. Well, I just kind of wanted to get your opinion and take on that. Yeah, I, I honestly thought it was a pretty smart move on the, the Arena Cross promotion guys because it just forced relevancy back into it. Um, not that, you know, Arena Cross wasn't relevant, but it, I think they struggled to get new talent there. Uh, it had just kind of turned into the same guys year in and year out. You know, you had guys like Kelly Smith that are, you know, well into their 30s now. Um, Jeff Gibson has been around forever. But it lacked that star power, young, amateur phenom guy. And uh, that was a great way to, to force them, you know, kind of force their hand to get in there. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the long term uh, I guess outcome of that decision, but I thought it was a, it was a smart move. I just I'm glad I was uh, kind of ahead of that curve because I would have been really frustrated having to to kind of go through that. I think but, it's ridiculous. Um, we had Brooks on. Sorry, JT, to cut you off. We had Brooks on. I think it's ridiculous. It's nothing but a ticket sale thing. You think well, Benny? No, for, that's think, why I said it's ingenious yeah. by them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I'm glad well, I don't have to deal with it. Do you like but. it, Cog, or you sound like you're angry? Uh, well, I'm always angry. Okay. <laughs> but, no, in the nicest possible way, you know, Benny Bloss rode Baltimore this weekend, and he only raced Friday night because he earned enough points mm-hmm. out yeah, of yeah. the arena cross class, and he has to earn points out of three different cities. He did not race Saturday night. And I think that's – I just think it's kind of a BS kind of a deal what they're doing to these guys. I, yeah, I, I, anybody's I opinion on that? Sure. I didn't I'm glad I, I don't have to do it. I, I fully agree with that side. You know, it, it's pretty rough deal. I just think if you're an arena cross from if you're the arena cross promoters, it was a smart move. So I guess it's all about perspective, right? Which is you know kind of I guess true of everything. 
right? I mean, I, I understand all that. I mean, it, it is all about perspective. But, dude, I mean, come on. This guy is the freaking horizon winner from Loretta Lynn's. I mean, yeah, no, no. We, it's, they shouldn't think, more they, respect be given to him? Yeah, they think, he's, they, they think he's not ready. He's absolutely ready. If they really cared about rider safety, Cog, if they really gave a shit, they would actually go to a supercross race, a real supercross race. Go Put to up the, nets. Put up nets. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Are you on the nets program? Oh, shit. I'm a, Nets, I'm a Nets fan. Okay. What they would really do is go to a Supercross right now, look at the unseated practices and go, yeah, you, 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 you are not ready. Go to Arena Cross. We're going to fill it with Horizon Award winners and, you know, guys that do know how to ride Supercross. They don't give a shit. They want to sell tickets. It's not about safety. It's not about getting a rider ready. That, that's the bottom line. And it's ridiculous. And guys have to follow this stupid road to uh, Arena Cross. Uh, we all know Ricky Carmichael. He rode Arena Cross great. He's a great Arena Cross champion. Wouldn't want to name that Buddy Anthony. Uh, yeah, I saw anything, Ricky but... Carmichael at a lot of Arena Crosses. Oh, dude, there. he killed it. Oh, God, yeah. And I mean, to, <laughs> to name the trophy Arena Cross trophy after Ricky, too. I mean, who can forget those great Arena Cross rides by Ricky Carmichael? Phenomenal. Anyways. Think Ricky gets the credential? It's a stupid I system. all of them. But... It's a stupid yeah. system. It's there to sell tickets, and it's ridiculous. So, hey, Kiefer, would you like to go do an arena cross? Would you even be remotely interested in going to race on one of those events? Well, now that you bring it up, I am racing Ontario Arena Cross. So, really? Yes. You're a brave man. Only the reason uh, I am racing part, because part of the... I'm only racing I'm because sorry. I'm doing a project bike, and I'm racing a couple different make project sure you, bikes. Make sure you don't wear X brands. So, and I'm going to wear Oakleys. Um. um. <laughs> No, uh, now that's not part of the arena. That's not part of the Ricky Carmichael Arena Cross series. That's the the Canadian. No, that's Ontario, like no. in Ontario, California. Like yeah. that's part of the AMA series. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to do it for what team, or just yourself? Uh, one will be, I think, Tough, and then another will be Babbitts. Hmm. Okay. So one night well, on each. So bike. you're going to see Jacob. Wait, 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 you're going to see Jacob Hanks. Tough Honda. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been all worked out yet, but it, one of those two and the other option was another team, but they haven't got back yet. Okay, well, if you talk to Dave Anilak about that, can I be your mechanic for that round? In Cog, tell him Cog. Cog, I'm marking it down. Cog, it's Cog. With a, it's with a C. C O G. Um, no, 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 it's with no, it's a K. It's K O G. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Cog. It's not. I like that because I'm a K too. It's, it's Cog stands for King of Goons. K O M K O G. <laughs> Cog yeah, got Danny Stevenson is my reference. Danny Stevenson is his reference. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's rock solid, Cog. That's rock solid. Um, Cog, Danny's coming in studio the 15th, so. That's actually a really good Are reference. You know yeah, I'm, fl- I'm flying him out here, so. He's uh, a good good to you guys. All right, hey, great show. Thanks for the questions, guys. Thanks, Appreciate Cog. everybody's time tonight. Thank you, Cog. All right. Um, we're going to have to skip our second commercial break because Jordan Smith's coming up from Geico Honda and Jake Weimer's coming up. We will get our commercial break in at some point. Jason Thomas is on the line. Um, another question, talking about the NFAB question of the day. Here's another question. JT, does Cooper Webb lose a race? I would have said yes. Uh, after, after Even after the first race, I would have said yes. But I, I'm starting to lean the other way. Me too. So I'll say, if I have to say yes or no, I'll say no. Kiefer. I'll say yes, he does. And but- Savachi wins. Preston's going to say yes, but another Yamaha rider will win. Yes. All right. <laughs> Randy, what do you think? Hard to say. I don't think he'll to run the table on all of it. but It's tough to run the table, but this weekend, dude, he was so far back, and I was like, oh, he's in trouble. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, he's in trouble. And he's got to go through Craig, Savachi, Dakotas, Smith, Osborne. So all the top guys he had to go through. And he just, see ya, later, got to go. And I feel certain he can do that again and again. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if, uh, if he will. So, like he tips over or something? Yeah, just something yeah. small like that yeah, makes yeah, a big yeah. difference. I hope the, he rides 450 East. <clears throat> he said he was, right? He, he, might. he said he might if he has a big point lead, yeah. Yeah. I I'd wouldn't like see do that. that. I kind of miss the, those days, you know. Like yeah. back, back in my day, I mean, I did that. I, I was, you know, doing good on the West Coast, and I'd go ride the 450 on the, the East Coast. The year you won the title, did you do? It? I did. Yeah, both years, O two and. Wow. So you had a points lead, and you're like, my balls are huge. I'm going to race. Yeah. Wow, nice yeah, job. Awesome. Did it help you come back when you got back? Yeah, and and then at that time, I think in 2003, I was riding a 125. On the West Coast, that that was a year. I think Bubba was winning, but I still I, I actually won the opener. Yep. In two thousand three, and then I rode a four fifty on the rode a one twenty five <laughs> West Coast, yeah. four fifty wow. on the East Coast. Yeah. I actually got fourth or fifth at Daytona. I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. he did. Oh, was that the J Law race? No, wait. No, no this is like two thousand four. Yeah, I'm, I'm drunk right now. I'm drunk. Um, I think J Law was too. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, don't complain about being on hold for too long. Let's just get to the point of the call. <laughs> I'm joking, man. It's okay. all good. So what do you want to do? What's your deal here? You okay, wanna... so here it is. I'm, I'm calling about get some input with you guys, you and Kiefer, about um, maybe a special event or something that me and my family have thought a lot about, about you know putting together something for big guys to race and lose weight and to inspire racers who used to be thin to lose some weight and get back in the game, you know, and, and, and enjoy themselves. You know, it was, it was about, uh, you know, maybe doing something at a special event, like maybe, you know, day of the dirt or something like that, where, um, you know, a, a, a bunch of guys put something together to say, Hey, we lost a bunch of weight or we're big guys and we want to race. And has there ever been done anything mm. done like that? Or the point and laugh on that is it is it feasible? Yeah, a, a local okay. a local race sanction. I forgot what it was now. They called the Clydesdale class, and you'd have Clydesdale. to weigh your nice. you weigh yourself in as you sign up. And if you're over, I don't know, two something, it was two something. You raced Clydesdale, and that was a class at the races. Right. Isn't that mountain bikes? They do that too, I think, right? Oh, really? I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I've not, never heard of anything like that. But that's again, we're we're new to this, so that's that's where we're at. And I was thinking, you know, we this came up in a meeting last year with Dirt Rider. I wanted to have a, a few guys that were bigger ride the shootout for like the 450 shootout, and I was thinking just yeah. having like a bigger shootout, bigger rider shootout, because you know those guys feel different things. So have guys, you know, 220, 240, have them have them do a shootout. Is there is do you feel like there's a, a really good percentage of guys that are bigger that still want to race that can't or the bikes aren't set up or whatever um, that are reading your mags or reading the inter, the the uh, websites or whatever that would be interested in something like that? I personally do. I mean, there's a lot of bigger guys out there. Where, you know, yeah, you know, I would think so. I think there's a lot of vet riders who, mm-hmm. to use the phrase, they they used to be fast. But they lost the S. So, uh, yeah. so they're still, you know, the 450s make it easy to ride. And, uh, you know, they have the power to jump everything. And uh, so they, a lot of heavier vet guys still enjoy riding for sure. I don't know. I, I've seen some big guys at Glen Helen Hall in the man. Right. A yeah. guy on a KX450. Right. Yeah. A big guy. And a good style. Ride. Yeah. Good style, smooth. Was that me at the World Vets or no? No, it wasn't. Okay. All right. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, flyracing.com makes terrific fat guy gear. By the way, well, you know, wait a second now. That's an, another question. Okay. Fly stops at, at what thirty eight? Uh, uh, no, forty two. Forty two. 
Yeah. In, in, 42? In the line. In some models, I right? I think O'Neal goes to 44, 46. What's up with that, guys? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, honestly, it's about volume. Yeah. Like, we just, even our yeah, it is. we don't do a ton of. So. Well, yeah, you know, know, the input is, you know, a lot of the questions is that, you know, I, uh, I was curious if Steve would ever be involved in something like that. Would he be interested in, no. in being involved no. in a program no. where – uh, using his uh, his notoriety and uh, clout in the motor industry to support guys like that and be involved in something like that. I'm just going to get on my um, mountain bike, Chris. I'm going to get on my mountain bike, my Scott Spark with my fly racing helmet, and just ride my mountain bike more. Here's the thing. I'll have Steve's back a little bit. Dude, it's gnarly how much work volume that he puts out. There's just no way he could get involved in something else. And there's so much other shit that he does. There's just yeah. it's it's really tough to find the time, like it's writing and doing all the stuff that he does. It's so time consuming. I don't think he could plan something. Preston, it's a lot of work. What writing? But it, it, it is also Working. a life change when you uh, you make those decisions to get in that kind of uh, shape. Absolutely. To, yes, it is. Um, it is a life changing situation. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Well, hey, hit me up and key for ink at Hotmail. Send me your info. Shootouts come around if you're around. Maybe we'll we'll work something out and get you in the loop. I know we're going to have a contest next year. Uh, we don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to get a reader involved in our shootout so he can ride our you know one of our shootouts, which I think is cool. So Make sure you screw him right over on. too. Yeah, right. we'll screw thank you over and not put you in the magazine. Thanks, thank Chris. You. Thanks, man. Hey, Keith, thank you so much, man. I appreciate your effort, and uh, I'll hit you up. Thank Thanks. you, JT. Guy says fly F sixteen stuff goes to uh, forty eight. Forty eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have to, I have to re- relook at it. I, didn't I, will re- I will review my catalog. Um, uh, let's go. Hey, so a little bit more San Diego talk. I feel like we haven't touched on San Diego enough. Um, Jason Anderson's uh, penalty, two spots. He got third, ended up getting fifth because of the uh, red cross flag. He jumped a double single uh, under the thing. Um, are we like? Are we, are we all right with that penalty? Uh, Preston, what do you think? Like, didn't see it. Didn't see. It. Didn't, didn't show see it on TV. It. Did it? Didn't see it. Yeah. It's. We talked about this in the Racer X podcast. Like, I think you have to take the Red Cross stuff kind of seriously because. Yeah. You know, I they. Yeah. They were waving the Red Cross and the lights were on on the triple. Okay. Anderson came up. The lights went off. Red Cross flag still waving, and he doubled. Now see there you see that's when it gets confusing. I know. Yeah. Yeah, because the lights and the guys and the flags weren't really. But then if he doubled, he knew that something was up. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's a tough call. Yeah. Did you see anything from Anderson, uh, JT? I'll start with you. Did you see anything from Anderson? Obviously, he won Anaheim one. Uh, what did you think? Of the, never mind the docking. He got third. Um, what did you think of the of Anderson's deal? Uh, I just think that he's making some poor choices if he wants to win a championship. Uh, as far as getting involved in that kind of those kind of moves, um, I just don't think that that's going to pay off long term when you know creating enemies like that. So uh, the, the penalty thing is whatever you know stuff yeah. happens. Right, right, right. Well, that, that that's really not what I'm talking about. It's the knocking Barsha off the track. Who you know he will pay him back at some point. You know whether it's the Supercross season or not. I don't know, and uh, Sealy as well. You know, these guys are more than capable of, of repaying the favor, and when you're going for a championship, that's you know, you never want that, you know, have to look over your shoulder feeling all the time. What do you think of that, Preston? 
I, I don't know. The thing with San Diego to me is the track. From watching on TV, the track looked like it was hard to pass. So, mm-hmm. you know. Do you agree with JT, though, in thinking, like, you, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with those passes. And JT doesn't either. But guys are going to get you back with those kind of passes. Do you? Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I think maybe that pass was a little early for the season. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah, ma- yeah. maybe if it was round 10, round 12. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, how else are you going to get by someone, you know? Like, Thorby it, thinks it was awesome. Thorby <laughs> thinks it was just the perfect pass. <laughs> but now Barsha is, is out, so yeah. he has nothing to worry about. That's now filthy. Does Phil get revenge for his fallen teammate? <laughs> well, I guess so, because I, I heard that he stuffed Alessi. Alessi stuffed him. No, Alessi drove Phil off the track. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's on now. More Moto Concepts on JGR Crime. Uh-oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Kiefer, what about you on the, uh, Anderson's passes? Uh, aggressive out there, but yeah, and I'm not a big JA fan myself, but I don't think anything wrong with it. I think what do you he, mean you're not a big JA fan? What uh, do you mean by that? Uh, just, like personality or riding? Just stuff that he's done in the industry to some of my buddies. Oh, okay. Um, but as far as like him doing that, I, I think he had to get it around. You know, he had to get around, and I think what he did, yeah, he drove him right off. I mean, it was tough to pass in a lot of places. That's why I didn't think the track was that good because a lot of lanes were one line. You know, so mm-hmm. let's let's get up there and make a move and bump him out. So yeah, I'm good. As with a it. guy watching it, yeah, I mean, you got to make room. It is super cost. There's about there's about contact, right. you know. But I guess JT, the real question is, like you said, you think he's going to come back to to bite him, and how does he handle it then? Does he blow his top and you know freak out? Because otherwise, it's like, hey, bro, you know, just dishing it back out to you. So it's a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of frontier justice out on Supercross track. Like you guys kind of handle it yourself. You know what I mean? Like, don't you th- don't you think? I think you know when you get. Yeah. If you're a normal dude, and you're not a hothead, and you know if you get blocked past and it's legit, you're not pissed. You'd be like, if the door was open, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Ben's been on hold for a while. Ben, you got a Rotella oil question? Ben, you there? Uh, hello. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah. I've uh, I've heard a few rumors. I mean, I ride a, a 2013 KTM 252-stroke, um, 250, and, uh, I mean, I run Rotella T in my bike, and it, and it runs fine. But I, I've heard a lot of rumors that the pros, like factory teams run it, like it's nothing, and they kind of just scoot it under the table. I don't know any factory teams that run it. I know Eddie Ray was in here <laughs> last week saying it breaks clutch plates on Yamahas. Yeah. But I, what do you it, think? It breaks clutch plates? I was shocked yeah. too because when you, well, I was on the line when he said that, and I was like, "Really?" Because um, my Canadian bike that I raced last year, I used Rotella in mine, and, and, and it was fine. So that's why I was kind of shocked. And you know, Dave Dye is the one who built the motor, and he's been around. You know, is yeah. any guy that would know. And he said, "Run Rotella." So that's what I ran. I don't know any teams well, that do it, but yeah, right. I know guys who do it. And, I just and, like to stick with a company that you know, like JGR or Yama Lube or the the oil that Honda makes. Right. A company that develops motorcycles, they develop oil that's made for the motorcycle. I think that's your safest bet. Yeah, Yama Lube's actually good shit for everything. So. All right. Thanks. Yama Lube runs great in a boat, but... Uh, <laughs> According to Travis, um, Yama Lube works out great everywhere. But uh, this, uh, I mean, this is coming... I've run Rotella T ever since I started riding, and I I think for two years that I rode, me and my dad used recycled, uh, like, tractor oil because he got it for so cheap, and it... Stop I it. I don't even think I had problems with that, but uh, like, I was just kind of shocked when I heard that. that well, uh, if it works, for, if it's been working for you, I wouldn't change. Like, I would say if it works for you and everything's been fine, stick to it, you know? 
Yeah. A lot of guys have their favorite oil they run. They might have some problem with something else, and that oil was in there, and they said, oh, it's oil-related or whatever. Just go what works for you. Right. Thanks, buddy. Well, I, I had, an, I had oh. another question, if y'all didn't mind, um, about the whole 250 and, and when you have to move up. Oh, the whole idea, because I, I don't know the rule on it. The rule is uh, th- three years in the class, and if, you, if you're in three years of class and you win the title, you have to move up. You cannot stay in the class if you've already been in there for three years. Uh, another rule is 120 right. points for three years in a row, and you get to move up. And they adjust okay. that 120 depending on number of races because sometimes there's seven, sometimes there's eight. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, you see guys like Martin Davalos that's ridden in the 250 class for yeah. about his uh. whole life, like Cole Seeley that's ridden six years, rode six years in it. Yeah. And Preston, and then, Preston was really bad too. Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't get out of there. But uh, angry. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure of the rule. It's the rule it changed. It's literally it. since I've been doing it in '96, it's probably changed five or six times, maybe more. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what it is now. And actually, Canard won the title in his first year, and then you're able to defend it if you are if you if you win the title your first year, and then they changed the rules again for Trey because they felt like his third year he should have been out of the class. You used to be able to defend your title one year. Well, if you win the first year. They were worried about guys not being ready, so they changed the rule again. So it is really confusing, yeah. man. And maybe I'm wrong. JT, am I, am I off? Did they change anything this year? No, nothing I know of. I think it's the same as it's been. Yeah, so it is confusing, though, Caller. You're absolutely right. Well, um, well, another thing about, like, Jordan Smith, I know y'all are going to talk to him later. Uh, I mean, he only raced, but how many rounds did he race last year? Was it? I mean, he didn't um, even make the whole season. He, he missed the first two, I think. So he raced uh, maybe six uh, or five of the seven or something. Yeah. Um, but I mean, was he only going to get two more years out of it? No, no, no. And, you, uh, unless he points. gets no, because it's based on points. So he didn't get. I doubt he scored 120 last year because he missed those races. Oh, okay. so, so you have 120, 120 points three years in a row. Year for yeah, three years in a row. Or, okay. or if you're from that. Ecuador, you apparently can stay there forever. There's a gray area. So, okay, yeah, great. It's gray area with yeah. Ecuadorians. All right, thanks, buddy. Ecuadorians. All right, All right thank you. Uh, let's get to this. Sean, what's up? You got a question about Cooper Webb? I, I did have a question about Cooper, and I was going to say is it too early to talk perfect season, but you guys kind of covered yeah. that. So yeah. um, I want to change my question and say uh, you guys always talk about um, how stiff the Supercross guys run their, their front suspension. Like how gnarly is it to the, the weekend guy that really doesn't understand or, or get to ride something like that? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um it's, yeah, it, it, it's hard because it, the the bike is not made to to soak up those small little chatter bumps that you have on like an outdoor track yeah. coming into the corner. You know, the suspension is made to absorb huge impacts, like landing off of a triple or in between rhythm sections. Or I mean, it's basically unrideable in an outdoor track. Uh, yeah. it's it's very difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 almost sketchy in a way because the bike is not absorbing the bumps and it's just bouncing off of everything yeah. because it's so stiff on the initial part of the stroke. Too. And it's actually tough for some of these guys. Like when you go at a race like Daytona, when the track gets rougher, mm-hmm. these guys are really have a hard time dialing in the suspension because Daytona it gets really rough, big braking bumps and small braking bumps, but you still have the big rhythm sections. So I think Daytona is a really tough race to find a package. That works well. Although you haven't been there for a number of years, Travis. It is straight supercross now. Oh, Guys really? don't do anything anymore. Maybe open up some compression, but it, it it's built by a professional track designer, not someone who's who's blind. And <laughs> transitions and everything are nice. You know, it's not none of this uh, ninety transitions. 
Tracks built perfectly. It's more than ever a total Supercross. Guys are just running Supercross stuff. Wow. Yeah. I remember back in the day, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. we would go and test, you know, for oh, weeks, yeah. no, getting ready for that. Same right. thing. And then we always ended up with all my riders, throw the Supercross stuff back on. You know what I mean? Like, it was always one of those things. It's it's much different, right, JT? Yeah, it used to be. I would I would go from Gatorback to, um, like, my first year, I just used an outdoor setup. And I would run an outdoor setup, and I would go stiffer on my outdoor setting. But the track was so rough, and it was a daytime race back then, so it was kind of all day long. Uh, but I think it's. I think you're right. Now you definitely have to have a supercross setup, and then kind of find a happy medium based off that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for calling. The. Uh, All right. D. John, what's up, man? What's going on? How are you? Welcome to the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Love the show. You guys do a great job. Thank you. Um, don't listen to any. Don't listen to the criticism. Um, uh, on this bigger rider thing. Yes. So, you know, I used to do a lot of MMA, so I'm just, I don't know, I'm like 230, um, and um, I, I, I love practicing, and I love, love trying to be a better writer. I, and I don't know if this is the case or not, but, like, a, not unlike the jumps where you have a lot of speed, you know, like T's Milestone or whatever, like where there's a, on the vet track, there's a big flat, a big tabletop. Um, doesn't seem to be an issue for me there, but, like, it seems like, when you're coming out of a out of a turn, a tight a tight turn, and you have an immediate jump, it just seems like I'm not able to clear the stuff that the smaller guys are. Does that make any sense, or am I just being it, a plus? No, you weigh more. <laughs> yeah, for sure, it makes sense. You know. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I I, I think okay. it just depends on you have to analyze his corner because he's saying the jumps right out of a corner, mm-hmm. and I think it all depends on. You know his his technique in the corner. His technique well, in the corner is going to affect the jump. Of course, I, I yeah, raced yeah. a one twenty five, weighing one hundred and eighty pounds. Everyone else was weighing one forty. Here we go. He's always so. reaching in the past and telling old stories <laughs> on Honda. Even. But I, the I problem is, it it, it, it is like going to take more effort for him you know, to geez. to do this. But you know, in the end, if he gets pissed, he can just beat him up. <laughs> there you go, Colin. <laughs> beat the shit out of him if they get mad at if anybody gets mad at you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for calling. Thanks, Greg. Um, yeah. Um, oh, so you're going to race arena cross Kiefer? Uh, just that one race. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to see Jacob Hayes. I will. All right. We'll see if he remembers Preston. Yeah. So, hey man. Hey, there's a guy named Preston. Remember Preston, Travis from the high des? Yeah. I won a title. Yeah. I mean, I just want to make sure he's okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's, just he's racing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Needs his four. He won. Oh, really? Last he won weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's making money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I'm telling you, he, he lost his mind in Vegas. JT and I witnessed it. And he forgot who you were. What did you think about that, JT? Were, so you were there in Vegas. Uh, it was one of the dumber passes I've ever seen, or attempts at a pass. So what would you have done differently? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> Not T-bone. <laughs> no, it was just, it made no sense. You know, he didn't, he was right on him. It was the first lap. You know, I, I, he didn't have to do that. I just, I think it was just a, person with no experience in that situation making a boneheaded decision yeah yeah that's a tough call it's it's a last race a lot of pressure i think in the last turn no problem but that it was just so early you know to take that big of a chance i just i don't i didn't see the see the wisdom there you know but you're dealing with a kid too that's never been there so yeah 
Um, yeah, it was a tough go. Uh, JT, thanks for uh, coming on the show tonight. Appreciate it, buddy. No worries. Yeah. Um, if you're thanks around, we'll, we'll call you back. But if you've got something going on, no problem. See you in a couple of weeks, okay. JT. Yeah, I get to uh, I get to see Mr. Randy Richardson. He has a uh, throws us a party every Tuesday night at a sales meeting. Looking forward to that. Nice. And when are you going to see him? JT and Dale yeah, are nice. coming down to uh, Bonnier here in a couple of weeks. What? Randy, Randy, did you write a song for tomorrow night? I got a few. You got a few? Got a few. That's yeah. what I like to hear. I don't uh, know yes, what you're talking about. Keeper, I will be at Bonnier, uh, what, three weeks, something like that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Nothing about Paul, JT? No, no, no visit to us? I just, I just booked one with you today. What are you talking about? Is that stamped? Well, I mean, I, okay. I told you tomorrow I can give you the confirmation. Uh, it's looking pretty solid. Flyracing.com. Uh, check them out. They make much more than gear, bikes, parts, stands, clutches, clutch parts. Mountain bike gear. Mountain bike gear. It's crazy how much stuff we have. With Size Fly 48 pants. I learn something yeah. new every day. Size 48 pants. F-16. Um also to the yeah. also to the uh, the new replica helmets, the uh, Fly Carbon F2 replica helmets for Andrew Short, Trey Kennard. Um, Kennard's been running his, and um, yeah, looking forward to uh, some, some more exciting things from FlyRacing.com. Thanks, JT. You know we you know we make an aftermarket Zuma exhaust. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I didn't know that a whole while back. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I think I think Genova. I think the Moto Concepts team has a Zuma. Somebody asked me that, and I'm like, no, of course we don't make that. And then I looked in the catalog, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 here's the info. Here's the part number. Go ahead and order that up. I know we make tires for it. There you go. There you go. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. See you. All right. See you. Uh, Travis Preston, uh, Chris Kiefer, and Randy Richardson all in studio here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Check out the BTOsports.com and the unique for your bike or body. Use the code PulpMX10 when you're checking out. Go to sponsor discount, sponsor deals on um, PulpMXShow.com for the codes and things like that and help us out. Really appreciate it. Guys like Randy Richardson and uh, Travis Preston and Chris Kiefer, they don't come cheap, everybody, to have in studio. So um, it's been great so far. Vortex Racing, same sprockets that Yoshimura Suzuki uses. They're off to a rough start. Mm. Uh, Babbitt's Kawasaki also. Jacob Hayes uses uh, Vortex Racing. And uh, Chad Reed uses Vortex Racing. What are you laughing at? I just think it's awesome. And Chad Reed uses Vortex Racing, a leading manufacturer of MX Race Components. Proud supporter of our show. 40% off if you email jake at vortexracing.com. 40%. You know, Kiefer or Preston, you're a little short of money, so you can say 40% at Vortex. If I need, yeah, if I need some sprockets, yeah. Yeah, if you yeah. need something, yeah, yeah, down the road. Yeah. So um, um, if you get that 4G from, from Hayes, you're good. You can just pay full retail. <laughs> um, they make much more than uh, uh, sprockets, people. They also make uh, the V3 MX, MXSX handlebar. Lots more. Vortex Racing, you bring you our next caller on the our next guest on the show. This man uh, had a great race in San Diego and led some laps, finished on the podium, is looking for much more. He's in his second year and uh, certainly one of the uh, rising stars in the sport. Jordan Smith, what's up, Jordan? How are you, man? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for doing coming good. on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, here's the question of the night for you. What is your memory of Travis Preston? Travis Preston. Um, I'm pretty sure I have like a uh, Supercross, the bar to bar, 2003 or 2004. And I want to say Stewart jumped into him as he was entering the track or something. And uh, he wasn't very happy about it after that. Yes, I that, won. That was Toronto 05? That was Toronto 07. 07. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's 2007, and uh, you know, uh, Jordan, he, it wasn't that he wasn't happy. As he's told us earlier on the show, he was just concerned with James and making sure he was okay. Yeah, it was a hard yeah. hit. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
That's funny that you remember that, though. We were debating on, like, you look, you're a younger guy. We were debating on what you would remember. And Kiefer said, it's going to be the Toronto hey, Steve. Jordan, I'm just pumped you remembered something. Right. So thank you yeah, for that. I, I don't remember much, but I do remember that. That was a pretty, that was a pretty funny one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Hey, I uh, led some laps this weekend in San Diego. Ended up on the podium. Uh, nice, nice race for you. you got to be ecstatic. You did get a nice ride in uh, in Anaheim 1-2 with a fifth. So it's, uh, it's a good start for you. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, put in a lot of work in the off season stuff, and it's definitely paying off. You know, uh, had a couple good rides, and I'm uh, just gonna try and keep it going. You, uh, you look a little calmer this year. Like last year, there were times like Daytona practice or press day, and some crashing where you're like, kind of like eh, you're watching yourself with one eye almost. You were fast, but this year, I don't know. Maybe just because you're confident and your your second year now you seem a lot more like calmer on the bike do you agree or is it still one of those things where you're finding yourself making more mistakes than i'm seeing no no i agree 100 i'm definitely a lot more calmer i feel a lot more comfortable on the bike this year uh geico they done a great job on the bike it's handling amazing this year and really fast and mm-hmm. uh you know i'm i'm a big thing too is this year i'm 100 percent. you know i had a really good off season and stayed healthy and last year I came into the season not even close to 100% and was just trying to get back to 100% throughout mm-hmm. the season so um but no definitely this year calmed down a lot and mm-hmm. uh, just trying to not make mistakes and and keep on two wheels Fortex Racing, you bringing you Geico Honda's Jordan Smith on the show, 702-586-PULP. You got a question for uh, for this guy Has your bike setup changed as much from last year to this year? Is it basically the same? Uh, no, yeah, we have definitely uh, changed a good bit. Um, the, like I said, they did a lot of testing during the off-season and stuff, and uh, the new chassis that um, we set up that we tested, I mean, it was immediately better this year, and uh, and the bike's really fast. I mean, I think it shows with uh, the starts I've been getting. So, um, I mean, just trying to just put in work and even just tweaking little things during the week um, after A1 and also going to test tomorrow and Wednesday to tweak a little couple things after this weekend. So uh, just trying to get up there. There's still two more spots on that podium I want to get. Um, is The Rock still doing a little bit of testing for you guys? I know he was kind of running through things, even on Supercross track. Oh. The Rock was running through some things and, and sorting things out for your testing. Is he still doing that? Yeah, he is. Um, I don't think as much anymore as he was before. Okay. Um, I haven't seen him out there very much, but I know he was out there mm-hmm. uh, a couple, like, uh, around Christmas time or a little before. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, he still gets out there. And uh, I think whenever he goes there, he doesn't do the triples and stuff, doesn't do the rhythms. He mostly just hits the whoops in the corners. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's he like as a manager? Like, people don't understand that. He's a – and, Travis, I'll ask you too because you rode with him. Uh, people don't understand. He's a funny guy. It's just hard to yeah. crack him, right? Yeah, it is. Once he once he kind of opens up and stuff, he's a definitely a funny guy. He's good to talk to as well. Like once he opens up, he's a lot easier to talk to. And uh, no, he's definitely a good guy, and uh, he's really a big softy. Is it a, is there a specific thing that he's helped you with? Um, you know, just a lot with the bike setup and mm-hmm. trying to to figure that out. You know, I mean, that was one thing um, last year. I wasn't as good at setting up my bike and. Um, I didn't know, you know, what to really look for, especially as different as the tracks are and with Supercross as well, not racing that before. So that and just kind of um, a mindset um, to have while I'm out there racing, you know, just thinking about what's coming up next, you know, and it's 
people always tell you to to think ahead and and that stuff, but it's it's definitely hard and and he's been part of the reason to want to kind of calm down this year, I believe. So mm-hmm. um, between him and and Colin Millsaps and Brian Johnson's input down at MTF, you know, I think I have a good mixture there. And, uh, and I think I got a good team behind me for sure. Uh, Preston, you were teammates with The Rock over at Factory Connection slash Geico Honda. What do you remember about Mike LaRocco days? Uh, hard training. Yeah. Just super dedicated. Did you ever go to his house or anything? Or I did. You- I, I stayed. Uh, he has a house. I don't know if he still has it right next to Redbud. Yeah. I don't know if he and, has it anymore either. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I, I parked my house there, and me, him, and Nick Way, we actually rode at Redbud before the National. Oh, wow, okay. But, yeah, I mean, he would show up at the track, and he would be testing doing, like, let's say, 25-lap mains, Yeah. and he would do two or three in one day. And he would show up at the end of the day. Like, say, we would get there, yeah. do our riding, tracks hammered, he would show up at 2 o'clock and then start busting his motos out. That's gnarly. <laughs> yeah, and he trained on top of that? He's definitely... Yeah. He's definitely a hard worker. He still trains hard in the gym and stuff too. It's uh, it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, he's out there with the, on the rower and stuff. We have a big, big battle going on the rower. And right and and, now. and so, I'm sure uh, that's that that's great for you guys to see him there working with yeah. you, hanging out with you. It, it it probably really you know builds the team morale and I think that'd be for fun. sure, hundred percent, hundred percent. Look, I know you you don't want, you don't want to spend this interview talking about Cooper Webb, but this guy right here, um, he's on fire. Where where do you, what do you think? You follow him in practice. You see, he passed you this weekend. Uh, he's got the number one plate for a reason. He's a guy that you want to beat, and uh, hopefully you will this year. What uh, what's your thoughts on racing against him? You know, um, Cooper's good, man. I mean, obviously yeah. he shows that, and week in and week out. And um, I mean, he's definitely on top of his game right now, and uh, he's definitely gonna be tough to beat. You know, I think one of his big weaknesses is that he doesn't get good starts, and I think that. Uh, that can kind of put him in harm's way a couple of times. And mm-hmm. so, but he's, he's really good at coming through the pack as he's shown. And, um, I mean, he's a tough competitor for sure. He's yeah. on top of this game and just riding really good right now. Preston, is your, would your game plan be just to T-bone him? Like, how would you stop Cooper? No, I, I, I think you race jo- Stu. You no, race well, Stu. No, I think Jordan made a good point. Like, let's say his starts haven't been on point. Uh-huh. And, you know, for Jordan, I think he gets a whole shot. He needs to rip it and pull out a lead as fast as he can, and yeah, you know. Well, if there's one thing Jordan Smith can do, it's hang it out and put some good laps down. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, if you get that good start, yeah. Jordan, like you did it again it. this weekend. <laughs> hey, what's yep, it for sure? What's it like uh, spending your time with Colleen and at MTF, and and I always see Instagram photos of the track, and and I know you're out here in the West Coast, but is it is it something that you miss being back there riding on that dirt? And how is it getting up to, and riding fresh tracks all the time? It has to be so sick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been at uh, MTF since I was 11 years old, I think, and training down there and just, um, I mean, that's like my family, you know, all the guys down there. I mean, I've been there my whole life and definitely, definitely miss being there, but, um, and miss the tracks too. The tracks are always so good there and, and, they get really rough and stuff too. I mean, we have a lot of guys that are riding and, and everything. And I mean, the tracks are always awesome and big B and B rad do a great job out there on the tracks, getting them watered and keeping them watered throughout the day. It's, uh, it's really good. And, and especially for outdoors and stuff too, the outdoor track, it's really rough. Mm-hmm. The, they try and do a good job and keep the supercross as realistic as it can be for a practice track. So, uh, I mean, I got to give it up to those guys. They've done a great job through my whole career and and definitely been a big reason for for me getting everything that I have and, and being where I'm at today. 
you uh, your teammates, Jimmy D, washed out in the second, third turn or whatever, and uh, was right up there. Christian Craig is on fire. He's going to be up there soon. Yourself, you got the podium. Your teammates are your, your, some of your toughest competition. Like you guys are all hauling ass. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I mean, we and we've also been in the same. All three of us have been in the same heat two weeks in a row now. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but no, I mean it's good that the practice track it's really competitive too. I mean everyone's going really fast, and it's just kind of one of those things where it just depends on the day on who's going the fastest. Yeah. But um, everyone's riding really good, and it's definitely uh, helps push us all at the practice track and and get us ready for the races. Hey, you got to tell your team manager. You guys got to wear different gear, man. It's tough I to know, pick, dude, it's tough to pick dude. you guys out. You and Christian, I know you guys are different shapes, but. Seeing the same gear and you guys are so close to numbers, I'm like, son of a bitch, which one is it? It takes me three to five seconds to learn who the fuck it is, and it pisses me off. Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, a lot of everyone's getting this all mixed up this weekend, but uh, I did the Kuzo with 100% goggles. He um, he put Christian and I in uh, different goggles this weekend, I think, so... Well, if you're paying close enough attention, can you, you can you can kind of tell the goggles. The can you text me? Can you text me in the morning and be like, "Hey, I'm the guy with the green strap." Just you right. got, hey, and you guys need to change numbers because isn't one thirty eight, thirty nine? Yeah, thirty eight, thirty nine. Yeah. I get so confused. Oh, I don't yeah. know what the hell's going I on. I thought this was Craig on the line. <laughs> <laughs> how's your wife? How's your kid, man? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a good start for you for sure. Uh, thank you for coming on tonight, Jordan. I really appreciate it. It's been uh, it's been good. And uh, keep it up, uh, Vortex Racing. You bringing you Geico Honda's Jordan Smith. Thanks, man. Yep. Thank you guys. Thanks. Uh, for you. Thanks. Luck. Podium guy, Jordan Smith. Rode well, man. And you're yeah, right about those yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of proud of him. You know, I feel like he's changed a lot since last year. Yeah, he has. He, yeah. he really does. He doesn't he? look as as like a grenade with the pin pulled. Yes. Right. There was a Instagram video going around. Of him saving at Daytona yeah. press day. He almost died. Oh, man. He yeah. went on the concrete, right? I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, Gear Alloy. Uh, introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the light truck and SUV market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes for the enthusiast marketplace. We're pumped to have Gear Alloy on the show this year. They've got uh, 16 to 22-inch diameters, 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, gearalloy.com. Proud sponsor of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC team. JP uh, Jessica Patterson ran Gear Alloy forever. And at GearAlloy.com or ATTWheels.com. Get your truck in gear with Gear Alloy. So I, I guess we got to give the... Okay. Two wheels. No, I guess we're going to just do that to the guy that got him closest, right? Because that guy kind of busted me. We can't run it again in the contest. You're going to give it to that guy? That the other guy no, no, the no. The guy who won, though. Not oh, the guy who called. But I guess we can't run the contest again. Gear Alloy. Yeah, give it to the closest guy. Yeah, okay. All right, let's give the closest guy. All right, you win. Uh, we thank the guys at Gear Alloy for coming on. This is the Gear Alloy cold call segment where we just literally pick a dude out of my phone and call him. Um, I thought since Travis Preston was in studio, a good cold call would be Kenny Watson. Right? Yeah. I mean, your former team manager. Spent a lot of time together. You know, he's now at RCH team. And uh, thank you, Pookie. Don't touch the cups. I got it. Pookie, Pookie, honey. Glad you're in a good mood. Good. The coffee is so good. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Preston seems to be in a good mood. She's, she's a good mood with Preston. Holy shit. What about, what about Talon? Hey, Pusky, can you turn the heat up? I'm a little cold. It's chilly up here a little bit. Uh, <laughs> this is the show. This is awesome. Talon, how, long, how much were you freaking out on a scale of 1 to 10 when you kept hitting the wrong intros repeatedly? 
Well, I get a phone call, so then Steve decides to throw. I know, but the multitasking, yeah. bro. And then they were right on top of each other, and I hit the wrong one. It's all three, good, man. Three, three times. Yeah. Three just times. for the record. Well, right, no problem. I didn't know how to turn it off, so. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. It's, it's, it's not bad. I'm just kidding. All right, let's call Kenny Watson before Jake oh. Weimer comes up. Um, love us some Kenny Watson. No doubt. And some Pookie. All right. <laughs> That's right. No Travis response. loves some We're poo. Sorry, your call cannot questions. be completed at this time. Please hang up. Did he change his number? You got blocked. Ooh. You've got blocked. You know what? He's got a local. He's got a 702 number. Maybe I I, I shouldn't. Uh, maybe I don't need to dial the thing. You know? It's a cold call. Oh, I know. Gear Watson's alloy cold call. Up. What? Gear alloy cold call. You must first dial the area code when I calling did. this number. Uh, it's gear alloy cold Dude, call you segment. know how to fucking dial a telephone number. Thank you. Gear alloy. Use them for your wheel needs. Getting to Kenny Watson here. Watson actually cold called me. He did? Yeah, it was like 10.30 one night. So I, I know he's going to bring it up. Oh, what did he want? <laughs> I got to know what he wanted. Kenny Watson, everybody in the cold call. Let's see if he answers. Great Kenny Watson, RCH B2B manager. Marketing expert, Kenny Watson. I don't know what his title is exactly. Moto Triple X team manager for many years. He has his own rig, though. He, he does? does? Yeah. Yes. They have two rigs. Yeah, yes. they have two rigs. Wow. Because I was there in Anaheim. He's like, come over to my rig. I'm like, whoa. Did they have good food? I didn't do it. I haven't seen the catering they've had. Because I, I go for the food. Your yeah. call has been uh, forwarded to an awesome. automated voice message leave a message? You, do you want to? Yeah, leave a message. Seven, zero, oh, two. Oh, whoa. whoa. There we go. Nine is not available. Okay. All right, At the go. tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Kenny, it's Travis Preston. I was just checking on you. Haven't heard from you in a while. And, you know, just call me. I miss you. All right, everybody, this is the Gear Alloy Cool Call with uh, the great <laughs> Kenny Watson. All right, hey, let's take a commercial break here. Uh, yeah. We'll be able to squeeze a commercial break in before Jake Weimer. Weimer has been impressive. Really good. Dude, he went from uh, 8th to 12th in the opening laps this weekend, then 12th to 8th again. Charged up, was all over Canard on the last lap. Mm. Um, it's been good. a nice start for a jumping Jake Weimer, and he's a Mex athlete now. Mm. So he's on the team. He's on a Pulp Mex athlete. He's on a, we have a contract. Uh, money has been exchanged. So he's he running a sticker. Yes. Well, okay. And he's our number one rider. Wow. He's riding good. Yeah. And he. do you think it's any coincidence that he tore it up this weekend, his first weekend on the Pulp MX team? No. Pulp MX has nothing to do with his success. I can guarantee right. that. That was kind of like Randy's, we are committed to not being in the Supercross Motocross market. Like that was, he, he, it's that was, honest. That was it's, corporate it's, speak. It's honest and straightforward. It's the truth. No, I know. I liked it, Randy. I was currently not involved, and we're going to maintain that commitment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it's, it. It sounds great Like when you say it like that. <laughs> it's like if I ask somebody for like sponsorship money. Uh, we are currently not going to on your show, and we have, we're going to maintain that, uh, that relationship going forward, not being on your show. So it's great. Um, all right, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Travis Preston, Chris Kiefer, Randy Richardson, Jake Weimer still coming up. X Brown Goggle Teroffs, Race Tech emails, BTO Sports tweet at Talon, much more. And uh, stick around, why don't you? Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, 
And flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing. You'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P.S. Patterson. 
Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8-pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have it, Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at MichelinMotorcycle.com. 
the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. HOTCAMS. Unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time. From Atlas Brace, we thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. 
The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock up Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Paul BMX Show.
everybody. Papa Met Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. That is Chris Kiefer's choice of music, Ted Nugent. Yeah. Good stuff. Grew up on that stuff. That's what she said. Um, Ride Engineering. Um, go to Ride Engineering. The folks on they've come on the show recently. Uh, if you need a set of triple clamps, you need some brake parts, uh, linkage parts also. They make some different uh, ratio uh, linkage parts. And uh, the triple clamps are great. Bar mounts and everything else. RideEngineering.com. Bulk gets a discount there. And, uh, Kiefer, you test with these guys. You help them develop some products. Quite a bit, yep. And he has a lot of, lot of stuff to offer different types of bikes, so it's pretty good. Preston, how are you enjoying the Pulp Mech Show so far? I'm, I'm enjoying the, the good food. It's always uh, good food. Good hospitality. Right. Good company. We have a group text, the Mathis's and the Kiefer's. And okay. um, there's a lot of excitement for your arrival here oh, really? in the studio. Yeah. Um, and... Um, I told Pookie, you would not like Chavis Preston. He's too tall, too fast, and too rich for you. And then she said, don't forget, too funny also. So I feel like, you know. See, I, I don't think it's funny. I just think it's honesty. You know, I, mm -hmm. I see Pookie for the woman that she is. And I acknowledge. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I acknowledge her, uh, yeah. her efforts. Do you feel like she's too good for me, maybe? I feel like you could treat her better. Wow. Yeah, I feel like I just she just got back from Hawaii, and I made it happen for her to go there. This is a good time. This is a real good time. Okay, so this is okay. Stand by. You ready? Yeah, it's gonna blow your mind. Okay, it blew my mind. So this is kind of crazy. Pull up your mic a little bit. Yep. Uh, where here? Yeah. There you go. go. Okay. So I was. Uh, I took my first vacation. So I wanted to take it over the holidays, uh -huh. but we got a little busy. So I ended up taking the vacation at the first Anaheim. Oh, yeah. All right. So I ended up going to Hawaii. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Look at his face. So, <laughs> and, and so I, I'm just talking that, like, and this might have been a reason why I came on the show. I mean, yeah. I wanted to come on anyway. Right. But I wanted to come on. It's anyways. better to do it face to face. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was a crazy circumstance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who so, knew? Yeah, who knew? I was by the beach, uh -huh. and I heard Alan Brown's wife. Yeah, 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 Jen Brown, yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't know. I, I just seen the back of them mm -hmm. at some food truck. Okay. And she was talking about her husband going riding. Yeah. And I heard the word high des. So I, I immediately, oh, you know, your husband rides, and sure as shit, Pookie turns around. Really? So. Wow. <laughs> Your so, face. <laughs> so I told her, you know, I wanted to tell you. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I actually met your mom, too. Mm. Yeah, Debbie. <laughs> she um, smokes. So <laughs> we, uh, we, we actually watched the Supercross together. Really? I did not. I, know, I didn't know any of that. <laughs> it just keeps getting better. Really? Oh, the TV off. Oh. No, 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 no. Okay. Um. Well, and so, yeah, so you saw my lovely wife and everybody in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your 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 mom is very nice. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Alan Brown's wife is very nice. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. I'm, I don't remember their names. <laughs> okay. But but yeah, you watch the Super Gods with them. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So and uh, and oh, it was just well, I'm, just I'm, a crazy circumstance. So. And that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad you had a fun time there. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Nice weather, and I thought uh, it was really show, nice of you yeah. to do that. Show's over. We're gonna wrap up right now. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. 
Um, hey, uh, let's get to our next guest. He's on the show uh, right now. He is Pulp Mex, uh number one athlete. Uh, we'd love to have him on the show. And he's brought to you by Hotcams. Hotcamsinc.com. At checkout, type out the discount code HOTCAMS2015. Hotcams, unleash the power within. Leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. This guy, with his results, I have no doubt, has Hotcams in his mic. Jake Weimer, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks. I'm pretty stoked because I got to hear that last little bit while I was on hold. Mm-hmm. And that story with TP in Hawaii and me and your wife. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's, it's a real knee slapper. Awesome. <laughs> you, you know what's the best part of that? Is when I've been in studio for a uh, Pulpit Mech show, um, you're like always sitting there. Pookie, the, the coffee. Co- I need coffee. Like you're bossing her around. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then TP tells the story and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, I met her, blah, 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 whatever. And you're like, oh, oh, you, you met my lovely wife? Like you changed tone. Oh, so dude. Quick. You should have seen his face. His face was flushed. Oh, oh you met my angel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my baby? Oh, you met her? Like, oh, I love Yeah, it. no. Um, you know, she, she, I was a mechanic, you know, when, when she, <laughs> she always loved riders, you know, but I was just a mechanic. So, you know, she, it's great that she gets to meet all these heroes of her in studio. Yeah. You know? yeah. Or in Hawaii. Or in Hawaii. in Hawaii. <laughs> um, what is, we've been asking all of our guests on the show, uh, Weimer, what are, what's your memories of Travis Preston? What do you, what are your memories? Jordan Smith's was the, uh, Toronto 07 James Stewart encounter. And, um, Brian Dungey said his memory was meeting Travis in 99. He was the first pro rider that was nice to him in 1999. And so what's your memories of of a Travis Preston? I have a few of them because um, when, like, right, you know, when I first got a ride, it was Factory Connection, and he um, was obviously won a championship for them. Mm -hmm. And Sean Ulikowski and the whole deal, and, and at the time, when I was young, when that was all going on, I was actually, Bill's Pipes helped me out, and their shop was right by Factory Connection. So I remember you, Lukowski, being down there at Bill's Pipes, just saying hi and what's up. Um, so I remember meeting him, and then Travis was winning at that time, and um, I hadn't met him, but it was funny because probably like a week before Anaheim, I was sitting uh, on my spin bike and I was just like watching YouTube videos, like old races. And I happened to come across, I believe it was O2 Anaheim when old TP and Sorby had a great race. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is gold. <laughs> like it was the most unbelievable. I, I couldn't, I mean, I remember seeing it at the time, but to rewatch it, I was just like, Oh my gosh. But yeah, so skip forward past that. I mm-hmm. think I met Travis, so he was riding for Factory Honda um, when I got my first ride, and I remember, yeah, being at the Honda track and just riding with him, and he was always super cool to me and uh, helpful and just polite and nice. I was just mm-hmm. a young kid there, you know, on a hope and a prayer, and right. he was always cool dude, and I always got along with him, and, yeah, had a lo- I still have a lot of respect for him. So, yeah, good dude. I like Travis. What's up? Yeah, so how, how you doing, Jake? You know, I, I've always Good. felt that you you've had a special. Yeah, let me help, help you me. out here, buddy. Yeah, help me. There you go. Okay, yeah. how's that? We good? Nobody gets that. I don't understand that either. Okay. Okay. We good? Yeah, we're good. All right. So, Jake, do you still have the the Ford van? 
Yes. You do. How, how many miles it, are on that sucker now? It is for sale. I'll, I'll just <laughs> oh, you're going to give sale. up on her? Dude, I, I, well, I, honest to God, I still like it. Like, I've, I'm still into it, but I don't really need it, and it just sits in my driveway. Oh, okay. And so I feel like it's just like, dude, like the thing just sitting here, I feel like somebody could get enjoyment out of it. That's right? true. Because for me, it's just sitting there and taking up space. Is it all set up in the back? Uh, yeah, it's all blocked off, has a bench seat, yep. sealed off. But you what's nice play. is, you know, he didn't go big baller style. He yeah. went V6, no, 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 no. Yep. 150, yep. Econo yep. line, yep. good gas mileage. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of bonded right there. Yeah, yeah I, 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 And I think Tedesco had the same van, too. You had an old uh, truck, didn't you, forever? Or was it a van? He had a van when, oh, okay. I, when I was yeah. Honda. Yeah. I thought van. you had a truck back in the day. No, okay. a white van. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did it yeah. have? does it have power? Anything power? No, no. I mean, this was yeah, base, cargo. base, yeah, yeah, stripped. Yeah. 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 Mine don't have power either. Vinyl, you know, the plastic floor. I just take the pressure washer, wash out the inside. I had vans my whole life, and my whole goal was to find, like, a cargo van that had uh, captain's chairs and power and everything else, but they're just not out there. They're just all beat down. You know what I mean? It was pretty hard to find. Those those ones. So I eventually... Well, that's for the the rich folk. All right. Well, but actually, in Canada, they don't even have air conditioning. The well, base models. It doesn't get hot, does it? It gets yeah. hot, but you no know air, bro. Like, oh, so. I mean, that's a luxury. Wow. Yeah. Um, hmm. Do you feel like your great ride in San Diego was maybe a little bit due to the uh, Pulp Mex sticker and we come into an agreement on uh, your PulpMex.com's number one athlete? <laughs> I'm trying so hard right now <laughs> to just keep my cool. You, um, that's a fine. That's a fine. See, that's what I knew that was coming, so I was. I was trying to just hold it in. Um, I feel like I'm very appreciative of the Pulp and Mech sponsor. I, I, I enjoy coming on the show. Yep, thank you. I love being in studio um, for reasons that I still question. I, <laughs> I, I enjoy conversating with yourself. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. Having said that, I, I'm not sure there was a correlation there. I could well, be wrong. Uh, I could be wrong. My buddy James Listamore, he got some terrific photos of you with the sticker on your visor, and they will be on the site and on social media everywhere. And um, oh well, I'm I'm glad he got them because I do remember a part of the day when you told me you yes. came in the truck just yes flames up that you the sticker was on the wrong side. Your guy <laughs> couldn't get the pictures because he didn't have the right access. Yep. Yep. And no, I yeah. don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah. Somehow well, something. I'm glad he got pictures. He was. I said, get Weimer's helmet. He's like, dude, he's turning the wrong way in all the corners of where they're allowed to stand. But it worked out. So I mean, I only turn the way the corners are telling me to go. <laughs> Is there one or two on each side? No, we're only allowed to do one. You're only on one. Our deal was only for one. You know those assholes at Bell. Wow. They got. They, they got this helmet. Oh, pressing left. Yeah, he pissed him off. Are you coming back, Travis? Oh, I was gonna talk to <laughs> No, no, no. Don't talk to Boogie. <laughs> I got to go. He's going to Luau downstairs. <laughs> Dude. Um, now, I mean, how could I sit up there when he's possibly down there with my wife? Okay. Um, the Bell guys, go ahead. The, the assholes at Bell. Yeah. They, uh, they have a great helmet easy, out. Easy, dude. Easy. Come on. It does suck it. I mean, hey. Well, easy. they're. They're taking my sticker spot away is where I'm getting to. You like, have your sticker spot. Why are you still complaining? Uh, they have this new helmet. 
it's got flex technology in it. Yeah, yeah. They have the words flex all over the thing. Like, we got it, guys. Right. We got it. How many it. times? How many times? Uh, four times, I think. That's true. You're right. Two, two yeah, times. That's true. It's on there two times. I've seen some dudes with them under the visor, even. Right. It has been. It, there's been a t- I do have a helmet with it on there, three. But the helmet that you're on currently, it's on there twice. Okay. Um, so you need to settle down. Yeah. I, like I said, great, great concept. I'm happy for them. But they should, you know, they have an iconic uh, logo bell, the iconic the round, sticker. Yep, yep. Put flex in there so people know. what People right now, it says flex. It could be knee braces, uh, gear. You know, people don't know, right? Yes. So, hey, okay, so, I have something for you then. Yeah, so okay. then why not the Pulp MX logo? Pulp MX, right under it, just just small letters, Jake Weimer. I'm a part of the team. Just just throw it in there. Well, on the sticker? Yeah. I mean, I guess. That's a, what, what, what is he getting? What is he getting as I, running the sticker? I paid him cash money. What? Let's talk about it. Let's, I, uh, let's be open. Let's be open about it. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't. I, mean, I don't think Jake wants it open. So that's that's fine. You know, I'm fine to have it open. We're not. I mean, and and by the way, when my deal is up, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to want more races. So, well, then we can renegotiate. It's more than Starbucks, right? Cash money. Yes. Oh wow. Cash. Yeah. No, he he know he gave me cash. I was I'm, I'm at. That actually made the deal better because I was like, bro, don't don't come at me with this deal. And then along with your little check comes a, a W-9. And then, there's, you know, like, no, I'll give it to him. He brought me cash. It was it was well, cool. Like, we're good. The deal was supposed to be for the first race of the year when all the photos are taken of these guys. However, I forgot the stickers and the cash. So, <laughs> so, so that's great. So we started around two. Yeah. We started a little yeah. late, but um, and but, but the deal was the first eight rounds. So unfortunately for him, he didn't get any mm. recognition for the first. No, round. no, no. So my lawyers, was... my lawyers have stated that first round does not count. Did you don't have... make me get on? Don't make me get on Twitter and find a lawyer to go over this. <laughs> Did you? Uh, you didn't sign the contract either that I made. No, I'm not signing that. That's ridiculous. Um. Did you did you find any fans that came up to you and asked you about it? Will this affect our renegotiating? Uh, no. Nope, I didn't. Okay, all right, fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll run into some uh, over there. I didn't even come see you this weekend in San Diego. And the pits are all jacked right, up. Right, which is pretty unbelievable for uh, my number one you know, athlete. Your only sponsored athlete, <laughs> and I never saw you. Yeah. yeah, you have a point. You have an excellent point. Um. You rode great, uh, uh, eighth place. I looked at the lap charts. You were you were further back. You started up there. You, you dropped back a little bit and then charged hard to get up to eighth. It's been a nice start to the season for you. You got to be excited, like in all seriousness here. Yeah, no, and also, I mean, in all seriousness, for sure. It's always hard for. Um, I mean, I, I would say a guy like me, but there's a lot of guys like me um, in the field. So it's hard when you know you've won. You know, 250 races or whatever, there's a difference. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you've won. You've won a championship. You've done great things. And you have all these expectations. And you want to, you know, do this and that and, and do well in the 450s. And things don't quite work out. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. And it's always kind of hard to, you know, figure that out. And um, I, I don't know. I guess I, guess I would say mentally kind of pull yourself together and right uh, but with being off for so long and 
you know, I thought, of, you know, as soon as I got hurt, I was like, man, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm done. I, I don't know. This, yeah. This, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like doing crappy and, you know, if I'm going to do, but then I was like, no, I want to keep racing. But if I'm going to race, I, you know, I, I want to do better. I want to do, I want to be competitive. And so it was a long off season and, and me being injured and, um, you know, I, I worked on a lot of things, and we're still early. I mean, I, I, I am excited, and and I, I, I love the way the season has started, and um, I felt last week, I, I was, I even was happy with Anaheim. I thought that was fine, mm-hmm. um, and I was good with it, and I just wanted to do, you know, a, a little bit better than Anaheim, and and I think, uh, I, I mean, for sure, I did that, and maybe even a little bit more. So for me, I, I am excited and, and I was really happy with that. Um, at this point, it's just, you know, I, I want, I want to keep, keep doing well. I, I don't want to be, you know, eighth, 18th, right. you know, e- even a, a fifth and then a 20th and a, and a ninth and a, and a 18th. Right. Like I, I would like, my goal is to just, I want to consistently be uh, having solid finishes and, and doing well so that I have something to build off of. It's been a crazy mm-hmm. couple, couple last years for me. And, and I just want to kind of get myself back to where I'm, you know, that I'm, I'm solid. I'm, I'm not shooting for the stars and, and I, I just want to be uh, consistent and just kind of build myself back up to where I, I you know, I feel confident and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm there every Saturday. So, so far, um, for the plan that I had, I, I think that I've done exactly, you know, kind of what I wanted to do. And, um, the goal is just to, to keep doing that. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I was excited with Saturday night. I thought I did well. Mm-hmm. I, I was excited with, uh, with my rides and, you know, even in the heat race, I missed it by one, but I felt like I was fighting and riding well. Um, the main event, uh, I thought I rode really well. And, um, yeah, yeah. Just, you just were, want to uh, keep going. You were catching Kennard there late. Yeah, no, I mean, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, the, yeah no, it, it, it was good. I, I felt like I was riding well and I didn't, I didn't feel like it was, you know, I'd, Obviously, I was, you know, giving it, giving it what I had, but yeah. I didn't feel like I was uncomfortable. I felt comfortable. I wasn't, right. I wasn't, I wasn't stressing, and I and I felt comfortable doing it. So, um, if I can keep doing that, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, I think last weekend was good for me, confidence wise, and just kind of because coming into the opener, honestly, uh, I I had no idea what to expect. Right. I, it, yeah, it's hard when you're long, out the yeah you're out the track yeah, practicing I mean, that, yeah. That's the longest I've ever not raced since I started racing at four years old. I've never not raced for 10 months. Uh, well, it was almost, it wasn't 10 months. It was almost 10 months. And I coming into the opener, I, it was tough for me. Cause I, I didn't know. I'm like, dude, I, am I going to make the main? Like I, I didn't know. Honestly, <laughs> right, I didn't know. Right, like right. I dealt with it the best I could, but I just, I, I didn't really ride with, with other guys you know, to really know where I was and I, I didn't know. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So for the, for two weeks down, I feel like I've, I've done, uh, what I've, what I've wanted to do. And I would just like to, to keep building hot cams, com bringing you Jake Weimer on the show. Hot cams, 2015, unleash the power within 702-586-PULP. You got a question for team tetters. 
Jake Weimer, give us a call. Um, I should have probably done this research before the show, Preston, but when you were on Factory Honda and you got hurt in Orlando, when did you get hurt? Uh, Factory Honda, I was on uh, Factory Connection. Then. Yes, yes, exactly. I meant Factory Dallas. Connection Honda. Okay. You got hurt? 2004. You got hurt really bad? Dallas. You missed the year? Where? The rest no, of the year? No, that, that, that was 2004 at Daytona. I just had an ACL. Okay. You missed the rest of the year? I did. You're kind of in Jake's position a little bit. Um, coming back, it's a little tough, right? Like being off the bike that long. And to, to, to kind of know where you're at, what your level is at, where you used to be. God, you guys are such head cases to start with. It's yeah, tough, right? Yeah, it's, it's really tough, especially this year. It seems like there's so many good riders in, in the yeah. class this year. Everyone's healthy. And you, do you remember the same feelings that Jake was talking about, where you're like, where am I at? What am I doing? How am I good? Am I good still? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. But I also, you know, I, I don't know how much preparation Jake had leading into the season. Like, if he had a good off season and mm -hmm. he felt like he got a lot of good training, and that's that really helps to build your confidence. Yeah. How much better is yeah, that? And, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't really have that. Um, I... I mean, obviously, like, this is – I've been doing it for a while. So, I mean, I have little tests that I do, whether it's on a, a, a rower or my road bike, you know, particular road bike rides that I do or whatever. I have these little tests that I'll give myself. And, you know, heart rate monitor is the whole deal to where I kind of know where I am physically. But – and I did all these little tests before the season, and my numbers were good. Mm -hmm. and better than the past, but I didn't, I still feel like physically I'm not, I don't feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. And, and a, a big part of that is because the workouts and routines that I've done to be ready um, for the season with my arm injury and, and just dealing with, all the trauma and everything that happened mm -hmm. with that. Like I haven't, I haven't been able to do a lot of the things that I would normally do. I mean, I still am going to therapy for my arm and, and dealing with that. Um, obviously I can do, you know, I can yeah. ride and, and yeah. do what I need to do, but I wasn't really able to train the way exactly the way that I wanted to, you know, when you, you, you pick out a little time for yourself, like, all right, I'm going to do boot camp and I'm really going to, I'm going to grind down this month and, and then I'll ease off before the season. And I wasn't really able to do that because I was dealing with the injury that I had. And, mm -hmm. um, I'm good enough that I can ride and race and, and do what I need to, but I didn't have that, that time to, you know, be like, okay, this is my, this is my building point. And I'm going to build here, and then and then I'll bring that to the season. I I didn't have that, so I'm still kind of working on that that part of it. So I was a little bit unsure of myself. Oh, I don't like to hear that as a, as your as a number one sponsor that you're still getting therapy on your arm. I feel like you should have maybe disclosed well, that before the, well, we went to negotiations. So I want a couple more races. You could ask. You could ask. I want a couple more races on our deal. You know, um, mm. 2016 Cowie. Uh, what do you like about it? What they fixed? What they make better? Um, oh, well, sounds like a uh, lot. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, they made a, a really big deal about the weight, right? They did. They made a, a a real big deal about the weight, and to me, the first time I rode it, I, that was one of the first times I rode after my injury, mm -hmm. and I was a, 
I was expecting something different than what I felt. And I think, I think it's the weight that they dropped. I was expecting to get on it and be like, wow, this thing feels a lot lighter. And that, that wasn't what happened for me. I got on it and felt like, hey, this thing switches direction a lot quicker or what Preston would know, like it's more nimble. It, it switches direction a lot quicker and easier. But I didn't really feel like when I wrote it, like, oh, wow, it's a lot lighter. Right. Um, it's definitely they improved their motorcycle for sure. Um, but with how much they were hyping up about how light it was and all that, yeah. I was thinking I was going to get on it and be like, oh, wow, this is a different motorcycle. Uh-huh. I still feel like it feels like a Kawasaki. It, it feels like a Kawasaki with improvements is what it feels like. I did, I was with all the commercials and all that and me sitting on the couch and right. nursing my broken wing. I was thinking, <laughs> wow, I'm going to get on this thing. And it's going to be like a different, different machine. Mm-hmm. And that what, I, I don't know if maybe I sat on the couch too long and, and had different expectations of what I got or too many um, pain pills, too many pain pills too. Maybe. Well, you never yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Right. <laughs> uh, who knows? That was, that was a while ago. <laughs> um, so you, when I got on it, um, it was just a little bit, I, I don't know. Right. I don't know how to say it exactly, but I still feel sure. like it's a Kawasaki that, that, that they improved. Right. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a good bike. Um, it was a good bike before and I, and I think they improved on it. Um, but, uh, by no means, I still think it has, you know, Kawasaki yeah. characteristics and, and they just, they improved on it. Do you agree with that Kiefer? Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, I'm the same way. Like, I feel like uh, there's three things. Production level, of course, to Jake's bike, but yeah. Yeah, yeah three yeah. things to that to me is like it's front end steering more than it ever has been. Mm-hmm. Um, um, lean in is better, obviously, because of the weight and the motor is just it's more manageable. It's not so hard hitting. But this is all stock. I don't know yeah. how much stock stuff he rides. No, when I when I rode it, I, I wanted to ride it. I rode it bone stock the first time because I, I wanted to. I rode them bone stock, I stock to stock because I just wanted to know what right. what it was. Yeah. Um. I still think that it's a bit of a rear end turning machine. I think the motor's better and I think it, it, it leans into the turns better as Kiefer said. Uh, but I still feel like it's, it's definitely a, it would, um, it would favor a rear end turning guy. Yeah. Versus a Honda. I would agree. Like if you're yeah. comparing yeah. both, yeah. like, yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's 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 more. Although all the changes that Cowie did when I read what they wanted to do and <laughs> talked to people who, who wrote it, like yourself, Kiefer, and everything else, Cowie tried to make it. You know, Honda's jump from 08 to 09. Yeah. Nobody liked that bike, but regardless, right. What Honda did in 09 was kind of what Cowie wanted to do in 16: lighter, smaller, thinner, mass towards the bottom, towards the front. Mm-hmm. Would you? Agree I don't with that? think they did that though. I not think not as radically, but. Yeah, I think they yeah. made it thinner, and I think they made it lighter. I think mm-hmm. they did exactly what I said. I think they took their bike and they made some improvements. I don't right. think they changed it. Yeah, yeah. You um, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you, I got something. For okay, him. go ahead. You feel like now that you're on a, on a like a a less high profile team that your stress level as far as he was on the team last year. Well, I know, but I didn't get to ask him last year. Okay. And, you know, it seems like he, it's a more stacked feel and he's doing really good. Yeah. And I'm watching him ride. I feel like he's riding really well. So is your stress level down as far as – because me and Travis were talking about you on the way up here. And Uh-oh. we feel like 
He there, be, is, there, is, there is you no. You two guys feel like he should be on a Yamaha. No. Okay. We I feel mean, like they would do better, but <laughs> besides the point. Okay. Okay. All right. go, go ahead, Chris. We feel like there is no downside for Jake. Like, if he gets 18th, like you said, everyone's like, yeah, okay. We kind of expect it, you know, but. When he gets eighth, I don't know about eighteenth, but yeah. But you know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, like yes, I feel everything's right. are, there's an upside. Everything's yeah, yeah. there's always He's upside. He's in a good for him. place, right? We think. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't feel that, and no? I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, I've never felt. For me, it's always been when with the very first ride I ever got, it was a chance for me. It was an opportunity. I wasn't paid big money. It was an opportunity for me to get out there and prove myself. And I don't really feel like it's been. I, I guess maybe yeah, it's been a little. It was a little bit different once I started winning some stuff on a light bike. It, yeah, that that did change. But nobody's ever put more pressure on me than myself. So when I was at Factory Cowie or, or at a factory team, and I wasn't getting the results that I should have been getting or that people were putting on me. Um, that didn't necessarily affect me because, like, it's in, it's it's important to me enough that I don't necessarily that doesn't reflect on me it doesn't affect me because it's more important that i don't it's it's important to me enough that that doesn't bother me because you're already stacking it on yourself anyway right i'm already like it's it's important enough to me that that it matters that i'm not like the team or 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 the general public or whatever like that doesn't matter i want to do well for myself and on my own that and your sponsors like yeah and your, sponsors. Like, and your family and your sponsors um yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> shut up Steve. um so i don't is there less pressure now no not really i mean i'm still trying to race dirt bikes and do well and and i'm a i'm a i'm a privateer and it's it's tough to compete as a privateer um, and we do the best that we can, and I want to stay in this thing and be competitive. And that, that doesn't make it less stress to be competitive as a privateer. If I didn't really give a damn and I was just out there just to race, then, yeah, it would probably be less pressure because people weren't expecting as much out of me. Mm-hmm. But I do. I do expect some stuff. You know, I expect something out of myself, and it doesn't make it any easier to have, you know, not access to – um, factory stuff or, 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 you know, the work stuff. Or, and um, that doesn't, to me, there's no less pressure. I still, I want to do well. And, and okay. there's, whether I'm privateer or factory, there, there's pressure because I, I want to do well. It just, it doesn't make it any easier. Do you, uh, do you get to ride the Cali track as much as you want? Or is it kind of? Um, I ride, I've ridden one of them. They have two of them. Yep. I've ridden one of them a, uh, a couple times this year. Okay. Because Yamaha doesn't let filthy fill on the track. So I just checked. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was not allowed to ride the track. What? Oh, wow. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. No, that's yeah. So hopefully he's now oh. that Barsha's out, you know, they let fill on the track, but that's right, weird. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, Hey, yeah, it is weird. I'm supposed to ask you, uh, about your Friday and dealer signings and how you're enjoying them. Oh, who put that on you? Mm, I'm not going to tell you his name, but it reminds me of Schmarger Schmarson. <laughs> so I, other than that, I can't well, really say. Uh, why don't you elaborate on that a little bit more, and then I'll get into it. Uh, Schmarger Schmarson said... No, uh, not the name. Oh. Ask the question again and like ask me, really. The question was, ask Jake about how he feels about Friday autograph signings. 
That's all you're going to go? That's, that's, all, that's I all I got. got? That's all I got. That's all you got? Did, um, some, did something happen weird? Are we trying to get to a joke here? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. This was a conversation I had with somebody, and we were talking about it, and mm-hmm. I thought it was actually a legitimate topic. Um, Travis can back, I'm sure, can back me up on this. Well, hold on a second. So before, night- before you guys get too far into this, and I interrupted again, I've been telling people tell me I'm interruptosaurus lately, but... Chad on the show last week, you know, he's on Yamaha now and he's factory Yamaha. Guess what he now mm-hmm. has to do? Friday signings. And that right. got that got brought up last week and he was like, Yeah, it's really awesome. In a way that made well, it sound like he's not awesome. What's wrong with it? I don't know. Chad was definitely talking about like that's a drawback to it's this two whole hours. Deal. Well, I don't know, Kiefer, but Here's okay. All right, let's get I'll into tell it. You. All right. And Travis, chime chime in. Okay. I'm not going to speak for Chad. I'm not, gonna, but I, I, I feel like I have a good idea of the situation. It, not to sound cliche, but of course I love all my fans. Like, <laughs> right, I like, I mean, how, I like how he's prefacing this. You here. know where this is going. He's prefacing this here. Yeah, pregame. No, no, no. I'm being <laughs> serious. I'm being dead serious. Like, who doesn't feel good when somebody comes up to you and be like, oh, dude, good luck tonight. I'm cheering for you. You're my favorite rider. Whatever it may be. Well, you should treat some I'm, of your sponsors like shit on their radio hey, shows. quiet down. Okay. Stop interrupting. Ooh, That's a yeah. fine. <laughs> that went from zero to ten real quick. <laughs> okay. I have no problem. I, I've stayed late at races. I have no problem signing autographs, mingling with people. I, I don't mind talking to people. I, 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 it's fine. I'll talk to the kids. I'll talk to the adults, take pictures, whatever you want to do. That's fine. I'm good with it. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy talking to people. Uh, the conversation that I had was the Friday night signing. It's, it's tough. I, I think for a writer, um, you're – you're paid. It's a job to show up and compete. You fly across the country, or, you know, to compete, and your job is to show up and do well. You fly there, you know, especially when we're going coast to coast, and you, sh- you know, you land at five. You have a dealer signing at six. You sign from six to seven, and then what? What do you typically do from six, six to seven thirty, eight o'clock? Well, you eat dinner. Well, we well, sorry, bud. You can't do that. You got to go sign autographs and talk to people, and um, that I feel like that that's tough. I, I I don't know anybody personally that doesn't, you know, or that has a problem mingling with fans and signing autographs. I don't have a problem with it, but it is tough to do these Friday night dealer signings. Like even when yeah. you're on the West Coast. These signings are an hour, hour and a half away. So round trip, you know, you're you're two, three hours away from home. So you're 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 either eating dinner at four thirty in the afternoon, or you're eating dinner at eight thirty. And I just feel like it's a little bit tough. And that's one thing that well, why, um, why the are teams you, or whatever. What go ahead? Why are you ahead. doing them? Why are you doing them? You don't have factory parts. Suck it, Cal. No, I'm, I'm not, not doing them. I'm not doing oh, them. Oh. I sign autographs on Saturday. Okay. Oh. No, no. I thought you were complaining about having to do them. Yeah, I no, see no, what no, you no. mean. Right. No. Okay. No. Uh, and, and you know what? Your story, and when you fly east especially, you know, you land 4 or 5 o'clock after flying yeah. all day. You're pretty much going yeah. straight to a dealer signing. Preston? Uh, you're going straight to it. Not pretty much. You yeah. are. Yeah. Preston, you care to weigh in on this? No. 
Why? <laughs> it, 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 it's hard because I totally understand where what Jake's talking about. Yeah, you were because, dreading them too. Because it's hard to fly to the East Coast and do it, but I think I've been so removed from the racing scene now that I feel like I miss so much of it. Mm. So I feel like I actually miss doing that. Right. And I, I feel yeah, like, I can see that. You know, I can see that. Now, now I'm at the point where like, I feel like if I was back into it, man, I'd be more time with the fans. Yeah, and, and no, more you wouldn't. Doing I know you would. Yeah, I, 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 but, I, but I would. But when you're in the moment, but when you're in the moment and you're getting paid to it's do hard. a certain job and yeah. you're training and you're on regimen and you eat breakfast, at the, you get out of bed at this time, you eat breakfast at this time, lunch is at this time, you eat dinner, you stretch, you do you, whatever your routine is, and then the day before you're supposed to perform, because no one gives a damn about what you do Monday through Thursday. Right. And the day before you're supposed to perform, and heaven forbid you don't, or you're the biggest pilot turd ever, like, oh, well, no, you're going to have to wait for dinner, and you're going to have, you know, you got to fly all day, and then you got to go. It has nothing to do with the fans. Like, everybody. I, I think would agree that hey we we all appreciate the fans and, and we without them we're nothing because it, it it just wouldn't work and everybody enjoys getting a compliment here and there but it's hard when these manufacturers or or gear sponsors or whatever put it on you and they're like hey you got to be here and yeah oh you wanted to eat dinner oh no yeah. no, no, no you you can do that at nine what's the don't, alternative don't worry about that you I know? got it I what's got the alternative the, the alternative is. You because I feel like this is a big thing for the dealers. I think some of these dealers they really wait no, for yeah, these riders to yeah, come and for absolutely. these fans. It's for a huge sure. deal. So I feel like maybe you know there's guys at Cali. It's their job. Reach out to Jake and okay, what do you need for dinner? You know how can we make this as yeah. easy as possible for you? We'll have a limo pick you up, take yeah. you to the place. You're gonna have your food there. You'll you can eat at your time. Yeah, and I feel like they could maybe do that a little bit better. I feel like if I was a That's single true. factory rider, that would be a prime spot to pick up chicks oh, at those signings. It's not though, it's dude. Not, no, it's though. not, dude. Really? It's you just not. have this tail no. just coming down the line, just waiting no. for you. No, hot melts like with the kids and easier, shit. That would be easier uh, Saturday during the day. Honestly. Nah, because you're in race mode. Saturday, you don't want to talk about pussy. You want to see pussy on no, Friday. But, no, but I feel like Saturday, it's a little bit different. Friday, there's a little bit of nerves. You're trying to get your mind right and focus. You've flown all day. Like, you're, you know, you're, you're, I feel like you're in a different mode. Saturday, uh, you've already done a few practices. Yeah, you're Jake fired up. You're going to go up to Jake, that monster. Yeah. Jake pregamed it before he went to the signing. Yeah. That's why he's not into uh, it. Um, hey, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> hey, um, no, I, I, listen, I don't know that there is an alternative, honestly. Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that there's a better way to do it. But the conversation that I had was just that, man, you know, that, that's, it, it is tough. Like, there's, I think before Anaheim won, there's a signing. There's a lot of guys that live out where I live. The signing before the night before Anaheim won the season opener, it's easily an hour and a half away. You're three hours in the car. You're an hour during the signing. Like, God, that, but then, like, you got to get in your Mercedes and your helicopter. And I mean, yeah, I get yeah, it. You know, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, when do you not, sign? Not, not from your, not from your sponsorship money. That's for sure. I want to do a Pulp MX Weimer signing. So, what time are we going to do this at for Anaheim Two? Like, what? So, you got your Tedder signing, and I get that. I don't want to interfere with that, but I want to do a separate signing. Mm. On Friday, uh, Saturday, we'll, we'll talk about that off oh. air. Okay, 
Okay, everybody come over and we'll and you'll sign for yeah. Pulp MX fans and everybody else. And yeah. So, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure. I don't know if gonna happen. Um, <laughs> hey, how how's your sleeping going, man? Uh, I'm dude, I'm dialed. I'm I I love a good nap. For no, sure. what I'm so, saying that with the kid and everything. With the kid. Yeah. No, I, honestly, it's been fine. I mean, um, there's been. I mean, obviously the night before the race, because that, you know, that's important to me. Uh, I don't sleep uh, in the room with the wife or the kid. I <laughs> sleep somewhere else. So, uh, but other than that, during the week I sleep with them. And I mean, sometimes she'll get up a, a couple times, but it, it honestly has not been that difficult. She, she makes some noise and I, I grab her, give her to mom. And unfortunately, uh, there's not a whole lot I can do. So I just pass her to mom and, and I'm, you know, I'm up for a a total of three minutes and I'm, and I'm back out. So I'm a heavy sleeper. So it, it honestly, it, it hasn't been that bad. And, um, I don't know when, when it's your own kid, I feel like it just, it's so much different. You don't, you don't even second guess it. You just do it. And, and I love the thing to death and, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it hasn't really phased me. All right. All right. Well, I think we're good. Do we have anything else to talk about? Yeah, we do, but um, you, you keep trying to rush us through the show. We could talk for hours. Yeah, no doubt. Why? Yeah. Why, why are you, why are you being like that? See? We got a lot to talk about tonight on the Pulp of Mexico. You got, you got, He's pissy tonight, Jake. About? He's I'm pissy. I'm not pissy. <laughs> You're it's pissy. the Hawaii thing, that's why. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, I dropped mean, the bomb you, on him you, and he's You boned my wife in Honolulu. Oh, that no, sucks. No, I was hanging out with your family. <laughs> you know, like... I'll, I'll be at Thanksgiving this tell year. Tell me you didn't... Like, nothing with Debbie, my mom. <laughs> no, okay, we were right, hanging okay, out. All right, okay. Your family's very nice. <laughs> um, Real nice. <laughs> Real nice. <laughs> There's a bug ring inside of MX Sports. <laughs> That's the man who inspired my contract with you. Um, hey, uh, Jake. Um, so, San Diego track, hard to make up time on it, wasn't it? Travis was talking earlier yes. about the track. It was one of those ones that uh, I'm switching topics off my wife and okay. Travis in Hawaii. Deflect. So, yeah. Uh, tough okay. to make up time on that thing. I mean, you did a good job at it, but, man, you guys were that rhythm. Everybody was kind of lining up that rhythm the same way. The whoops got a lot smaller from practice. It was tough. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think that, I, I mean, that's always a tough deal, right? With the track, like, oh, it's too gnarly. It's going to kill people. And, oh, it's, it's too easy or whatever. I feel like the first, the first two tracks I feel like have been, have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always such a fine line between being people bitching that, oh, it's too easy or, oh my gosh, you know, it, it's people are cartwheeling everywhere and it's too hard. Like right. that's such a fine line. And, and I feel like the, the hardest thing is that there's so many guys like in the, in the field right now that are like, they're good riders that is it, you know, if you make a track, that's just like a death circuit is, you know, yeah, death cross as I, Phil I, calls I it. Like, everybody's going to do the obstacles, you know, all you're going to do is you're going to weed people out. Like someone's going to make a mistake and, and you're going to hurt somebody. So I, I don't know. I don't know a good answer for that. Honestly, I I think at the end of the day, we got a race and the cream of the crop is going to rise, which they do every time. And, um, I feel like the first two tracks have been good and Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the track this weekend. I, I don't think that, 
any particular obstacle was extremely difficult or, or whatever, but yeah. um, I feel like they've been good racetracks and, and they've done a good job with them. Um, difficulty level, could it be tougher? Yeah, probably, but yeah. that's then you get into the scenario where where dudes are going for quads and, and sixes and, yeah. and three, five, seven, three into the turn and, and people are going to, and people are going to crash. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how exactly you, you, that's, that would be tough for a track builder. So, because at the end of the day, even if you make a, a death course that, I mean, the cream of the crop still going to rise. It, it, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. That's that's a tough deal there. But um, I I don't know personally. For me, I, I felt like I feel like they've been good racetracks. If somebody you're not going to do outdoors this year with Team Tedder, um, if somebody comes to you for a fill-in ride in a couple weeks or anything like that, you're at that verge where you're killing it right now. Can, would you leave? Can you leave? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean we've had that discussion before, and yeah, and does my um, sticker stay? Does my sticker stay if you go on? To another team. Just, just relax about the sticker, okay. would you? All right. Um, we've had that conversation before, and and we've had conversations about that, and um, I think they they understand the situation, um, and and they get it, um, and I think it, it just will cross that bridge okay. if yeah. if if it comes, and and I, I'm I'm not stressed about that. I actually had a conversation. Um, with someone about that not that long ago, and and my response was, well, it, it doesn't matter at this point. I I I need to do well at Anaheim too. Like it, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. my goal is is to do well, and it, with that, if that did come up, um, I, we'd it, deal with that. It does. It, uh, it does suck in our sport. Fans and media and and people wait for dudes to get hurt, and who's gonna fill in? Like. You know, yeah. And then you look at Team Tedder, um, you know, I mean, hey, like, they put you on the bike, and yeah, they're yeah. not they're not like a real team or what. I, well, I guess that didn't come out right, but. Um, no, they are a real team. No, they're but, a real team, but I mean, you know the, what I mean? The, like the, the, the fact is, the fact is, is that we're, we're a privateer team. Yeah. And we yeah. deal with what we have the best that we can. And Sorry, yeah, Justin. a factory team, there there is a difference. You know, yeah. there's, there's yeah. factory parts, there's trick parts, there's. No, I meant it more like. Um, there's more money. Um, but like, there's no outside no, there, sponsor there is, on Team Tedder. Like, that has to be satisfied. Like, they could let you go. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, they'd be okay with letting you go, or maybe we've not. We've had that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think they. I think they do understand um, what it is, but mm-hmm. I think it's all circumstantial, right? I mean, is it worth it to do one round? Well, no, 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 no yeah, it's of course not. not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's all circumstantial, and yeah. it's. Um, you know, I I believe they want the best for me, and and they're doing what they can to to make it work, mm-hmm. um, and and they do a good job for for what for the the support that we have as a team, and and we make the best of it. So I I, I mean I think they want the best for everybody, and um, yeah, I, like I said, I I think it's all circumstantial. I, you know, for one round, even for them or for me. I mean, yeah. no, it's not. That, that ain't worth it for one oh. round. I mean. It's all. It all depends. Nice to see Lammy back. He worked there before. No, and, dude, uh, yeah. Lammy's the man. Lammy's cool. Steve Lampson, team manager Lammy's over there. The man. Oh yeah, wow! The you man. know that? Did yeah, you have Lampson? Did you have Lampson MDK? Or was he I gone did. by then? No, oh yeah, okay. I, I had Lampson for like a hot second, and yeah, then yeah. he left. He somehow seen the writing on the wall, got out, 
So when your <laughs> when, when your swing arms and shit was was yeah uh, he, he was actually my teammate yep on Husky. oh Husqvarna yeah he yeah, was teammate, teammate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 remember when Preston won on the Husky Langston was doing a one hander and he ate shit and then Preston won he didn't know for the can bro oh that was one hander no I don't what I just oh. remember he crashed I don't remember exactly yeah. what it was <laughs> right I'm pretty positive it was a no footed can. <laughs> <laughs> Why hey. Randy saying no? No, he, he was on Michelin, and no? I remember that was going to be our first win. So uh, I think he did the one-hander, then cased the jump, oh, then came the no-footed it. can into the corner. Yeah, so Mathis is right. <laughs> it, was yeah. both. it was beated both. It was a combo. That would have been Michelin's uh, first win. Was that No, because it was 01. Or was it 2000? 2000. It, it was 01. It was 01. So you had already, already, already won with, yeah, Kelly, that's true. with yeah. Kelly Smith and Steve Mathis. I was talking Supercross. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Kelly Smith, C. Mathis, yeah. delivering Michelin's first American win on the National or Supercross high Series. Ever. Yeah, high point. High yeah. point, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, of course. Yeah, and then KTM's first ever win, too, by the way, everybody. That was so, a mud race, by the so, way. So, like, Dungy's, Dungy's dominance right now sort of traces back to my win at high point. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> you know, like, I started, I started the ball rolling for KTM. In that case, you can also take credit for Husqvarna's win. Why? Well, it's a KTM. So oh, right? yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. yeah, no, Anderson's also win was was started back when and, I... And, and <laughs> because Langston crashed out, and then TP won on the Husqvarna. So it somehow correlates to Husqvarna uh, yeah. being up there. Yeah. You know, I just feel like, I, you know, people forget these things, Travis. So I got to bring them up every now and then. Yeah, and that and that and you have a radio show yeah. to constantly remind America of your achievements. <laughs> the world, really. The yeah, world. Yeah, the world. I'm sorry, the world. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> All right, Weimer. Thanks for coming on, man. Keep it up for reals. Everyone's happy for yeah, you after Jake, a couple hey, of injuries. You we're know, super and, proud of you. Yeah, and. Uh, it's going great so far. Only two down, but uh, you've certainly showed uh, some good speed and some, like I said, everyone's cheering for you. I think I want you to have a good year and stay healthy and, and all that. And um, we'll we'll yeah. talk about my sticker placement and my sponsorship as it comes up. But you know I'm bringing that up probably another 800 times yeah. um, on social media. I'm fully aware. Yep. So you, you, know, aware. you know the deal. Thanks, buddy. I know the deal. Thanks, guys. All right, so yeah. Thanks. Team Tedders, Jake Wyman, everybody brought to you by Hot Cams, hotcamsinc.com. Unleash the power within. Only Jake had hot cams. I like Jake as an interview. I like the, I like him as a guy. He's coming and co-hosted a, host, co-hosted a few times. People get on him for his interviews. Why? Because he's telling us about the – and this was a perfect situation. He's telling us about the difficulties of a Friday dealer signing. And, Travis, you can absolutely vouch for that, and I can. We've all heard it from these guys. And he makes some valid points. People will take his honesty and his discussing of a situation as crying, whining. He's come here and talked about how hard it is to be a pro motocrosser on Monday to Friday and all the work that goes into it, how it's more work than any, any, you know, than any of these people that work a normal job, and then they accuse him of crying and, and whining about his life. You know, he was getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars before, back in the day. Right. Not now, but, you know, anyways. But I think it's just good interview. I think it's a good, Shit that we don't hear about, take, right? Right. you know. But he comes across sometimes to some people as whining. How much do you think he makes now? What do you think? Just a guesstimate of his salary. Uh, I'm going to say, well, with the pulp money or without the pulp money? Without. Okay. Uh, I'm pro- 50? I would say. Space salary, I would 50. say 100. Really? Oh, without wins and stuff? And just, just, just what Tedder's paying him. I don't think Tedder pays him. Really? I think gear money, helmet money. 
So he's got that flex, bell flex everywhere. Hey, I mean, with with, with the results he's getting now, and like you said, with the gear money and all of that, and the Kawasaki contingency, he can come out making a good chunk of change. I would think if he keeps it up, he'll make over a hundred. Oh, no, I I guarantee he's to make over a hundred. If he stays healthy, he's gonna make two hundred. Yeah, two fifty, no problem. Yeah. I wonder what Cowie pays. I, I, I meant to do that as a pulp next story. I should do that. When I was on Cowie, I was I feel like I was doing crap. You know, I was making three, four grand a weekend. Really? Yeah. With their contingency? Just contingency and AMA money. When you were money. filling in? When I was filling in. That's just contingency. Cowie yeah, yeah. contingency and AMA money. Yeah, yeah. I was like four grand. Huh. Huh. I wonder. We should we should uh, uh, find out if Cowie's like, sometimes they match it. They double it. You know what I mean? These type of things for these artists. Yeah, it changes. You know, the, uh, different deals. So, anyways, um. Hey, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Travis Preston and uh, Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider Magazine, DirtRider.com. Randy Richardson from Michelin in, in the in studio. So far, Ryan Dungey, Jordan Smith, Jake Weimer all on the show. JT was on, of course, earlier. We've got lots more coming up. The Race Tech emails and X-Brown goggle tear-offs and uh, some voicemails for the week. And uh, But for now, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about the Michelin, the new Starcross 5 that's out. Uh, Chris Kiefer uh, was involved in this. And, of course, Randy, uh, who I've known for a long time, uh, Michelin's first ever win in Supercross. Or motocross, should say. Um, but, um, and, and so part of the deal, um, we just wanted to get people a little bit of information behind this. And the brand new tire, Starcross 5, it's available in four versions, hard, medium, soft, sand. We've given a bunch away. Feedback has been good. Uh, oh, one of the things, Randy, I want to ask you about, we got an email about mini sizes. No plans right now, but down the road. Uh, yeah, it'll yeah. be a, a future a future thing for us right now. We still have the MS3 and yep. MH3 and the mini sizes, correct? Uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com. You can go there. Uh, they offer excellent performance over a wider range of conditions and terrain. Now, Randy, you'd even said, uh, and we're going we have an upcoming RacerX podcast uh, talks a little bit more about this, but um, the design that you guys had, MH3, mm-hmm. uh, MS3, yep. am I missing something? Sand 4 okay. and HP4, yep. Um, a, a good tire at the time. Uh, Factory Suzuki used it to win. Travis Preston won East Coast. Wyndham won races. Kelly Smith, of course. What? What? You just said Travis Preston. Oh, I did? Yeah. Travis Pastrana. See? I think that was the first, first time, time that ever. somebody ever First time got. ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was so excited. He almost backflipped. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, um, so like it, but, but as you said, it's an older design. Yeah, uh, it, Michelin's advanced. And so what you want to do is kind of start slowly easing that line out with a, with a Michelin Starcross mm-hmm. 5. And it's really cool because you're listening to the show, mm-hmm. Kiefer Inc. Of course, we know the, you know, the high-des testing facility that he has. <laughs> So you got Chris involved in the, sort of the later development of it to, to see where you were at. So, so far, though, the launch, how's it going? How's the sales? How's the response? It, it's gone exceptionally well. We, we, uh, we're going to launch the new range and, and uh, uh, launched commercially October 1st. But before doing so, I, you know, again, listening to the show, fan of the show, and was aware of uh, from back when I managed the racing, new Kiefer's racing accomplishments, and then uh, his testing and stuff like that. So I wanted to get with him. How did you feel about the big board? Did you... Did you ask him I, to leave, I, leave the big board home when he came no, out? I, I was a big bore when I raced too. It was yeah. boring. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> boring. But uh, no, but I, I wanted to get uh, get with Kiefer, uh, talk with him, and explore the opportunity to give us some feedback on tires before we, you know, finalized the commercial product and uh, did some comparison with uh, other brands. You know, asking what his tire of mm-hmm. choice was and and compared that to. Uh, you know Dunlop, Bridgestone, uh, Pirelli, and Michelin's, and the same application, and rode in some California tracks, and also in the high desert, and just wanted to get his his feedback on where we are yeah. uh, with our product versus competitors, what our strengths were, weaknesses, and uh, kind of finalize a few things before we commercially launch the tires. Yeah. So it, was, it was good feedback. So 
Um, when you go and get competitors' tires like that, do you just buy them? Just, yeah. uh, just someone, hey, order these up from BTO or whatever. Correct. That's how it yeah. works. Okay. Yeah, I, I, that's what I did. I ordered yeah. some from... Uh, I always wondered uh, how that worked. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ordered some and then uh, had them shipped uh, to Kiefer's. Right. And then uh, same thing with our product. Just uh, our uh, current, our previous commercial tire that we had, the Starcross, the MS3. Oh, you and brought then, that out uh, too? Yeah, because yeah, okay. it, yeah. it was really important for me, a rider of, of Chris's level, which is, oh, you know, respectfully... Great cornerer now, Preston's been telling great us. Great corner yeah. with a dungy-like uh, <laughs> yeah, cornering <laughs> skills. Dungy-like. Dungy-like <laughs> skills. Uh, but no, someone of of Chris's skill level uh, is 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 obviously significantly better than the average consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the fact that he tests all the time different bikes, different yeah. components, um, he's very in tune with the differences of the components he's testing. So for us, not only what our potential new product was versus competitors, but also where our mm-hmm. product, our new product, would be versus our old product. And that's where I think Chris. You know, saw a lot of difference in our new range performance versus what our old product, which again had been successful for us commercially, but yeah, it'd been selling well. One of the things I say on the show is like, whatever you thought about Michelin tires yep. before, kind of throw that aside a little bit because this is a brand new Michelin tire, and you guys certainly building tires for everything and everything and anything and everything and having the expertise of building a motorcycle tire. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know what you're doing. You know, this is yep. not just the first shot, yeah. but uh, uh, so. Smart people designing a brand new tire is always a good thing. Uh, Kiefer, when you first tried them, mm-hmm. what was your experience with the older Michelins, and what would you find with the Starcross Five? Well, like when I, I told Randy when he's coming out, I go, "Listen, you know, just to be prepared, because I'm going to be completely honest, you know." And yeah, it's, you're almost too honest on this show. Sometimes it sucks. Okay, <laughs> okay so and he was really receptive. He's like, "Yep, that's what I want you to be." So we went out to uh, the tracks and. We had several different wheel sets, and you know he had the the new Starcross, and he had the older ones. And to me, it's just it's almost uh, a day and night difference between the old Michelin and the and the new Starcross. It's uh, and I'm I'm a big fan of the MX32. I like that tire a lot. And then when I got on the new Starcross, and I'm a big front end steering kind of rider, and I I would rather have a better feeling up front than in the rear. Mm-hmm. And to me, the the Starcross um, soft front tires is really really good. Like it's comparable to me yep. as far as the MX32. So yeah, little, you you're an MX32 guy, right? Right, everywhere. You, you've kind of said that. That's what your tire of choice. You run that a lot. Yeah. By the way, they're changing that name now. I found this out. Oh, I didn't know that. Pirelli, MX3S. Yeah, Pirelli launched an MX32. Right. Dunlop was very upset. Is what I heard. Pirelli said, uh, yeah, we trademarked the 32, so you're going to um, have to change. No shit. Well, yes. we tested the 32 Pirelli okay. when we were there. Oh, what was that out? Was that out? I yeah. don't even know. Well, it was an older, older oh, model, okay. right? It was a MX, uh, Scorpion MX32 okay. Midsoft. Yeah. Yeah. So Dunlop's changing that tire name, but anyways. Um, so, yeah, you're one of those Dunlop 32 guys. You love it. Yeah. So that was your base. And, and that was the goal to me is at least get as good as that because yep. if you have that good of a tire, that's what's going to sell, you know? Guys are going to put it on like, holy shit, I can really mm-hmm. lean into the corners. And that's what I really noticed about their current, which back then was the current tire. Yeah. Now this new tire is the carcass feeling on just square edge and lean in in corners was, was so much improved. Like I could actually feel with the other tire. I mean, it was a little bit vague feeling. I don't have a lot of predictability. But, uh, yeah, it, that's, what, that's what I really needed. I need a lot of lean angle traction, and that's to me, is what that Starcross provides. Mm-hmm. And uh – did it come close to the 32, your tire of choice? And that, what when we did our results, and we had a sheet, and I, you know, I use my test sheets, and uh, for me, um, straight line like 
carcass feeling mm-hmm. and absorb bump absorption, to me the Michelin's better. So I feel like I have more comfort in rougher, harder pack conditions than yep. I do the MX32. And like I said, lean angle traction on both is as good to the Dunlop. Yep. And it's it's shocking for me, and I'm not just sitting here saying that because he's here, because I was out testing. I was actually thinking the worst when I was coming. I was like, oh, here we go. We're going to test this. I'm going to let this guy down and talk about shit about his product. But I was generally yeah. happy when I tried it. I was like, wow, this is actually really good tire. One thing about Michelin's, and I, I told you this before when we did our RacerX podcast, when you guys entered the sport in 2000, and I was at KTM, mm-hmm. again, Kelly Smith winning, um, one of the things one of the things that everyone told me, I wasn't really familiar with Michelin. Obviously, they've won a ton in GPs. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things I've always heard from people with Michelin's are like, those things last forever. They last forever. I can buy it. Mm, not forever, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Great wearing tires. Starcross 5, same way? Like, whatever you guys have done design-wise? Yeah, that's what we wanted to do was was retain uh, the longevity or durability mm-hmm. of our products because uh, we are known for that, whether it's, you know, off-road or sport touring, cruiser, yeah, whatever. Yeah, gold wings, whatever, uh, right. And we, we, um, we wanted to maintain that longevity, durability, but we knew we needed to increase performance and that's what we went for whether it's a it's a lighter tire casing uh the comfort casing technology is what you mm-hmm. felt that uh, compliance with on uh, square edge and choppy stuff so we knew we needed to mm-hmm. keep the durability improve performance and thankfully that's what we've done so Kiefer, if someone's on the did you try all of them I tried a shit ton of tires. The hard, medium, soft, everything. No, we oh, okay. we, we focused mainly on on the for for the applications that we were riding in the yeah. the Starcross Five Soft and Starcross Five Medium. Okay, which which are well, that's okay. that was my question. Yeah. Which one do you think a guy would go with? Uh, obviously, the hard and sand speak for themselves, but which one would you go with, soft, medium, um, for depending on which one would be the one that would cover a lot of. For me, uh, just from the California tracks that I ride and yep. the desert tracks that I ride, soft is where I would go. Um, there's such a wide variety. We went to a, a track that had hard pack and sand, yep. and it worked just as good in that hard pack stuff. So that's what I was kind of blown away. I was like, there's a wide variety of, of, of stuff here that I mm-hmm. can work with with just the soft. And in the medium, was to me, was just as good as the soft but when it got really hard, it was really good. So I would just rather stick with the soft for me to get more feeling. That mm-hmm. was my personal preference. And that's another thing we did was expanded the application range. So so to what you're talking about, it worked in a wider range of terrain, a wider mm-hmm. range of conditions. And that's very, very important for the average consumer that's not going to have a bunch of wheel sets to swap out for the second moto. So they yeah. go to they run their local track. They can ride uh, you know, a, a deeply plowed practice session, first moto, second moto. Late in the day, it gets drier. They can still stay with the same Works tire, all right? Yeah. right? Um, or an off-road rider because uh, they're all available, the soft and uh, medium are available in three 18-inch rears and three mm-hmm. 19-inch rears. So if you're an off-road rider, whether it's rain or streams or creek crossings, roots, rocks, you know, it, it covers all that application. And so. what's cool is all tires, especially front tires, you're going to – what I want is just, you know, predictability. I want to know when it's going to break loose. And this tire always had the same predictability for me. Like, I know how far I could lean in where it's going to start breaking. And with other tires, it was always different for me. Was DV there checking air pressure? <laughs> if I hear one more thing about air pressure from DV. Yeah, he's claiming 14. I'm like, dude, there's no way. For me, like, 13 with this tire was if he, fine. If he shows me another screenshot on his phone of a tire completely collapsed on a supercost turn and then wondering why all these guys are having trouble, you know. God, if I heard it once, I heard it a thousand times. 
David Villeman, everybody. Uh, where do you stand on that kind of stuff? You know what I'm talking about, right? He's done it on yeah. Twitter. He's all that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, the, the, uh... the rage is guys are running ten. You know, and 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 you watch these. You watch you see these photos, and they're flat, man, on like flat turns. You know, tires out, stepping out. And and now, and he may be talking about like top level riders yeah, yeah, that no, are he, using yeah. race spec tires. Yep. So we don't know. Uh, I don't know what type of casing construction they have versus you know our commercial product. Yeah. You know, for the Michelin uh, Starcross Five range, I'm saying that 12 to 13 psi is mm-hmm. kind of that sweet pot sweet spot and it's based on rider feel but if you've got uh you know a a works prototype tire that may have a significantly stronger sidewall but Mm -hmm. a very soft top casing i can see where they can might want to run a lower pressure they like it in the whoops yeah Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it flattens out out and drives through the whoops Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then like dv's like ah left the whoops you know you're suffering in the corners you know but and that goes back he's very opinionated he starts yelling well, that's, I'm not going to yell. <laughs> no, I know. But I'm going to yeah. say that. Uh, but that's the same thing with suspension settings. If you want the suspension to be set up more for whoops or the big jumps or the small choppy stuff, it's all a compromise. Right. So if you want to have a performance gain in one area on the track, to do so, you may give up a little bit of performance in another area. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. If you If you set a suspension setting or choose a tire casing yeah. for the whoops that may not be the best thing right uh like this past weekend in san diego when they had the big sweeping around, around flat finish on, yeah so it's a and that's the thing people gotta understand too jump for show corner for dough. for dough yeah exactly how how big of a difference for you tp was production tire to a spec tire okay that's a good that's a good question mm-hmm. so when i raced at honda we did that and I was, without doing anything, I feel yeah. like I, I didn't change my riding style or anything. It was half a second a lap. Right. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. in Supercross. Just and not, not doing if, anything. It's just if, you have so much more confidence. You can lean. You so, can lean and yeah. you can just push it a little bit harder. What if they went to a spec tire for Supercross? What would that do? Not to everyone, same thing? Yeah, yeah, spectacular. Yeah. Same guy's still going to win. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, somebody in the chat room here said they use MH3 for years and love them. Mm-hmm. This Starcross 5 is the new... That's, it's going to be... Yeah. It, it is superior in performance and... and You're going to get the same wear characteristics yeah, and everything exactly, else, right? Yeah, exactly. And to what to what uh, Travis was talking about just now as far as... Pastrana or Preston? Uh, Preston, the one that's in the in the studio here. Okay, because Pastrana's not here. He's not no, here. Yeah. No, he, I don't know where he is. But right. he... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, what what <laughs> I don't know if he knows where he is, uh, but what Preston was saying as far as a, a works tire, yeah. you know, if yeah. it's it, it, you can gain that kind of a performance as far as a lap time, but and consumers would say, oh, I wish I could buy that tire. Yeah, don't okay, laugh. but if you bought that tire and it lasts a twenty lap main right. event, You're it did not last three weekends at Milestone. <laughs> yeah. It lasted. You know, I don't think that RR thing from Dunlop went very well. Really? No. God, that thing was good. Yeah, but dude, it wore out. <laughs> that, that, but I, exactly. If you had money to buy tires every week, that yeah. was a good tire. No, no, no. I yeah. think it was great. But people were like, "Oh, wait, yeah. we if really don't the money, want these." You right. know, if you had yeah. the money to buy a a, a full Pro Circuit 250 yeah. motor right. every mm-hmm. weekend, yeah, that would work great. Right. But the average if consumer made, yeah. wants something that's going to last a longer it, time. This so. was TP pre-divorce, post Supercross title, money to burn. Yeah, yeah, and well, Hayes well, and post Hayes <laughs> paying you, like all that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, why don't we get? We should get TP some uh, Starcross Five. Uh, already we handled can, it. Oh, 
Way too late, dude. Okay. Way too yeah, late. See, I'm, I'm, I'm B2B over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're B2B. Um, bro um, to bro. Uh, he said bro a set of bro. tire. Yeah. I already yeah. have too much work. Chris just gave me more. How much do you get to ride? Uh, Quite quite a bit. Okay, because yeah. Butler still gets you out there testing and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you really hate being in the shop working on bikes and all that kind of stuff. No, I, I actually really enjoy working on the bikes. For for me, the computer aspect of it oh. has has been a struggle. <laughs> it's the cubicle, and then and then the eight, eight hours. The has been, for me, the eight hours has been a struggle. <laughs> you know, it's just hard. I'm just not used. You know, there's some days where I'll yeah. sit at the desk and I'll look at a computer screen for four days straight. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. that's that's. And hard. Butler's like, hey, mate, you got to figure it out. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what he what I like. Hey, <laughs> What I love about working there is, you know, they understand. Yeah. So Steve's like, hey, you know, you start feeling a little weird, get up, go in the shop, work on something in the shop, then come back to the computer. Right. I did so. a podcast with Butler uh, a year ago. Actually, it was when I worked at Yamaha, and he was so scared because he did not want us to listen to it. Oh, really? So I made sure to play it in the shop for like four <laughs> days straight. I loved it. So everybody it's a great could, story. He has so much information. Dude, smart. He's, yeah. he's really one of the smartest and guys. And he comes to America. As a you know fan, just checking it out, meets Dubok and like never goes home. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yep. just starts wrenching for him. I, I mean, not that I, I'm nowhere near as smart as Steve Butler. No, I'm not you're as not. Good, okay, yeah, I'm not no. as good looking or anything. But I got a job. I said to my mom, I'm going down for a couple months to go work for this team, and I'll see what I'm. I'll figure out a trade when I get back. My mom wanted me to long haul truck driver. Yeah. Anyways, I never went back home. I started just kind of just working and getting jobs. You know what I mean? Like it was just, I just related to that a little bit. Again, not a smart. Yeah. Half a smart? I You're don't smart know. in different areas, though. Yeah. Yeah. Half a smart? You know, I don't know you as a mechanic. You know, I know okay, you as well, like Tim Ferry's uh, buddy. Do you think that summer cross thing, does that not speak for itself? Was that a win or I can't even see that trophy? Yeah, beating Jeremy McGrath. Oh, did he crash? He did. <laughs> 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 he did crash. <laughs> Timmy was putting a good <clears throat> pressure on him, though, from four to five seconds back. Oh. All right. Hey, let's do the X-Brand goggle tear-offs. Let's do this. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. These good. are X-Brand goggles, a choice of champions everywhere. Good cue. What? Talon. I gave him a heads up. Oh, okay. Still, though, it was good. You didn't, at least you hit the right drop. <laughs> I was ready that time. I wasn't uh, answering a call that time. EKSBrand.com, get 30% off. X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions ever. Brock Tickle wears them. Daniel Baker wears them. Ricky Brabeck. Ricky Brabeck wears them. Dakar, ninth overall. Ninth overall in Dakar. Pulp and Mech sticker on his helmet. Pulp and Mech sticker on his helmet. Um, some of the best riders out there wear X-Brand goggles. Uh, Hayden Melross, X-Brand goggles. He's impressed. I was impressed. Fourth place in his heat. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good job. And he was up there on the start until he got forced off on a Yamaha. Hayden Melross. Uh, managed by Greg Monty, former Yamaha mechanic to David Villeman. Um These questions are submitted by Corey Moser, and uh, hopefully not all about Andrew Short, and they are for all of our in-studio guests here. And you have 15 seconds, Preston, to uh, – Randy, you know the drill. Mm-hmm. 15 seconds, so don't fool around. JT told me I could just take as long as I wanted. Though. You know what? He's full shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's do it. All right, this first one's for you, Travis. How much was your Supercross championship bonus? God, I don't. Two fifty. That's good. Two fifty. Two hundred fifty. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, how much do you think it Talon is now? Goes, Talon goes. That's pretty good. Yeah, I want that. Um, uh, five hundred right now. Maybe? Is it five hundred? I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, Osborne told us he got five grand for heat race win bonus. What'd you get? I, I heard that I got five. I didn't get one for the 125, 250 class. I oh. got one for the 450 class, and that was five grand. Did you ever win a 450 heat? I did. I won a 450 heat race. Really? Yeah, 2005, 2006. Just, I th- you know, everybody probably crashed in the first turn. There was that one then, year that you came out on fire. <laughs> that was 2007. I was okay. smo- I smoked Ferry. Ferry was in my way that whole time that year. Well, um, he took a while to get warmed up. Okay, but then he got you at the end, didn't he? Because you got hurt. I did. Um, All right, let's go. Next question. All right, Kiefer, besides yourself, what other riders were suspect of running a big bore back in the day? Daniel Blair swears he wasn't on a big bore, but I I beg to differ. Um, Oh, yeah, Blair, lots of big bore. Him and his brother, Vincent, had killer starts all the time. Uh, I know Mike Craig ran one for sure on a Cowie 125. Oh, Craig was way past his prime. And Rusty Holland. Rusty Holland always talked about himself in the third person. Oh, really? Yep. How you doing? Russ is doing good. <laughs> he was another. He was he was almost like freezish. Like you fuck yeah, with Rusty. No, yeah. He yeah. Would, yeah. He His would, nickname was Rollerball. He'd no shit. Yeah. He would he wouldn't play. Yeah. Yeah, Rusty Holland. How you doing, Russ? Russ is good. How's the whoops? Russ likes him. <laughs> all the time. That's how Russ spoke all the time. It's super weird. But nice guy. Part's a limited rep now. Yeah. Or at least the last time. Yeah, I he don't have nice him on guy. the track, but he's a nice guy yeah. off the track. It was yeah. cool. Had a fill-in ride with Mitch for one race and then got in a brawl. I'm not surprised about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, next question. Randy, when you approached Kiefer to test rubbers, were you concerned he would misinterpret your proposal? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Yes, so I was real clear with, uh, with, uh, with tires. When I, yeah, when the tires yeah. showed up, I was depressed. I was like, God dang it. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, Steve. Does Team Yamaha still have to change their own tires? I don't know. That's a great question. I'm going to ask Goose. All right, back to you, Travis. By the way, Shane Drew was supposed to call me today for an article that's due tomorrow. He did not. Thanks, Shane Drew. Asshole. All right. All right, TP. What do you think Kiefer is better at testing than you? Oh, that's a wow, great that's, that's question. A, damn it. Only 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah. You're already four. <clears throat> better at testing than me. Gear. Shit. <laughs> 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 so basically nothing. <laughs> that's awesome. That was along the lines of Randy's. We're, we're committed to not racing uh, Supercross uh, Motocross. We're going to stay to that commitment. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a backhanded good. way of saying that. That's good shit. All right. All right, Kiefer, over the years, who has hooked you up with the most free product? Smith. I was okay. a big, I've been a, was a Smith rider for years, and then uh, they, they're not making any uh, motorsport goggles. Brand goggle, Trust Champions ever, XBrand.com. Denny, actually, Denny was my guy back in the day, too. Pulp Mix 2015, save you. Uh, Stevenson? Yeah. It's Denny's helmet up there. Yep. Old school. Old, uh, I will, I'll guy goes far back as Rich's dad when he owned it, Hook Taylor. That's how far back I went. Yeah, when I uh, first became a mechanic on the circuit, Rich was still racing. Um, and, uh, yeah, he was a Smith guy. Mm-hmm. Rich Taylor was a Smith guy. Yep. Yeah, bringing everything around. All right. All right, Randy, what's your biggest motorcycle market, moto, off-road, or street bikes? Uh, cruiser segment. Yeah, okay, cruiser so segment street? for replacement tires. Yeah, cruiser. Wow. Okay. You said, you told me earlier, uh, 50% of the market yeah. is yeah, cruiser. One out, yeah, one out of every two replacement tires sold in the U.S. is, is for a cruiser yeah. application. Yeah. Mm. Which is... Uh, Gold wings. Gold wings. Yeah. No, 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 um, no, 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 oh. no. Oh, really? No, predominantly, because uh, of cruisers, think Harley-Davidson. You know, uh, there's, okay. there's metric cruisers, okay. Yamaha, yeah, Kawasaki, yeah, yeah. Suzuki. Yeah. They all make yeah. cruiser-style bikes. Uh, the majority of that cruiser segment so, so cruiser is Harley-Davidson. Sport bike, sport bike, cruiser, 
Sport touring. Sport touring. Different segments. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. as far as uh, motorcycle tires, uh, 50% of the market is cruiser. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, Steve. Do you foresee the AMA ever getting their act together, or will it forever be more of the same? No, it's forever. I've been doing it since 96. These guys are clowns. They can't even give the whole shot award right. Two weeks in a row, they've screwed it up. Brayton had it, and uh, now Reed had the check, and they put Brayton on the sheets. Uh, uh, last week, I saw a photo of Jordan Smith crossing the line. They gave it to Nelson. I'd rather have the check than be on the sheet, though. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it is just one thing after another with them. And seriously, I've been doing it for so long. Sometimes they find guys for jumping on the Red Crosses by times. Sometimes by it's by position. Sometimes. Yeah, seconds. Yeah. Sometimes right. it's by position. <laughs> Um, is it the AMA? Is the FIM? Who knows? They're both there. We got Gallagher. We got Crowler. We never know. Never know what's going on. It's a magical bucket of mystery with the AMA. That's what happens when you have. That's what happens when you have part-time people working. Like seriously, we used to play a game with the AMA to try to see what we could leave off our bikes and still pass tech. Axle nuts, foot pegs, levers. Yeah, all the time. Mike Wimson and I. They never caught on. Yep. You're good. Click the levers. Dude, it's unbelievable. Let me press it, right? Come on. I'm staying out of this. The Duke. I mean, we all love the Duke, but, I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, all, all I know is I'm waiting for my credential to come. Supposedly, <laughs> they brought back the past championship credential. Oh, they did? So I just want my credential so I can get on the damn track walk. <laughs> all right. All right, we'll make that happen for you. We will make that happen for you. <laughs> But does it really count to win the regional championship, Randy? I mean, really, who cares? <laughs> you know, a like, big deal. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. I know. I'm kidding. All right. All right, TP, final question for you. During your racing career, what was your favorite tires? Wow. Whatever they sponsored, right? You know, no, I, I think at first I was happy with Bridgestone, mm-hmm. but then I feel like we did a lot of testing with Dunlop, and that's when Dunlop was known for their rear tire. And then Dunlop started to be more known for the front tire. So I kind of started to like Dunlop in the end. Okay. When I was at Yamaha, we always felt that we had better tires than you guys. You know what I mean? What We what felt year? Bridgestone uh, 2003 and up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I felt, our riders felt, we felt Bridgestone was the better tire. I, I, I think I don't around know if that was, time. But what's what we felt? I think yeah. my choice was I wanted a Dunlop rear tire and I wanted a Bridgestone front tire. That would be my choice if I was was going racing. Right, right, right. Yeah. And like Randy and I were talking earlier for our Racer X podcast that's going to come out, uh, what's the most difficult uh, spot to make a tire for? Southern California hardback supercross. Oh, really? Yeah, don't you think? I I don't know. I I don't develop. I, I don't. Well, you think there's, when you got hard pack, there's no traction, right? Yeah, so you have to make saying. traction. <coughs> that's what I'm saying. When, 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 when traction's that much more challenging, it's harder to get performance out of it. I don't give me any credit ever. But the Dungey, remember Dungey, the stepping the rear end out? How's it Dunge, going? How's Dunge, he doing it again? Do it again? Dunge said that. Okay, the rear it. end was stepping out. And I told you guys that, and no one believed me. It's like me. Karate Kid. <laughs> I, I missed it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, Kiefer, final question for you. What type of lube do you recommend to slip on a Michelin rubber? God, that's a loaded question. Mm. Corey Moser, everybody. Corey Moser. Well, lube just ordinarily is... Uh, KY is not so good, so don't ever use that. Astroglide's the best stuff. So you guys out there, Astroglide. Tires, grease, I think. Oh, uh, I love Windex. I love me some Windex. No, a little bit Randy? of grease. Like they have this little like uh, 
Like yeah, you could. There, there's tire mounting yeah, paste. Tire yeah, mounting tire paste, mounting paste. Right. Yeah. That stuff's good. Windex. You can use Windex. The thing is, the thing not to use is any kind of a uh, silicone-based stuff. Like a lot of people use a spray. I've heard of people using WD-40. Yeah. Stuff like that that can get on your rotor is not good. Right. So always stay with a water. But are you only solution. worried about the rotor, or does it would it cause a tire to slip too, or no? Mm. It, prefer to like he said some tire mounting paste is the best thing what's right? the number one thing you see people do wrong when they change a tire Ooh. and let me tell you he changed some fast ass oh, tires i'm sure he can yeah um w- one thing people will do if you talked about the the tire creeping a little bit on the rim mm-hmm. a lot of people will take the 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 nut on the valve stem and run it all the way down against the yeah. the rim yeah and then if the tire is creeping on the rim it doesn't let the Pulls valve it. stem right. lean and and then people Inevitably, we'll get a flat tire, and it'll tear right at the base of the valve stem. So, so what I always do is run that locking nut right. up against the valve cap. Helps keep the valve cap on, mm-hmm. and you can, if the tire starts to creep, you can see the valve stem. Start are to you? I know, I know that I do it wrong, but I'm guessing. Are you the dude that puts the tube, some air in the tube, and put the tube in the tire? Right. I put a little bit, yeah, yeah. But then you put the tube in the tire, and then you mount the rim. I put uh, no, I. I I personally yeah. put uh, tire first on. bead on, then put the tube. Yeah, in I do the tire. too. Yeah, I do too, but most people don't yeah. do it that way. Mm, the oh. real professionals do it the way you're talking about. Like, don't the, no, I, I, no, I don't the know. Guy, no, the guys I see and the guy I talk to, they put the tube in the tire, right, and then they put the rim on. Right. I put the tire on the rim, then put the tube in. That's right. what I do as well. Yes, that's what I do. That's just what but I've do. seen. Yeah. Like Jay Clark when he mounts shit, mm-hmm. the tube's already in the tire, then yep. he puts the tire on. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. that's oh. how most guys mount. Professional dudes mount. To me, that seems sketchy. I, they love it. I don't know. I like it the way. It's as far as tire mounting with with tube or with moose. There's not necessarily a right way to do it, but there's a lot of wrong ways. The right way is if it doesn't pinch. Yeah, the main thing. Yeah, the main thing. Do uh, do what you feel comfortable with. What what works best for you. Mm-hmm. And How's your tire changing skills as a former factory rider? Man, I'm so I'm so happy. That's probably one of my biggest accomplishments. <laughs> is my tire changing skills are just yeah. skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. Yeah. Really yeah. happy. You got a tire changing machine back there? You guys do it by hand. Uh, motocross tires we do by hand, but street bike tires we use a machine. Yeah, machine yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next question. I actually have a question going back to the lube. Oh, look so at Talon. Look at Talon um, um, stepping out of his lane. And, Sorry, you know. but we were on the lube with the tire thing. Yeah. So I run mooses. So do you just use the Michelin lube that comes with the moose? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we're taking mooses out all the time. So I actually have like a five-gallon bucket of soap that we got from like a truck's tire shop. We, I, I would recommend you buy more of. The, yeah, buy more Michelin products. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a job, man. Yeah, Give yeah. me a job. We, uh, no, we sell just the tube of that gel that's to be installed uh, in the tire first and take like a little paintbrush and spread that around inside the tire casing, then put the bib mousse in. So if you're reusing uh, a bib mousse in a new tire, yeah, I would prefer using that uh, the Michelin You guys obviously you created the lube for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to go right into your final question. Uh, what is the Michelin Man, and is he related to the Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> uh, no relation. Uh, the Michelin Man, is uh, his name is Babendum. It's okay. uh, Babendum, yeah. Why can't knew it? Yeah, why can't knew that? Yeah. yeah. Why can't you that? That must have been free information if he knew it. Because <laughs> he, wouldn't have, he wouldn't have paid to no. learn that. Yeah. No, he wouldn't have. That's awesome. Um, and it's uh, it's your guys' deal. Yeah. Like, that's it. And I think it's really recognizable. It really works. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Very like, much so, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Kind of like Ronald McDonald. Oh, he's creepy looking, though. But Bindam looks cool. 
So, is that it? Uh, one more for you. Oh, yeah. What is one positive and one negative about my producer skills? Oof. Uh, one positive is that um, uh, you seem like you um, like you ride a lot, even though it's dumb off road. You're still riding, and it's still good. <laughs> and you know, like it's good. Like you seem like you're on it and all that. Uh, negative would be uh, hitting repeatedly the wrong intros over and over and over and over. So, <laughs> all right, all right. I'll work on that. All right, that's been it. That's it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> XBrandGoggles.com, EKSBrand.com, the choice of champions ever, a four-layer foam, multicolored, mirrored lens. XBrandGoggles.com, soon to be worn by Chris Kiefer in an Instabanger video. And uh, thanks to XBrand.com, Publimex 2016 saves you uh, 30% at XBrand uh, Goggles. Choice of champions ever, if you don't wear XBrand, you won't win XBrand Goggles. Do you wear an XBrand? I don't. Do you run the same stuff all the time when you're riding? Just I, whatever? Well, you know, I've been doing this a while, so I've, I like to stick with the same group of people I've been with for a while. Yeah, well, but do you get new stuff testing. and everything? Like, do you, do you, you so you run O'Neal? What do you oh. mean? No, no, I, I, I've been with Tucker Rocky now for, since 2009, so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. So I'm going to stay there. I've been okay. wearing Garnet boots, so I'm going to stick with that. Showy helmets for like you, 15 years. Do you get the same service, like new stuff all the time? Just whatever. I mean, they take good care of me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy okay. with, with all my yeah. sponsors. And you never switch it up just because you're testing. It doesn't matter what you uh, – yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to – I mean, like, I think they just support me f- because they feel bad for me or something. I don't – so I'm going to stick with them. Do you have Preston 11 still on your jersey? Of course. Why wouldn't I? No, I earned just... that number. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to stick with – it's hard to earn a permanent number. It is, yeah. He doesn't know, but MSR is an off-road branded company now. That's why I asked you that earlier. Answer is now the moto company for Tuckeraki. Oh. So that's why I was wondering if you still are wearing MSR because now they focus on off-road. You can and, ride with talent now. And Travis is a big supporter of undergloves and then the glove. Oh, him and JSR. Yeah. Yeah. The J- what? JT, too. JT. Oh, yep. JT ran that all strong. Yeah, yeah strong. Yeah. JSR also. Many Canadian national wins with those under stupid undergloves. Not Timmy. No, no, he was no. He was he was maxi pad in the goggle though. Uh, yeah, I yeah, think that he was a sweater. Who, who gave me that idea? He was a sweater man from Florida, right? Yeah. If he wore X brand, he wouldn't need to do that, but he wore uh, Scotts. So you know that was that problem. I'm a Scott guy too. Um, do you want X brands? Mm, I'm happy with Scott. I like that sort of a you know. He won't win. He's almost like Star Wars, where he's like, these aren't the droids you're looking for. I'm happy with Scott. <laughs> Slaymaker, you have a tire question. Yeah, what's up, boys? Love the tire talk. Thank you, man. Yeah, um, it is a heavy tire talk show, but I mean, Randy's a tire expert, and um, Kiefer's right. ridden. Kiefer, every time Kiefer rides, there's a tire on the bike. So you know. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I I don't know uh, if you guys have covered this. I've kind of been in and out tonight. But um, when you guys are testing tires, are you like it might be easy to be biased towards one brand or another, but. Are, do you know what you're testing, or like, are they blacked out, or are they painted a different color? Or, like, do you try not to look down just to get an honest test, or uh, like even just with anything, maybe not just tires, but I know a, you're talking about tires tonight. Hey, great question. Actually, this comes up quite a bit. Um, for this tire test, no, it wasn't a blind test. This, that's what we call in testing industry is a blind test. And for me, I prefer a blind test because then. You have no pre-notion, and you just go by feel. But as a test rider, you kind of got to swipe your memory banks as you ride and then just go swipe off right. of – Swipe right. And you go off of feeling. Um, 
because that's all riding is to me is it, you'll go fast if you have a good feeling. If the tire does something good, you'll want to, you know, rate it in a certain way. But to me, like real testing is blind testing. That's what I prefer. And that's what mo most things are. And Travis can attest to this is most manufacturer manufacturer testing is blind test. Like you will not see what the Japanese are doing to the bike and you hop on the bike and you tell them what is better and not, you know, what is good and not. So for me, I like that type of testing, but for this test that me and Randy did, it wasn't because, you know, I mounted the tires and, you know, you know what you're putting on. Randy can right. chime yeah, in. And then, so, and, and then there again with, uh, with Kiefer, what it was, was he had a, a tire of choice, his preferred tire. Mm -hmm. And what we wanted to do was, uh, look at our product compared to that and kind of benchmark from that and see where we were. Um, when we were heavily involved in supercross and motocross, oftentimes you might have a, a same tread design and, but you might have different casings or different rubber compounds. And oftentimes the rider might ask, you know, if you're going to try say four or five different tires, a rider might ask, you know, okay, what's different about this one? You would never tell them, you know, what, what the right. difference was because you didn't want them to have some uh, preconceived notion as yeah. to what they were looking for. You just tell them, okay, it's different, and you tell me what you feel different about the tire. Um, but Ten Kiefer's not here mm -hmm. right now. Okay, okay. Ten, he's not here. Okay. He's with Heather, and he's watching Making a Murderer. Can I pretend that Travis isn't here, that he's in Hawaii with Pookie? No. Okay, all right. No, and we're going to okay. talk more it's about that. It's just that Kiefer's not here. Okay. Uh, how was Kiefer's testing skills uh, for what you were looking for, what you were using for, and what you knew from other testing? It was uh, exactly what exactly what I wanted oh, to know. Oh, great. Here no, we, no. Now he's going to no. raise rates he, just went up at Kiefer Inc. <laughs> no. Um, to what I'd said earlier, he, he tests multiple brands, yep. multiple products. He's one heck of a gear tester, and uh, <laughs> no, he but, can test uh, the jersey like no other. What, what I really, what I did want was yeah. just candid feedback. Yeah. you know, and and he was very clear that our previous generation of Starcross MS3 mm -hmm. and that application was, he said, not a fan. We don't need to try that again. There were a, a couple of other brands that we we weeded out very quickly and narrowed it down to the new Starcross Five okay. yep. compared to what his tire of choice. Uh, was going yeah. into that test the Dunlop you know Geomax MX32 and and commercially that's a very successful tire so mm -hmm. we Michelin respect that and I wanted to know all right back to back what, yep. what are our strengths and what are our weaknesses and you found and, his uh, testing accurate or on point very you didn't say anything that made you think like mm -hmm. this guy's out to no, lunch very methodical came in uh, right. he'd come in from his test sit down take his chair look at his notes and uh, you know and, and think through make all the notes gave me all the notes at the end of it mm -hmm. and uh and then uh we would we would discuss what he's feeling we might make a little air pressure adjustment um but very methodical um we'd switched back and forth back and forth a few times between yeah. the two brands mm -hmm. and uh so he wanted to verify that what he was feeling mm -hmm. was you know as far as the absorption and the bumps and square edge and stuff so did he do anything weird Good question. Weird. Like uh, you know, like sitting in a lot, like you know, like did he We'd get naked? Uh, no, he didn't do. Well, like you know, like he changed changing clothes, the gear, but, but did he? Um, we talked about cool things. Yeah, we shot clay pigeons. Yeah, we shot shot shotguns. Shot shotguns. Yeah, Sounds like a fun time with a with a new product like this, uh, like the new Starcross. Is it 
as popular as it is, or it seems to be, is it hard to keep up with uh, demand off the hop? Uh, yeah, it has been. We we launched them uh, commercially October first. Uh, you know, through the distributors that we sell through Western Power Sports and Parts Unlimited, and uh, we we developed some back orders pretty quickly. So uh, we've been able to catch up with that, and uh, and and now we uh, have strong product supply and should be uh, readily available to dealerships, uh, brick and mortar, mortar and uh, and online as well. So thanks, uh, thanks, Slaymaker. Yeah, I'll hook myself up this spring. Thanks, boys. All right, sounds good. Uh, Michael, question for you, or question for Randy. What's up, Michael? Oh yeah, Uh, is that me? Yeah, you're on. You're live on the on the air. Paul Mac show presented by BTS. I've got a question for Richardson. Yeah, Um, back in 2007, I bought some tires. Uh, We bought them from Cargo Largo. It's like a, a shipment loss company where you go bid on a on a you know a crate or whatever mm-hmm. and uh we end up getting a couple dozen m mp10 uh cross cross competition mp10 tires and I have not found any info. They look like the xc <laughs> the way the way Randy's <laughs> face just went he's like huh <laughs> this I is... can, uh, so a cross competition m p10 right yeah okay. it looks like the xc10 the tires I bought uh are all uh one thirty. 70, 70, 19. 19, yeah, yeah, one thirty seventy nineteen. That would have been if we, if you're familiar right now, we have a, in our off road range, we have an S twelve XC that range. Before the no, X- no, no. What, hey, no. What I'm yeah. ask, ask, okay. asking is what, what, when was these tires popular? Is this back when Volman was uh, run them on a two fifty, possibly, or uh, those? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this on behalf of Michelin. Those tires were popular back when our tires weren't even popular. <laughs> so, so that's probably from uh, that's probably from the mid, probably late '80s, early '90s. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Are they a little bit rotten? The tires. I, like I said, I've been using. I actually have them mounted on a 2006 450 and 07 250 Honda. Really? And I still have three haven't used yet. And yeah. still got three. And, and, and what I was saying was, if to go back in history, the the 10 series, that MP10, there was an MS10 that came before the MS11, the MP11, and then the S12, and now the S12XC. And the S12XC's been out 10 years. Um, so, would this be a container that was lost at sea that I, fell off a shipping? I'm a Do you live near the coast? <laughs> Do you live near the coast somewhere? No, it's. A, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're happy with the tire. That definitely speaks to the longevity and yes, durability say. of a Michelin tire. Uh, I bet you it has a. Uh, it would have to have a three-digit DOT code. Um, so if you looked on the sidewall after the that one thirty seventy nineteen, somewhere around the sidewall, you'd find uh, a little plaquette with a three-digit code. <laughs> Um, so it'd be interesting to see what that, uh, <coughs> if you can get his info, I'll follow up with him later and, and try to find out what, uh, yes. when that tire was made. Uh, stay on hold, Michael, uh, talent will get your information and you can, Randy can sort but this out but with it's you. it's old, old. It's old, old. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Well, that, uh, the, the, way, the reason I was calling, I couldn't find no history of it. Uh, what, uh, it, it, and you won't find anything about that tire on the internet because that was before the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm being He's dead laughing, serious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm being very serious, caller, for sure. So, uh, all right, stay on hold, and Randy, you'll, you'll, we'll get your information, and you, Randy, can uh, go back and forth. Uh, thanks. Uh, all the questions you thought you'd get tonight, that was probably not <laughs> one of them. The MP10. Right? 
Okay, uh, NFAB JGR check-in, n-fab.com, a great company. Uh, they make terrific steps for ridgelines and many Jeep, truck, or SUV parts, n-fab.com. Uh, the new segment we're doing each week, a little short interview with somebody on the JGR team. Could be a rider, could be a person, somebody from the JGR team each and every week at Supercross and Nationals to find out what's going on. Of course, NFAB, uh, one of the big sponsors of the JGR team, and uh, Weston Pike. Uh, who was suspended last week, and now Justin Bars, who was injured enough for the year. Uh, it's been great. You can hear Jeremy Albrecht, a.k.a. J-Bone, in this uh, voicemail or this uh, interview uh, not sounding the greatest because it hasn't been a good start for those guys. But uh, the n-fab.com guys are behind them, and, uh, and, of course, the JGR guys, they'll persevere. So here's what J-Bone had to say after the race in San Diego. The NFAB JGR check-in with uh, Jeremy Albrecht. Um, first of all, Weston Pike suspended for a race, but you got him down on the gate for the Wiener Schnitzel dog race. Yeah, you know, he, uh, we were trying to think of something that would be fun, and he couldn't race, so why not start the dog race? That was actually Rico's idea. I can't take why not? credit. And I'm like, yeah, why not? That's awesome. <laughs> How do you take the news that, hey, we got to go down, you got to go down and pull the gate for the dogs? Honestly, Weston was awesome all week. You know, I don't know if it's because he, he knows that he feels bad for what happened. <laughs> yeah. Emotions, I'm pumped that he cares, I guess, that much is the only thing I can say, and he, he definitely knows he uh, can't do that. Um, you know, if it wasn't freeze, I guess he, he says that wouldn't have happened. Just all the stuff, all there, all along. Yeah. You know, just sna- he just snapped, which wishes he didn't. But uh, yeah, it, the whole the whole day today was uh, cool for Pike. He did a bunch of stuff this week mm-hmm. um, with Auto Trader. We had a actually Phil was supposed to do it because he wasn't racing, and then when it flip flop, we had to switch it all around. So Weston drove to Phoenix actually for this Auto Trader deal. Yeah. Stayed till Thursday, came back, rode Yamaha track Friday, and then uh, came down here and did all this stuff. Did a bunch of interviews and uh, pulled the dog the dog race for Winter Sense. It was cool. Uh, tough night on the track for you guys. I understand Barsha's battling a thumb injury, and Phil, I mean, it is what it is. He, he said he got taken up by Mike. Um, yeah, tough tough start to the season so far for you guys. Yeah, no, we were obviously expecting. We came in feeling really prepared. Uh, bikes were really good. The riders, I felt, were training like crazy, and Phil came to California. Uh, to train with the Martins, and it was all all looking good. I don't know; it's just not uh, happening the way we we were hoping. And obviously, Pikes, you know, he was riding great too. And and uh, you know, you couldn't you couldn't plan that either. But you know, on the on the flip side, we got more publicity ever than ever before, I guess. So there's one yeah. positive we can look at. I like that turning it into a positive. <laughs> you got to try to make yeah. a positive out of it. Uh, you know, Barsha, we'll have to see. We're just found out this week that he had ligament damage, yeah. torn. So got to figure out what the right thing to do there is if we uh, get it I've fixed. seen a lot of guys with this injury. It's tough to make it through a season, man. You case something, and you're right back to square one, you know? Yeah, yeah, he cased a few things, too, out there, and it just hurts really bad. So, yeah, probably have to go in and get it fixed this week. And then, uh, you know, again, we'll look at the positive. Phil gets to race. He raced tonight for yeah. Weston. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to see what it does. But, you know, Phil, I thought, rode actually for his first race in Supercross this year. I was impressed with how smooth he was. Yeah, uh, he needed to jump a few more jumps, put some like rhythm together. Yeah, yeah, just that one triple lane. But other than that, he wrote great, man. I was I was proud of him. I'm proud of Justin for fighting through it and giving all he's got. You know, he got 11th, which isn't what any of us want, but it, it could be worse. And yeah. uh, he didn't get hurt tonight, so we get to go think about what we're gonna do. The NFAB. JGR check-in. We'll be here every week getting the NFAB scoop, so just, you know, just let everybody know. Yeah, we'd like to have some better news for all NFAB, so yeah, yeah. NFAB scoop. Yeah. We'll all have right. more next week. Thanks, bro. Yep. That's it, J-Bone. Tough night for those guys, so.
We'll see what they can do. Uh, Race Tech, uh, did you get that email from the guy I cut off? Uh, I yeah, think so. he attached you an email. So he wants to know about the uh, the race tech uh, stuff. Uh, they've released their spring conversion systems for Showa forks. The easy drop in cartridge combined with a race tech high performance spring converts your air forks from uh, air to coil springs. And uh, uh, look for the KYB stuff. It's going in development. It should be soon. And of course, they got an engine department now at Race Tech. Pulpamex 2016 saves you, uh, or just the code Pulpamex actually saves you 15%, 10% at racetech.com. Get your suspension looked at. Get your things checked out, people. Here's some of the best emails we got from this week. Um, this is from Skyler. Hey, Steve, I've been thinking a lot about Barsha, who reminds me of. I usually come back to the same guys. Chad Reed and Michael Lessie. That's a wide what? gap, Skyler. Barsha reminds him of Chad Reed and Michael Lessie. Um, Barsha was a highly talented amateur who gets great starts. And usually finishes where he starts, and that includes not being able to work up. And maybe he hasn't completely lived up to the hype around him. He reminds me of Chad, on the other hand, with his determination and the try-your-balls-off meter. In my opinion, Chad struggles to go stupid balls fast until he, so, until he has someone else he can see and latch onto, and Justin seems to have the similar problems. Curious on my opinion. Curious, uh, I'm curious on your opinion on, on that. What do you think? I mean, it makes sense what he's saying. Like kind of does they're both like yeah it makes sense but i i I just don't see i don't see him being like i see him more like chad than mike personally brad sent this in hi steve uh he's from down under i got you a kangaroo for when i fly to the usa yes it will like your dog that's good i've been asking for a kangaroo from anybody that'll be they're everywhere right so a real one yeah i want one Hmm. right they seem cool and marsupials they're not up here are they <laughs> no, they're not up here, Kiefer. I'm sure you can find one in Vegas. Yeah, probably. I'm actually, sure there's a kangaroo somewhere uh, in Vegas. Tyson probably has one in his old house. Uh, <laughs> huge fan of your show. That's My question is regards to Cole Seeley and Jason Anderson. I see. I can see Jason Anderson making an aggressive pass on Seeley most weeks. However, let's say it's the final round and they're tied on points for the championship. Can you see Cole holding off an aggressive pass or fight from Anderson, or better yet, Cole making an aggressive pass to get by Anderson? I think Cole's time will come, but when it does, it will really, really matter. So. Cole, I think Cole said in that interview in Racer X, like, Anderson's pass was aggressive, and I get it. Just uh, I'll have another chance down the road. He said it's not a dirty rider, but I'm going to have a chance. Right. So. I think I think end of the season points on the line, anyone will make an aggressive pass. Right. Here's something we need to get Preston's uh, take on. Uh, Jeff sent this in. Uh, he spells his name G-E-O-F-F. Euro. I don't like to spell the name Jeff like that. It's weird. Why do people do that? It's Euro. All right, dear Pope Max, I know Preston's just looking at me. <laughs> I'm scared. I know I'm beating a dead horse, but I have to di- disagree on the Dungy Stewart incident being a racing incident. I think it's poor decisions by Dungy. After watching Dungy take the same line in the heat race and hitting Bogle, I think Dungy is a poor racer. Why do you think he has trouble passing? Not because he's nice, because he doesn't know where to go. Racers are looking so far ahead of him. Where did Dungy think Stewart was going to go? St- Dungy was far enough back that he couldn't make a move on Stu. I would think you would have seen Stewart and Anderson battling a bit, little bit. Uh, Dungy should learn how to race. He really hasn't had to. He wins too much. Keep up the good work, Mathis. You help me get through the week. Now, this guy's kind of out to lunch. I like the way he names, spells his name. But what's your take on that Dungy Stu thing? Um, hit him hard, knocked him out, came in inside. I just think it's a racing incident yeah, and one I've, of those things. But what's your take? I, I saw it, and, and I had Pookie rewind it a couple times. And we came to the consensus great. that, I mean, your, your mom said the same thing, that, that it was a racing incident. 
and there was nothing. It's, it's just like it's just like at the little food truck, right? You you were, you were coming up from behind, had no no intention of running into Pookie there, but you did. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's the you accidentally ran into her there, and she accidentally ran into Stuart there. Fuck you. It was a racing incident. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Matt sent this in. First things first. Reed is the he man. Knocked her out. First thing, Reed is the man, and we'll get <laughs> and we'll get two wins this year. Second, I read the below post on Facebook from a janky blog called Two Wheels to Freedom," uh, talking about Supercross motocross fans wearing rider jerseys to the track or a pickup kit, as you as you we know it. What is your opinion on this? Would you ever wear a rider's jersey or your own jerseys to the races? I know I wouldn't. But the blog post has a point, in, a point in that every other sport is acceptable to wear a jersey as support and because it's cool. But in our sport, are we preventing the growth of the sport by making fun of these people? Not a bad question. No, it's good. The only time I would wear a uh, a kit like that would be if it's a, like a 90s retro in Atlanta. <laughs> Which you literally <laughs> then, did. Then I would run a full kit with fanny pack, tight roll yeah. jeans, yeah. The fox. Uh, that would be sick. That's what I did. Oh, he did it. Oh, he did? Yeah, I'll show you a photo. I think I got a photo. Like Paul Abdul. No. Oh, shit. Um, Hold on. Let me uh, answer that guy. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. I think it's it's good that we have fans that want to do that. I do that shit when I go to football games. I'll wear a jersey, just like you said. We do it in other sports. I I don't. I'm not a jersey wearing. Really? No, not at all. I mean, yeah, I think it's more West Coast people that we make fun of. But East Coast guys, I think it's awesome. Are you into other sports? Uh, Golf and tennis. They don't wear jerseys, though. No, they don't. Yeah. Do you know you don't follow football, basketball, hockey? No, 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 no. I try to get him over to watch football. He don't do it. Yeah. Like, can you name five players type deal? Or you just... no, none. Oh, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't. Well, yeah, well, I don't watch it at all. Okay. All right. Yeah. Jessica sent this in. Hey guys and Pookie, we love your show. My boyfriend got me hooked when he played an episode with the Adam Entenap. Guesting discussion was about the infamous red boots. From that moment, I became a huge fan of your show and the Seven Deuce Twos. We drove to Sydney and back from Melbourne and listened to Pulp Mex the whole way there and home. I think it was a total of 19 hours of listening. Um, they want some Pulp Mex stickers. Yeah, if you want Pulp Mex stickers, no problem. We'll send them out free of charge, even to Europe and Australia and all this shit. I'll take it out of Kiefer's pay. Um, just use the contact form on pulpamex.com and send me your address. And we'll send some stickers out for you. And thanks, Jessica from Australia, for being into the fan. I appreciate it. Um, this guy says, uh, Dubers, thanks for keeping my brain from exploding by keeping Brittany Chisholm off the show. Just to let you know, I fast-forward her ad in the commercials. I wonder how many other listeners do that. Dubers from Ontario. Um, Dubers. Thanks. He has some questions about Webb. He's saying, I remember on your show how you were making fun of someone who was comparing Webb to Carmichael. I know it's early, but what are your thoughts now? He's still not Ricky Carmichael. He's damn good, but right. let's back it down on the. I mean, right? Yeah, you got to calm down. He ain't I that mean, far along. Yeah, he's good, but um, okay, that's it. The Race Tech emails uh, uh, segment. Racetech.com. Use code Pulpamex to save money uh, at Racetech.com. I mean, for Christ's sake, just get your suspension done, like oil change and seals and stuff. Half of you probably guys don't even do that, so do that. Never mind revalving or getting resprung for your weight and or speed. Do that and get a submission on Starcross 5s while you're at it. There you go. A uh, little homie. BTO Sport. There's bastard hounds everywhere, especially at this time of night. BTOsports.com. Uh, tweet at Talon segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Tits. 
BTOsports.com. Use the nation's uh, use the code PulpMX10 when you're uh, checking out to save money on BTOsports.com. Great guys, BTO Sports KTM team. Baby Millsaps, he's been good. Yeah, he's been good. He I fell think, yeah. right away in the in the main. And Brayton had a rear brake problem, uh, led a lap, and uh, whole sh- kind of almost whole shot the race. Brayton's been good too. Short. Those are two guys we're talking about on 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 the way up. Yeah, Brayton and Millsaps. And uh, Short should be back soon. So I sat next to him in the uh, in the press box. Uh, on the uh, Seely Anderson pass, I said, "Do you see any problem with that, Andrew?" He's like, "Nope." nope. <laughs> Silent assassin. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the BTOsports.com uh, tweet at Talon segment at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. We take the best questions. We get thousands of questions. Randy sent in thousands. We have some specific tire ones for you too. I asked some guys. Uh, all right, Talon, let's do it. What do you got? All right, Chandler Harrell wanted to know. Is Reed back with Dunlop since no discount tire, or is factory Yamaha or Pirelli team like JGR? He is back with Dunlop. Yeah, I wonder what happened there. Um, did he test Pirellis? Did he, you know, did he not even bother? I think he went to Pirellis because they paid him pretty good. He needed, he needed that. But he liked them. He legitimately liked them. Interesting how that worked, though. And then remember the Monster Cup? He was on, uh, no, Monster Cup FMF made him an exhaust, and he put on a pro circuit, and FMF was not happy about that. Pro Circuit's on his bike now. So, you have any input to that? Mm, I don't. No. No, thanks for adding to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, you know what? With, with Yamaha being back, like Bob, Uncle Bob. Oh, yeah. Jimmy. Yes. Yeah. Dino. Yeah, all those guys. Yeah. Dude, they are just dusting off their wrenches. Just, just like they're back. Yeah, and I think everybody seems to be real happy. It's yeah. just it's just really good atmosphere down For there sure. right now. Love me some Bob. Yeah. Jimmy's got a purpose in life now, yeah. not just like looking after the watering He's of the tracks. He's actually talking a little bit more now. Yeah, he seems I, I, I just think for all of Yamaha yeah. in general, just yeah. to have the, a oh. team coming out of that shop there, everybody just seems to be energized and happy, and yeah. it, when, it's good. When you think of the history of factory Yamaha, it's been a real shame they haven't been there. You know, over the years, all these great riders and championships and stuff, and they haven't been there. And you kind of get used to it or whatever. And then when they're back, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you know? To your point, they have so much, uh, such a strong racing history, and all those people have to be rejuvenated and, and yeah. excited to be back. And, and especially with the results, Reed showing yeah. the first two rounds. And from what we hear, Webb is signed to go there in 2017. So it's going to be a full effort, like outdoors and everything. Wow. Uh, this year's just super cost with Chad. So it's good. It's really nice to see. Yeah, good to see those guys back at the race. And it, it's um, it's um, nice to say that you've seen there's a little bit of, you know, rejuvenation. Yeah, yeah, so, it's nice. Yeah. All right, next question. Okay, D. Russell wants to know. Says he's been asking this question for the fa- past few shows with no answer. Well, what maybe happened? it's not good enough. He said, what happened to Paluzzi? Nick he- Paluzzi. I think he's a cop. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Travis Baker's a, a cop, too. I think he, uh... I think he's trying to be a cop or something. Was what one of my buddies was saying. I mean, really? Like, what's the guy's name? Uh, D. Russell. D. D. Russell. What do you think happened to Paluzzi? Like, what you're sending this in? You know, week after week after week. Like, oh my God, I gotta know. He didn't cut it. He, he's a nice kid. He tried to race. Realized he wasn't gonna make it, and got a job. D. Smart. Russell. I mean, I don't know how many times you can send this in and us. He's on the moon. He's on a special Mars uh, NASA trip. Uh, Pelosi got in there. Well, I think I mean, he's trying know, to see like if he like, got addicted I, to I, drugs or something. Well, I mean, I, how do we know? Well, I mean, we hear. His, his, his tone. I didn't like his tone. Okay. I've, been, I've been sending this in. Right. I didn't like his tone there. 
that important, right? It could be. He might to have him. a very interesting story, you know? Uh, yeah, he just didn't cut it. And unfortunately, like a lot of guys, he had to get a job. Get a job. Yeah. <laughs> Preston's dealing with this right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I understand. It's, I understand. <laughs> I'm having trouble with the eight hours a day. Five <laughs> to, days a week. But I have to go somewhere. <laughs> and be there. Hey, do you, uh, do you still, is that, is that, um, uh, your place is not there. I don't, that bench that you always talk about. Yeah, it's there. Right when you walk in the door. It's not there. Yeah, right when you walk no. in the door. Like I think Chad said they store trash there or something now. It's not. Do you guys go to the pizza place still? Perry's. Perry's? Steve loves Perry's. And, oh, the, and, yeah. and I heard from Steve, the guy, guys in racing like Perry's. Yeah. But Mike Ulrich, I don't know if you guys yeah. know Mike. He is, uh, he's concerned about Perry's. Why? I don't know. He doesn't like to go there. So we always try to, but for Steve's birthday, yeah. we actually got Mike to go. We got free pizza when Chad won, or anybody won, but it was only Chad. <laughs> uh, so we ate, we ate good Perry's. McCarty bought oh, it a lot. Yeah. Okay, so Chad needs to start winning. Yeah, and uh, that was a good place. Uh, what about the, um, the Korean place in the mall, the yeah, strip mall next to it? Yeah, it's still there. Still there? Yeah. Uh, Togo's? Across the street? Yep. No, I don't know if that's still there. I did that. Yeah, Togo's across the street. There's some Mexican place to go to. There's a little, the the little Asian salmon shop, too, that's right there. Oh, the Mexican place is, um, yeah. I know what, yeah, I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That place is solid, too. Yeah. So, that's one thing I had trouble with, talking about working. Like, you, do you get to go uh, Michelin and eat lunch whenever you want? Like, as long as you take an hour or whatever, is that what you do? Correct. Yeah, yeah. We I mean, don't, we don't have a set. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. When I was at Yamaha, it was like, "Hey, you eat at noon, <laughs> and that is lunch to one." Maybe I don't want to eat at noon. Can I go at one and come back at two and finish my like? I hated that. Like, I'm hungry now, or I'm not hungry. I'm only gonna go an hour, guys. Like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. I'm, I'm not trying to cheat you. Why do I gotta go at noon? Well, I here I I, I think, don't like that about that job. Like, well, I I think you have to look at it this way. Like, maybe because nobody needed your assistance there, but <laughs> when when I feel like you have to be on a schedule. So when you have somebody from product planning or somebody from marketing needs to come see you, if you're taking a random lunch at one, nobody saw me. Nobody cared. You know, so yeah. I feel like everybody kind of needs to be on the same schedule to keep everything, you know, flowing and functioning. I was complaining one day. God, about he's already so- conformed. <laughs> yeah. You listen to this well, no, it's What time is your lunch break now? I mean, we, we, it, well, it depends. We, <laughs> we take it at 12 and if we need to get into that noodle shop, we've been to that noodle shop. Yeah. Yeah. That place gets crowded. So we, we sometimes go 1130. Do you walk there? No, we, we always drive. Oh, okay. Well, I, we used to walk across the street. We used to walk to the, the Korean place and all that. Yeah. There was, was a hotel there. When, but, like, yeah, I want to eat now, or I don't want to eat. Like, whatever. Let me do what I want to do. I'll, I'll work, you know. I just don't like that. So Michelin's okay. Like, you're like, hey, yeah, you're all grown a- adults is what I'm saying. You're all grown adults. You're able to make your own decisions. <laughs> it's a, Yeah. It's a, where I work is a corporate office yeah. of 1,500, 1,600 people. Mm-hmm. We have cafeteria in the facility and then restaurants all around, and you can come and go and have lunch whenever you'd like. And that. everyone trusts everybody. You're hard workers. Everybody gets the work done. Mm-hmm. We don't clock in. We don't clock out. Not a Yamaha, though. No, nobody says – does anybody ever say anything to you? Absolutely. Really? Yes. I mean, to me, I feel hey, like – can I, I go? No. <laughs> Who <laughs> would say no? Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe your work wasn't completed. Literally one time I was complaining about something and Gara said, you can leave. There'll be another guy behind you in the door waiting for your job. 
which made me feel great. Made me feel like one of those. You um, wanted. What are those yellow things with goggles on that all the kids love? Minions. Minions. Made yeah. me feel like a minion. Like I'm just some minion that could die tomorrow, and there's another minion there. Uh, I, you know, I think that's just you. What about the breaks? Ten thirty, and like two thirty. It was nobody or does that. Who does that? I used to do it when I was there. Really? Ten thirty and three. I don't really? know. I, I think we're, we're just busy, and like, we, I, I, like, like when I work, I just get into something, and I want to get it I done. I do too, and I, I and I, I yeah. just, I, I, I miss those. Breaks. You got to realize his he, where he's at. No, it's, it's way more it's, relaxed. It's way more relaxed. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. We used to see Aldrich just washing a bike for three hours. We're like, oh yeah, look at him, just washing a bike. <laughs> he's doing a good job. No, I, I got no problem with it. But like, if I'm doing, if I'm washing Red Dog's bike, Perry's over there going, you know, wrap it up. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I remember one time. I think it's a lot. I think it's different. I'm I'm, I'm not seeing this. I went to go get a Starbucks one time and got back and on the break. Can't go before the break. Waited till break. Go to Starbucks. (laughs) Came back. The 15 minutes, I think. Right. So I got my Starbucks and I'm sitting there reading cycle news. And like, keep in mind, like, you know, I've worked 60 hours that week or whatever. Like, I'm just working as a normal mechanic getting the work done. And like at 1015, Perry walks through, grabs the cycle news, throws in the garbage. And I'm just like, what is this, NOM? Like, is this a boot camp? I don't... I'm, ser- I'm being dead serious. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'll be here till 8 tonight, but I guess I can't take 30 seconds here and read a cycle news or two minutes to read about Tim Ferry, you know? I don't know. I don't like that about work. I don't see that there. Okay. I, I feel like maybe it's been a while since you've been there, so <laughs> maybe these stories are imagined no they are not imagined inflated they are somewhat. not inflated so i'm telling you i know yeah. something that's inflated yeah just let me eat lunch at 11 30 if i want to and i'll be back at 12 30 let me eat lunch at one i'll be back at two you know i i, I don't so i'm a grown adult yeah okay, i'm a right, grown ass right. man we gotta get we gotta hurry this show along it's been too long see this is the stuff that God, you fucking make me get here at midnight. What's wrong with you? That's what I mean, <laughs> asshole. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get this going. All right, Talon, let's go. Next question. All Come right. on, hurry up. Eddie O'Keefe wants to know, what's the, best Michelin, what's the best Michelin tire to use in the woods of New England? Slippery rock root, sand, and chocolate cake. We've got it all. In our new range, uh, I'd say Starcross 5 medium. Okay. Because uh, it hold up to the root and rocks and stuff like that. So Starcross 5 medium. Okay. Um, John Henning wants to know, question for all, who wins the main first, Osborne or Smith? Both looked really good in San Diego. Webb is just a beast. I think Osborne. Osborne. He's close, Osborne. man. Osborne. Yeah. Him and his eyebrows are bummed right now. Like, they're just so close. He's four laps away from winning it, you know? <laughs> no. And he cracked. And his eyebrows are so close. Yeah, they're so close. He, he made a bitmoji. You know what a bitmoji is? It's all the rage. Kiefer's very upset. He refuses to make one, but so um, he made one and he's picked it with tiny eyebrows. And I'm like, bro, stop! But you you have some gnarly eyebrows. He, he's like, well, yours looks pretty skinny. I'm like, it was, I couldn't pick fatter. I would have, you know, like let's be honest. And it, you couldn't pick fatter. And he's just like, oh, that's my eyebrows. I'm like, it's not. Like you look like a circus freak with your eyebrows. That's cool. So you said that to him. I did. Yeah. Then he said, you should be fatter. And I said, yeah. <laughs> Didn't at one time he trimmed those things down? I thought he did. I don't know. One time his avatar was Bert from Sesame Street. Really? He was embracing it. Yeah. All right. Next question. All right. Big MX Re- Radio wants to know, Kiefer, what holds me back the most is corner entrance speed. If I come in too hot, I push the front end and slide out. That was holds back a lot of riders. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like if, if you look at like a great, if you look yeah. at a great rider, like you know. Yeah, the the the, the key is is not to to blow in there. You got to like do your braking early and then roll the throttle on, and you know, in the, that's all one motion. So do your braking early and then roll the throttle on. Don't come in there. And that's what changed his life right there. That technique, <laughs> Dungy. single-handedly Dungy-ish. changed his life. He's a new man. There you yeah. go. One time I got on him on this show about like him caring about that stuff. You know. What? And I was, I, maybe I was a little harsh. And people, no. On who? On Kiefer. <laughs> About riding technique? Yeah, because I'm just like, bro, it's over. Like, you're not going to be a <laughs> it's pro not, anymore. It's you not. Know? It, it, it's it, not. I mean, yeah, he's right in a way. Of course it is. But like, it, it, what, what I love about Chris I was Chris probably is, a little harsh. Like, to, to watch him ride that day, you, you would think he was 25 years old. And I just think you don't have to race. You don't have to compete. You don't have to do anything. It's just a person being the best that they can be. And it doesn't matter if you're a vet rider, novice rider, whoever you are. It's just oh. performing to your best. And I think that's why a lot of people like riding. It's such a challenge. There's Everyone... serious shit going on with those guys. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing any motocross schools or nothing on no, weekends or nothing? No, nothing. And you're not riding because you, you didn't ride the vet race or nothing? No. I mean, I'm, I'm still riding. It would have been good if you would have done the vet race. You would have pushed Michael Sleater one spot further back, which I would have enjoyed. Then we had two high desert guys on the podium. Too. Yeah. yeah. It would, it, it... Can you beat Sleater? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely have a lot more speed if the race was five laps, but I, yeah. I, just, I just don't have the fitness. You're going to say something? Oh, all right. Okay, Gavin L. wants to know, has Kiefer tested the race tech spring fork conversion for Cowie Tack Fork yet? If not, any plans to? Yep, it's on. It's going on to... Uh, yeah, when are they moving that into... It's Perfect. going on to our Suzuki. So, oh, okay. Uh, that's happening on our long haul. No, wait, that's the Showa. Yes. He said Cowie. Oh, the Cowie. No, we the weren't KYB. Gonna, we weren't going to do the Cowie. We were gonna, I don't know if the KYB is out yet for Wastex soon. I yeah. think, yeah. as far as I know, I think it's coming out. Are so. you an anti-Air Force guy? Oh, wait. Never mind. Yes, you are. Uh, th- this is the deal. Like, if, if I thought that the Air Fork, or let's say everyone at Yamaha thought that the Air Fork worked and performed better, <laughs> we would use it. Okay, everyone. That was hey, a dumb all, question. All you ask. listeners out what there, was it? I mean, hold on. All you listeners out there, get ready for this answer because this answer is a little sneak peek of what's coming out next year at Yamaha. So if Travis says air forks aren't that bad, God forbid if Yamaha comes out with a fucking air fork next year. Now, if he says no, spring fork is the way to go. You know Yamaha's staying on spring fork. So what is the answer, Travis? We're going to go with what works best. And right now, the, the KYB Spring Fork performs the best. So that's what we're going yes. with. If they change, oh, my God, dude. Uh, next, next question. All right. Chris, Chris Stodgedale says, I race vintage bikes. I'm stoked with my cross comp tires. Worried about changing. Any recommendations? If he's uh, if he's doing vintage racing, he probably my my dad does a lot of that. We we do, and he probably is using the S twelve XC. So uh, the MP is he riding no, Not that one. Not, not that one. That's twenty something years. <laughs> the old. problem with that tire, you won't find much information because the internet wasn't That's, around. You gotta be honest with the guy. Yeah, be honest with the guy. Um, no, um, he probably uses a S twelve XC, which we will continue to have in two thousand sixteen, um, but. I definitely recommend he, he give the uh, Starcross 5 range a try because they're available in 18-inch rear as well, which is what most vintage bikes are. So Okay. I put a 19 on my Project 88 because I'm just like, screw it. It comes with an 18. Mm-hmm. And W did the wheels, and I'm just like, screw it. That's fine. Yeah. 
some right. some some of your followers will be mad about it. I red, know. red sprocket, but I it's, know. Okay. it's not true. I know. I got some heat on the red sprocket. Yeah. I got some heat on different stuff. It's like screw you guys. Whatever you want to do is fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, final question. Ryan G wants to know. What's more important for Supercross, being live on TV or selling out stadiums? And do you think the TV package has an effect on attendance? Attendance was not good in San Diego. Really? Sure. I don't know if you guys noticed it or not, but it was not good. Um, in a town that traditionally sells really good for Supercross, I think the live TV has hurt it. There's no doubt. Right? Yeah, for me, uh, Atlanta Supercross is the closest one. Mm-hmm. It's a two-hour drive from my house to the stadium. And... I don't always go. It's, yeah. it's on live TV. It's uh, it's good coverage, I think. Yep. You know, yep. show all of the races yep. live. So I think it could hurt uh, attendance, yeah. Well, some people watch practice and then go home. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good program. If people actually do that? Yeah. I might do that. Yeah, that's, that's a good program. I mean, Keeper, honestly, you should fly in. I'll fly in to Michigan. Right. Take a tour of the place. We'll go watch practice in Atlanta. And we'll go. drive back to my house and watch the race. That's what I'm saying. That's a great evening. I did that one time. Daytona, the, the year it poured. Chad's DNF here. Remember? Drove back to Vegas? No. Drove back to Tim Ferry's house. <laughs> okay. Um, it. it was pouring rain, and I had no umbrella. Everyone was out of umbrellas. I had no raincoats or anything. And I am just like, practice was wrapping up, and the night show was getting started. I'm like, I'm going to be at Red Dog's house in an hour and a half. Same thing. I watched that one from the hotel. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. yeah I Ordered pizza. Sat yeah. in the room watching oh, it. That's good. Yeah. I was like, I'm out of here. I was just getting, no one had any umbrellas for me. <laughs> Is that it? Yep, that's it. All right, btosports.com. Uh, tweet at Talon. Uh, Pulpamex10 is the new code. Save yourself money when you check out there at uh, at, at uh, btosports.com. Of course, the BTO Sports. They got our William parts now over there at btosports.com. 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 Josh, what's happening? Uh, you got a question about Marvin Muskan? Uh, yes, I do. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, you know, he was his riding style on the 250 was, you know, incredible. And, uh, it seems to me right now that the 450 is just too much bike for him. Do you guys think he should have went with the, uh, you know, with the 350 to start at least? I think you got to give him time. He hurt his. Uh, I talked to his mechanic Frankie this weekend. Travis, you know anything about that guy? I know a little bit about yeah. Frankie. I've spent some time with him. Yeah, I talked to. I remember my first memory of Frankie was when Tyler Evans stabbed him with a toothpick in the head. Wow! And he had to go to the hospital to get it removed because wow. it broke off in his head. Holy shit! Yeah. Anyways. Um, uh, I talked to Frankie a little bit, Marvin's mechanic. <laughs> random, random question. Random. Focus. And, and, and Marvin, his uh, hand was broken from that Lakewood crash last year. He reheard it at uh, Motocross the Nations, and he uh, had to wait and get time and get it fixed again, I think, or whatever. He doesn't have a lot of laps right now to be ready. He's nowhere near the Marvin Muskan that we've, uh, we've seen before. So I would give him some time. And as far as a 350-450, you'd have to be drunk and high to race a 350 in Supercross. So, you know, I think that just give him some time, man. Uh, I think he'll be better. And, and don't forget, this class is deep. So, I mean, I, yeah. would, I would think a 100% healthy Marvin can maybe be a top five guy. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I mean sure. well, right? ninth place, first year, like you yeah. said, com- coming off an injury, it's not, not so bad. No. Yeah. It's, he's doing better from the first round, so yeah. he's going up. Don't give up, Josh. Yeah, no, I won't. I won't. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, seeing as you guys have, uh, you know, the uh, tire guy on, I, I'm sorry, I forget your name. No. Um, it's Randy. I, it's tire guy. Randy. No worries, Sorry, man. Randy. No worries, um, man. So I, I always wondered, 
Um, has anyone in the past, or is it even legal to like add some, let's say, like some kind of wax or something to the rear tire to kind of give you a better, uh, better grip um, for the whole shot? Or is, you know, has anybody ever tried anything like that? Probably for concrete, he's talking about maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even dirt too. I mean, I'm just saying this because I, I actually. Uh, I run an R&D lab for a candle company, so I work with a lot of wax, and I always thought, you know, like there's a lot of sticky uh, microcrystalline waxes out there that I always wondered if you threw some, you know, on the on the knobbies on the rear tire, if that would uh, benefit. Or Tony Alessi has probably tried it. Yeah, yeah. Probably has, for sure. He probably, he probably went to Bed Bath & Beyond. and. Uh, Boy, but hey, you're a candle concoction. guy. You yeah. and your chick must get weird with candles. We, yeah, no, I, I actually don't have a chick right now, but no, it, it, it helps with the uh, chicks, though, the chicks situation. We, uh, we, we have never altered any tires in that way. You know, uh, I'm not familiar with that, with that as far as wax or anything. The only concern I would, the only thing I think that that would, would help would be uh, anything like that would be um, for concrete starts, which they u- used to have back in the early 2000s. And we did experiment with some, works you know or prototype type tires that had a almost like a trials rubber compound like a really thin mm-hmm. layer um for for concrete starts and it would it would just melt away it was almost too greasy uh, um what about so. wheels with spikes on them to tenderize a oh, rear tire do you, do you do you recommend that we do not I, I know that's happened to some of our tires before um i'll tell the story real quick so kelly smith's dad thought the Michelin tire was too hard. It was not soft enough to get good starts or work out on the track. So I don't know where he got this thing <laughs> from. But high point, oh one, you know, defending champions we were. But anyways, um, he brought me this thing and said, look, don't tell anybody. Don't my, You have to use this thing. It was a dyno wheel, you know, two wheels. with sp- The wheels had spikes on them. I don't know, that tall or whatever. I need you to warm the tire up um, on this this tenderizer thing before the moto to soften the carcass up. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good idea. You have to do it. I'm like, all right, well, I'm the, I'm a mechanic that was like anything to make the rider happy or feel like, like if you want me to paint the bike pink, no problem. So I'm one of those guys. So I'm behind the truck. No fans can see it. And I'm like, <laughs> and just tenderizing this Michelin and rubber is flying off into the, under the truck, under the semi. And I'm like, I, I'm shutting it down. Did you catch me, or what, what happened? I, I I didn't hear about that until well after the fact. Okay. Thank goodness. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. And so yeah. we go down to the line, and he comes back from the parade lap, and it's already beat. This tire is done. It's all chewed out. Yes, it yeah. is. And I'm just like, this is not going to go well. And I don't know, probably. Uh, uh, That's Moto Dad technology. Um, That's exactly what. Well, it's same dad who who one time when I got to Kelly's house had taken a a belt sander to the swing arm to remove material. Yeah. Thought that it was too beefy of a swing arm. Same dad. So I like this guy. I mean, he's just trying <laughs> he's just to innovate for it. Right? I, I wonder why. Um, we talked about your tire helper guy who. Reinhardt, yeah, yeah. he saw this thing after the moto was done, completely done. I wonder if he thought, well, "Hey, wait, I should ask these guys." We but. had uh, when we had we had not we didn't have it commercially available yet, but we were, had the Sand Four, and we had had like about ten of them just in time for Southwick uh, one year, and had them just for like factory guys. And remember, 
Jacob Marsak? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So his dad, he was riding 125s, and his dad was begging me for one of those, you know, sand forces. It's a very scoop-type yeah. tire, you know. And there are AMA rules against you. It can't be a continuous paddle, right. thanks to what, Jimmy Weiner. Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer. No, no, no. Weiner. Weiner. Yeah, yeah Oakland okay. Supergard. Yeah. So no full paddle tire. It can't be a continuous rib paddle. So we had this tire that was, uh, you know, the sand four, whatever. And Marsak was begging for one. And then, uh, so finally I gave him a takeoff. His son made the main, so I gave him a takeoff for the for the thing. And we go down there, and at the time, Dougie from Bridgestone mm-hmm. sees me, and he goes, Marsak's tire is illegal, and starts giving me the business about it. I didn't know what he'd done, so I walked in there and looked, and his dad had used some kind of, like, glue stuff, and had filled in all the cracks, like, between the spaces, and made it like this continuous <laughs> rib-looking thing. Yeah. Glue. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, hey, thanks, caller. Appreciate the question, though, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, guys. Thank uh, you. See ya. Uh, Nate, what's going on? You got a question about racetrack, racetrack prep? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Good. Thank you for calling. Uh, I'm watching the race right now, and I was there at track walk, and I just, the, the on-off section, and watching the race on TV now, I'm just trying to figure out what the, the builders had in mind for leaving the left side without that little lip to get on-off. They, you know fixed, they fixed it for the night show, though. Larry, Larry Brooks may have walked, did the track walk on the right side. <laughs> a guy just tweeted me and said, when you say that tall, mm-hmm. they can't see me because this is the radio show. Mm-hmm. So I want to say those spikes were an inch. Okay. You say um, whatever you want. Yeah. I never saw the things. So. Um, okay. Uh, the, the, yeah, Tomac told me about that. I said, what about the track or whatever? That able, tabletop section for most of the day, there was only a lip on the right-hand side. So go on, 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 yeah. on the right. The left was a normal yeah. tabletop, which I guess they wanted you to go like over, like super Jump slow. It. Yeah, but for the well, night yeah, show, even if yeah. even if you did, you know, triple or quad over through that section, it's going to be way slower than the on-off. So yeah. I just, I don't know, I'm no, confused uh, with why they would build it that way. I'm confused um, why they would take a, a time practice and after the time practice make a massive track change that would eliminate all the times from the second practice. They do that quite a bit too. I'm very confused yeah, about that true. also. Um, you know, well, so. to me, the on, 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 off was retarded anyway because it was pretty much – that's all you could do in the section. They just limited everyone. They should have not even had a lip there and let these guys really – because that's a scary up. obstacle. Right. Yeah, when that, there's no lip – very tiring when there's no lip. When there's very no lip tiring. there, it takes a lot of skill and, like yeah. you said, a lot of effort. The last tabletop didn't have a kicker on it. That's why those guys were clipping, clipping that last one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is what Roxon did and, and all that. So, All right. Yeah, th- thanks, Nate. Clipping. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, you guys have a good night. Thank you. Gino, what's up, Gino? Hey, what's up, man? You got a Cole uh, Sealy question? Yeah, I just wanted to see what a percent of their of your percentage pie you're going to give him uh, the top three this season. Success pie, not a blame pie. Success pie, we have those two. That blame pie was good. Uh, yeah, the blame pie was really pie. good, so and good. I hope you bastards didn't eat it all because I'm going to have some more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know how many. I didn't people have had. any, so you I should was kind of keeping track of the slices, but then I there was just like had a, one. There was a second slices somewhere dished out. I'm not so happy about that. Um, more blame. Yeah. Um, Cole Sealy top three. Top well, he three. got he got third overall last year. Won a race or two? Yeah, just he, won one. Man, one. He's good. Man, uh, and and you know to start the year he, uh, I thought he was going to win last, and I won. I really did. When he got out there, I was like, hey, this is going to be one of those races. Like Houston again. Yeah. yeah, you know, get a clean start. He can ride. He's technically he's a really good rider. Um, Sure. Yeah, top three. Why not, right? What's Guys? the percentage uh, he wants to know? Oh, percent that he does it? Yeah. 
Ah, forty yeah. percent. Really? Okay. Sure. Yeah. And and uh, do you think that he'll at least finish in the top five? Yes. By the end sure, of the yeah. Yeah, pretty, unless obviously without injury. I mean, that not gonna happen yeah, tomorrow. But injury. yeah, I would get him. Top he seems five. to be pretty solid right now. Right. Yeah. See, he's one of those guys like um like a Stanton or um uh, uh Michael Rocco or whatever. They didn't weren't just moto superstars as a young kid. Kind of built themselves, and they maybe last longer than like a moto superstar as a young kid, you know. And the thing is, too, is everyone's like, "Oh, Muskin's Mus- Muskan is not built enough." Well, Cole is skinny, yeah, and, he, and he's fine. Yeah, he can throw that thing around just fine. Gino, do you want a uh, gear alloy shirt and hat? Yeah, of course. Who doesn't, right? <laughs> right. All right, stay on hold. We'll uh, talent and get your information. Thank you. Thanks. Whew, we're done. Serious? Yeah. We got to get you guys on the road. This has been too long of a show. That's saying this is the longest one I've ever been in. I know. Right? There's lots to talk about here. Yeah. A lot of tire questions tonight. It's good. Right? A lot of questions, yeah. We didn't give away a set this show yet, did we? No. Okay. So, what I want to do, you've got the the guy who had the 20, 25 year old tire. (laughs) (laughs) I sent the the email to you, yeah. Okay. Then I want to hook that guy up with a set. Okay. Yeah, sure. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a great test. Let's see the yeah. progress that you made in 20, 30 years. <laughs> Two and a half decades, yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly right. What if yeah. he comes but, back? Hey, what what you need, when you send tires, yeah. send that test form that Chris filled out. Send yeah. it to him. We'll and get him going. What if he comes in and goes, you know what? Those MP10-2s are just working for me. you got to make those again. Well, I, he will not be able to find any more of those. <laughs> we have voicemails, too, but screw that. Right? Screw uh, it. You guys got to right go. Now, you yeah. guys got to drive back. Yeah, it's going to uh, Struggle Street. Preston, thank you for coming in, Travis Preston, everybody. Uh, I love having you in here. I wish you could come more. It's yeah, been fun. it was a great time. Like I said, it's my only day off. Yeah. I had tons of things to do, but I wanted to come up and hang out with you. If you want, uh, I can go on for another hour about some policies at Yamaha that I'm not happy with, that I wasn't happy with, and how I wanted to launch at different times. <laughs> yeah, we, we, let's, let, let's just end it on a good note right now. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's just, before you leave, let's tell okay. them the truth. About what? About what went down. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, the Pookie thing was just a lie. It was just a story. We're, 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 just, trying, to, we're trying to fabricate something for because, you. Because, hold here's, on, here, here's Chris, the thing. Chris, Chris like, is getting emotional. You know, I think you're picking on Chris too much with the Jason Thomas dirt rider thing, the goggle thing. You're starting to get under his skin. I do that so to people. I do we, that to we, people. We wanted yeah. to try to get yeah. under your skin. I do that to people. So we wanted to see how you would handle um, it. And yeah. you didn't handle it well. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. You got mad. No, I didn't get mad. You that did. would make Pookie happy. I want her to be happy. Now it kind of sucks, <laughs> you know, but she's happy. Oh, well, she's here. Oh, let's, here let's she get her. comes. Yeah. She doesn't have a All microphone. Right. We don't have a microphone. Uh, I didn't get her here, here, Pookie, you can have mine. Go ahead. It's got his warmth still oh. on the ears. <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> you know. Um, oh, so cozy. Pookie, you. You smell good too, huh? <laughs> Honestly, though, you, you're, for your Twitter following, uh, 15 for life, uh, 22 for life, uh, uh, you know. 11 for life. 11 for you life. Don't forget it. Oh, yeah. 11 right here. <laughs> yeah. Hey. What you, about th- it? This wasn't, Heather had a lot to do with this, by the way. Oh. Oh, there's another secret. We all text. knew about this shit. Oh, okay. So we were planning this for a little bit. Honestly, like any husband would want their wife to be happy. And I guess... If hooking up with Travis Preston in Hawaii would make you happy, that sucks, but you're happy. Aww, I don't know. I love you so much. You know? Like, <laughs> what, do, what do I do? Like, I don't know. You know oh, my I'm like, God. I'm like, you guys ever see the movie Semi-Pro? Yeah. 
Remember the Eddie Mannix? Yeah, he's just sitting there Monic- watching. Yes. <laughs> Eddie, Monic- Eddie, uh, Eddie Mannix, yeah. I think, is hooking up with the, the guy's <laughs> wife, and he's a big fan. Like I- <laughs> Mannix. Hey, you gotta get out of here, man. That's not cool. Get out of here. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Aww. What are you going to do? It's Travis Preston. Won a championship. 250K, he said. <laughs> That's my wife, everybody. That's really what it means. Oh, my God. Seriously. I was trying to get her to drive my mom to the airport the other day. No. Pick my mom up? I don't remember. What was it? Pick her up. And I said, I'll give you 50 bucks. (laughs) And she's like, 150. And I'm like, and she goes, you know what? I can just take it anyways. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I ain't like, going. She's yeah, like, I, I know I where to going. get it. Yeah, I know where to get it. You know what I mean? No, I'm Pookie, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like Travis should know that like, he's not the only rider <laughs> hey. that you love. But seriously, did you believe it? Did you believe it? No, I did not. Oh, you did? She, she would have brought that up. Oh, fuck. She would have brought that up. You know, I mean. I know. She would have took Jen Brown, too. Would have been pumped. <laughs> yeah, right. And my mom. The selfies for days right. in Hawaii, right? My mom would have been super pumped. She probably would have called him Travis Pastrana. Oh, he's very tall, that one. Oh, that Travis. And when so she nice. found out about 250K, she would equate, she would have done the exchange rate to Canadian dollars. You know what I mean? So, all right, well, yeah, uh, give him back his thing. Okay. All right. Give him back his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Randy, thank you, man. MichelinMotorcycles.com, Starcross 5. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. And, um, you know, I mean, we were friends before any of this, and, and I appreciate you coming in. Before you had a Michelin Starcross 5 that I knew about, I wanted you to come in. Yeah. I knew you'd be great. I knew you'd be fantastic. And I uh, hope you had fun. Um, I know you're a listener and everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been great, man. Thank had you. A, had an absolute blast. And, and, and to be completely honest, have been a fan of the show long before we were you know, yeah. a sponsor of the show. Yeah. And uh, you and I, I don't know if – they know this, but we share some racing history, you know, with Kelly Smith's first win. But yeah, I don't know if you guys, you guys know about this. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> exactly. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's been great, man. He's been a yeah. friend of mine forever. Thanks, man. Um, do you remember we used to make jokes, though? Like, that, you got me one time really good. Remember we used to make jokes about your mom and stuff? You did, yeah. Like, you'd be like... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Someone would come up, and I'd be like, yeah, because uh, I hooked up with your mom, and I was making a sandwich. Yeah. And then one day, your mom came to the race, and the you're races. like, hey, Steve, you know this lady. And I'm it's like, my mom. it's my mom. <laughs> and, and I got my mom to go, what do you want on your sandwich? I, don't, yeah. dude, <laughs> I felt like this big. I'm like, oh, That's man. Awesome. Yeah, what an asshole I am. Um, but, uh, yeah, Preston, thank you. Appreciate it. Great great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having and, me. And uh, it's been fun. Please come up again. I don't know how or how you We'll work get him up again. Yeah, we'll make it happen somehow, some yeah, way. Yeah, right. Uh, and Randy Richardson from Michelin Motorcycle. Uh, Chris Kiefer, Dirt Rider, DirtRider.com. Thank you. Thanks, bro. We'll get you back up here at some point. Yep. Um, always a fun time. And uh, and Talon, you hit the wrong drop 14 times, but it was still fun. Yeah, it was fun. Other than that, I feel like it went pretty smooth. Yeah, so. you did. A lot of calls tonight, bro. You handled uh, a lot yeah, of calls. Right. calls. Yes, and you, you handled it strong. I thought I did a good job. Did you? I did. So okay. next time, but. bring some snacks. No, no, I don't think he needs to bring anything. He didn't bring snacks, and he didn't buy a cable Kiefer for me. Said, Kiefer said in and out, so maybe I'll just bring that next there time. There you go. Boom. <laughs> um, no, thanks, man. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, um, thanks for having we, me. We'll, we'll, Travis is in next week, and then I guess we got to decide. It's tough. I don't know. I vote for rotating. That's what I vote for. How are we going to do that? Why? How? You just take I mean, turns. <laughs> what? what do you mean how? How are you going to do rotating? You just take turns. What, yeah. what, what, well, you're saying... I didn't get that. So yeah, right. Yes, go. yes, I got, I got the concept of it. Yeah. Explain to me why do you yeah. mean how. Listen to me. Um, all right, we're going to wrap this thing up. All right. Yeah, we got to go. 
Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Thanks to Jake Weimer. Thanks to uh, Jordan Smith. Thanks to JT. Thanks to uh, Ryan Dungey, of course, for coming on all that time ago. The Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. We'll be right back next week with um, my buddy Noof, John Knowles, and uh, Primo from Scott. Thanks to Swisscore, and thanks to Moser also for uh, making everything happen behind the scenes. See you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.